Yeah, I'm great. PKA 539 with our guest, Brandon Harris. Taylor. This episode of PKA is brought to you by ExpressVPN and Lucy. We got Brandon Herrera, long requested guest, finally nabbed him, busy man. Thank you so much for coming on. Last second, by the way, cleared his schedule. He had a funeral and he said, I was never even that close to my grandma. I know where to find her if I need her. Yeah, yeah. genuinely great. <laughs> not going anywhere. Mm. Yeah, that ship sailed. No, no, it's good to be on, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, good, good. to have you. Uh, yeah, you were saying before how, like, uh, you, you, you must, you, how old are you for, at first? 25. 25. Okay. You're an old looking 25 year old in a good uh, way. You look fit. A lot of miles. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he said, he's like, I remember watching Kyle's videos when I was 16. And I was like doing that like meme math where I'm like, <laughs> is, is he younger than I am? Oh, that sucks. Like, so, yeah. You've been watching him for a long time. You said you watch Mail Monday on Woody. Obviously, watching my same zombies gameplay just as much. I've been watching you two for forever. And Taylor, you're really funny. so yeah thank you for coming on it's really apropos this week because there's like five different gun things going on there have been multiple shootings over the past few weeks and then there's that uh the gun control like five measures or executive actions executive orders whatever it was i was watching your video uh some of that beforehand and i stopped in the middle because i'm like i don't want to learn everything before (laughs) before i I don't want to get tricked into learning something yeah absolutely not and so uh yeah is is that kind of your bread and butter following i know donut operator some of those guys do like the the shooting breakdowns do you do that as well or more just the gun side definitely more so just on the gun side uh but more like in kind of the comedy entertainment like i I tell people uh people ask what i do and i'm like i'm a professional retard on the internet me too. So, yeah, yeah. It, it works pretty well. <laughs> it's a great job. But, yeah, no, I don't do a lot of the shooting breakdown stuff like that. I try not to get too political uh, yeah. or at least do videos on politics all the time because that's just really dry. And there's a lot of preachy people that do that anyway. So I'm like, ah, I don't really need to. But sometimes, not going to lie, it gets the clicks. So that's kind of nice. Dude, I yeah. want to talk yeah, about I that. Yeah, I agree completely. Like, like maybe, and if it were me, like in that particular space, like, there are some of them that you just don't want to co- cover. Like there's no right opinion to even have on some of this stuff. It's mm-hmm. li- li- like, like you're just going to alienate 50% of your audience. If you even take a side, it's okay. almost better. I you're just like, I'd never limit myself to just having the correct opinion. I, I, I <laughs> I'm wrong half the time. At least <clears throat> I want to talk about that chick, <laughs> the chick that shot the dude with the taser. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah. Is there a video of that? I haven't seen it. There yeah, is but we video. can't watch that shit. Yeah, like, we like, you can't watch it. But I, a, I can, you know, I'll break it down. Someone being murdered. Here it is. There's this guy, super skinny dude. And he's doing that thing where he's like not fully complying. Right? The cops have risk control and he kind of sits back in the car. He's not like actively swinging and taking some stance or anything. But he's just not like... You know, putting his hands behind his back is like this. He's on a resistance scale of one to ten. He's giving him like a three or something. Yeah. Right. Can, can I just jump in real quick? Please. As someone who's been arrested a few times, there was zero resistance. There was a point where, like, I instinctively kind of put my hand. I, they were like, "Are you armed?" And I, I, I like opened my coat to show them that no, I'm not armed. And they're to like, "Show them your cool gun." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you goddamn no. Um. You know, I, I'm, I'm like absolutely not do you want my jacket on or off and they're like 
if you could slip it off carefully. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it real slow, maintaining eye contact with you, <laughs> sir. I hope you're the first one to shoot if you see a gun. Hey, if you see something, shoot. But I got nothing. Like, like, like I'm so compliant. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, which hand do you want behind my back first? I, there's no, and I'm being like extra flexible because I know what it's like to handcuff somebody. I've handcuffed plenty of people. Believe me, it's hard Hell to yeah. get them on sometimes. And, I, and I'm just like, hey, if you could not lock the joint, that'd be great. I'm not going anywhere. And, and every time I ask them not to lock the joint, they don't do it. It's, they've been really cool about that. Because hmm. like in the movies, you see that chain between handcuffs. That ain't how handcuffs work. They've got this uh, hinge that they can lock so that your hands are just like, like they don't go anywhere. There's no moving not around back chain. here. Oh, okay. But yeah, every time I've been arrested, like maximum compliance, 10 out of 10. This is not the part where we alpha the five guys with handguns. All right. Mm -hmm. So this guy isn't exactly alphaing them. But like I said, a three out of ten, right? He's just yeah. the I think he even like sort of sits down. He's not like jerking himself away, but he's slipping and back in his way. own car he's sitting down or Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. I assume it's his car. And uh the cops have like wrist control on him, and uh the cops are kinda like wrestling is an overstatement, but you know, they're controlling him. And he's mildly not complying. Meanwhile, this chick, and you can see it on her body cam, is like behind the male cops that are like risk controlling and sort of like they're about to pull him out of the car and, and handcuff mm -hmm. him and such. And uh, she pulls out what she thinks is her taser. And now she wants to help the boys lock this guy up. She is like a 50-year-old, out-of-shape, worthless cop. Absolutely worthless. And uh, this is a physical situation. This is a job that involves taking dudes who don't want to comply and making them comply. And she is not qualified for this job because she can't fucking carry the groceries by herself to look at her. Yeah. And uh, she grabs what she thinks is her taser. And she's like, I'm going to tase him. I'm going to tase him. And uh, the, the cops are still like working on the guy. And then she yells, taser, taser, taser. So they spread clear. Kind of like the paddles, you know, at, at the surgery. They don't want to be touching the guy while she tasers yeah. him. Well, she's got her Glock in her hand. She fires a shot into his chest and goes, oh, I shot him. <laughs> she says oh i shot him I, not doing, again this is a pretty good play-by-play -play. yeah and, uh, as the guy speeds away like when when she shoots he speeds off in the car uh, I, I would argue he, sh he sped away after the shot and because of the shot yeah, he was probably like, oh, way too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I would do? I would drive away too. I'd be horrified to the woman who mistook a taser for a gun and yes. firing wildly. His last words were, oh, fuck, that wasn't a taser. Tasers <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really hurt. So I, the, way I <laughs> the way I remember it, she shot him. He's like, oh, damn it, they're shooting. I better drive away. He does. Yeah. He doesn't make it very far at all and dies. Yeah. And, uh, um, now there's a question. They're charging her with some kind of manslaughter. I think second degree manslaughter. And now we're outside mean? of my depth. Yeah. I look. So my friend looked it up, what second degree manslaughter is. And give me like 15 seconds. I think I can find it. Yeah, that. sure. Yeah. While you look at that, um, I got it. This, of course, brought up other cases of this happening. And so after we're done talking about this one, I've got a completely different, but exactly the same story to tell <laughs> another taser uh, mistake so i did see something like i haven't seen the clip but i did see like some stuff floating around online where it's like the weight of a fully loaded glock is like like three times that of the taser or something it's something noticeable that's, like, it's a very it's significant also, like, thing. bright and yellow 
Taylor, yeah. if everything is heavy to this woman, she's worthless as fuck in a physical confrontation. Yeah, All after right. Woody reads the third degree <laughs> thing, I want to talk of the difference between a fucking Glock 19 <laughs> and an X26. Even so, the handle on the taser is so little. All right, like, next. Yeah, <laughs> manslaughter right. in the second degree. Uh, a person causes the death of another by the following means is guilty of manslaughter, yada, yada. The first condition, the one that applies here, the person's culpable negligence, whereby the person creates an unreasonable risk and consciously takes chances of causing death or great bodily harm. It's the consciously take part that I struggle with, right? Was she culp? Was she negligent? Undeniably, right? Th this bitch can't do anything right. She whips out a taser instead of her Glock instead of a taser and actually pulls the trigger and kills somebody. Yeah, I just. Not sure about the consciously takes chance. All right, so consciously, go ahead. The, so, the, so the two weapon systems will come like, like probably a Glock nineteen. That's what I see most of these people carrying. I rarely even see a seventeen, but it's pretty hefty, especially fully loaded. Right, you've got seventeen rounds in there, and probably one in the pipe, or at least seventeen. I don't know exactly what it weighs off the top of my head. Let's call it two and a quarter pounds or something. Just making that number up. The grip. The, the everything about it is noticeably different than an X26 taser. Not only that, an X26 has a safety on it. It's got a thumb safety on the left side. Okay. So like, I'm just putting myself like, like if you blindfold me and you put both things on the table instantaneously, I know the difference just by feel like, like, yeah. and if that doesn't work, I know by weight. And if that doesn't work, I feel a little more and like everything is different. The, 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 even the, the trigger guard on X26 is kind of this weird thing on the mm -hmm. Glock. It's completely different. Like this, the, the, the grip, uh, texturing, the knurling is completely different. The, the, the fact that there's a fucking safety that, that you would have to disengage before firing your taser should just be like, Oh wait, I, this doesn't have a s safety on it. Also they're usually the way I see cops do it. Obviously I've never, worn a taser i've used the i've used that particular taser before for stuff i've shot people with it but they've got their glock on uh on their right hip you know if they're right-handed and then on a cross draw they've got the x26 so they got to reach across their belt and draw it from over there that's how i usually see them wear that system hard to get that mixed up hard to get yeah. that mixed up what you have is someone <laughs> who is woody kept pointing out how she's physically unqualified for the job the real issue here the the failure is a mental inability oh, to do the job here's why Let, let's say that she wasn't a woman let's say that she was a little person right she was a she was an actual midget yeah three foot six inch tall no no, no we right? were talking we were talking physical not mental woody so the fact that she's a woman's irrelevant ah. <laughs> <laughs> if she was three foot six inches tall then she would have the same problem. She would have to be working through her re weapon systems because she was fucking useless. No, that guy would be alive because her little, little dwarf finger couldn't reach the trigger. <laughs> yeah, she just shot him in the thigh. <laughs> the the yeah, problem is this, <laughs> this solution should have right been putting cuffs on a dude, right? And, and if it's a couple guys, you might get in there and everyone grabs a wrist or an ankle or something. They grab them out of the car. They do whatever it takes. But because she had nothing to offer in that category of police work, she had to fucking start grabbing Glocks off her hip. That was the problem. It, it, like, there should be a physical qualification for a job that involves wrestling criminals. 
period. Also, probably not yeah. being colorblind, I think, would help, considering she waved a clear Glock in front of... You know, just, <laughs> in the video, she's waving it around for like a solid four yes. or five seconds at least. And I'm like, oh, that's a Glock, honey, that's a Glock. <laughs> yeah, that's not... Nope, nope, not Taser, Taser, to Yeah, fuck. Nope, too late. Yeah, now he's dead, because you... Yeah, I mean, it seems like a mixed bag. Like, if she was smarter then she might have been like, oh, the, the guys are doing the heavy lifting. I'll just stand here and, and do my easy job. But the whole, I got to be, a, you know, I did my part. I'm doing my part kind of thing. It's like Paul she yeah. pulls out her Glock and blows the guy away. Like, yeah, I already saw that she resigned, which is like, like pre which is basically like, you can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> no, it's not even that. You know, it was a situation where they called her in the audience, into the uh, office. And they were like, you've got to go. We don't want to fire you. If you resign, you'll probably get part of your pension or, or this or that. Like, like you should resign so that, you know, you get these benefits and it looks better on your record. And yeah. that, that's what happened. It's a I think it was her, deal. It was her and her chief, I think, resigned. Good. Yeah. But I, that's not good enough. I if, heard if that that's she, your brother who's dead. It's like, yeah, I heard he you. attempted to resign. I don't know what to make of that, but that's how they described him on the news. So the one thing I, I think they are doing right, though, is that they're charging was charging her with something reasonable, because what they normally do is this stuff gets political really quickly. They're like, oh, we want first degree murder and you overcharge. And it's like, well, no, no, it wasn't like by definition, first degree murder. Nobody, you know, he didn't break in your house in the middle of the night, tie you up in the basement and kill you with a chainsaw. It's like mm -hmm. these aren't the same things. Right. And then they, they overcharge and then they burn a city down when they don't get a conviction. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's what happened yeah. in the Rodney yeah. Heard. All right, so mixing it up, but I don't know that they even charged. This might be an overcharge. The conscious consciously takes chances of causing death. I'm stuck on it. I I don't feel like she consciously made this decision to shoot a guy. She negligent, but is that what that means? It, consciously I, takes chances of. I never know when I read legal like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the image. That you a good about. good lawyer could argue that she consciously drew a weapon and pointed it at the guy and pulled the trigger. I considered that an yeah. angle. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. So this brought to light um, <clears throat> a different situation. Um, Might have been in Florida. I, I don't have the details in front of me, I, but I watched the video a few days ago. Not another taser mix-up. Exactly, another taser mix-up. Jesus mix Christ. <laughs> um, so here are the broad strokes. Um, I, I won't we need to make guns heavier, way heavier, apparently. <laughs> it was another female, wasn't it? It was a man. Um, so the situation was they were doing like an undercover sting where um, they, they had set up this uh, felon who was wanting to sell guns. And so they've got like the, uh, the, the sting car with the hidden cameras in it. And the undercover is buying these guns from this guy. And he's just like, yeah, it's a German Luger. It's a German Luger. And he's selling this guy this handgun. And then like the rest of the cops start pulling in. This guy gets wise. He jumps out of the car and starts sprinting away. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he has the gun on him at this point. I think he's just running. He's, he's like running for his life and they're chasing after him. And one of the cops involved is some sort of a 70 plus year old, like reserve resource officer or something like that. I don't even Re understand retire exactly that man. 70? Like, like, like he's some sort of a reserve. Like he's not even like a full cop. <laughs> Um, he's like a reserve yeah. officer, whatever the fuck that means. At um, 70, he should be running for president. And he's literally like 70. <laughs> you beat me to the joke. Uh, <laughs> he should be leading the free world, not chasing guys on the street. <laughs> you so gave him a gun. He should have the launch codes. Yeah. <laughs> he should have the football. <laughs> he looks like the guy from the diabetes commercial. Like, like he's overweight. He's, 
Wilford Brimley. Yeah, he looks like Wilford Brimley. Well, they get this guy kind of on the ground, and he's wrestling with him a little bit, and he does the same thing. Taser, taser, taser. Bang! And he even says, he goes, oh, no, I shot him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I shot him. She said it, too. (sighs) Oh, no, I shot him. To be fair, as old as... As old as he is, he was probably around before electricity was invented. Mm. So tasers may be a new concept. Yeah. I'd, I'd try and like act quickly and be like, a taser malfunction, taser malfunction. <laughs> this one shot a bullet. What, what if he was just like, damn, that taser's got some heft, right, boys? <laughs> so your Google search history includes how do you delete body cam footage? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Well, that, how many times has this happened? Um, this is not the second time. This is not these two times are not the only time because I've seen it a third time. I've seen. A Was third it on incident. a Chicago subway? I, dude, I've seen so many of them. Frankly, I, I they're they're all jumbled to me. Dude, they're I like, saw one. I think the guy might have already been cuffed. His hands were. He was on his belly. That's it. Face, yeah, yeah. And the cop pulls out what he thinks is a taser, and he pretty much executes him by shooting him like in the head or something with the gun. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's awful. It's awful. It's just awful. And also, like, I, you you tase him in the head. As <laughs> I was saying it, I'm like, did maybe the taser thing was just a thing you said? I'm maybe, gonna tag him in the back <laughs> of both ears. Because <laughs> the other ones seem like genuine mistakes. You know, like I, it, it, I the remember woman, how you would always I really see cops believe go, Stop was, re- was incompetent. I, I the woman sold me on her incompetence. I think through and through, she is physically and mentally completely in, unsuited for this job. Yeah. You know how cops, would, whenever they wanted to beat a suspect, they would yell, stop resisting? Yes. Like, I, I think Do whenever a cop wants that? to whenever a cop wants to shoot a suspect, they yell, taser. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> This is all part of their training. They're like, uh, and remember, guys, if you ever want to just straight up murder someone in the street, just yell, taser, 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 and let them have it. You're, you're in the clear. You're in the clear. Slap on the wrist. Do you think you they know the actually cop, train? Oh. Oh, sorry, Brandon. Do you think they actually train to yell, stop resisting while beating someone yeah or is it just cultural i i think it's one of those things where Probably like unspoken thing i think it's one of those things where like like before a show sometimes we'll be like yeah you need you know if you need to cough just hit the mute button and uh if you need to take a bath an extended break just kind of send us a private message and you know we'll smooth it all over and also if you want to uh beat the shit out of a suspect <laughs> in the street just <laughs> stop resisting stop resisting they're gonna be flailing a lot because you're beat you want to hit the elbows a lot with your baton, okay? Elbows, <laughs> shins, they're going to be in so much pain. Of course they're going to resist. If you no hit one them in stops the head resisting. with a baton, they always move their hands. That's a yeah. good time to hit It's them involuntary. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They call Frankie Funny Bones, you know, the most, <laughs> always tapping the back of elbows, manufacturing fights so he can continue to beat you up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it goes back to what I always say about cops. Um, cops aren't paid enough. And that's why we have bad cops. If you if you pay cops uh, seventy five thousand dollars a year plus benefits, then a whole better class of intelligent um, individuals who are physically and mentally capable of performing that job at the level it needs to be performed will apply for that job. And and yeah. all of a sudden, all of these nincompoops will fall by the wayside. They'll be like, oh, how many we got for the recruiting class this year? Uh, where we we have. 800 applicants and we're accepting 50 
Um, all right, well, we can cut the bottom 750 out, and that's going to include all of your 50-year-old women who can't carry groceries, all your 71-year-old guys who should be leading the free world. It's going to get rid of all of the like <laughs> I love that secret white power racists who have like murder, death, kill written down the barrel of their personal AR that they carry in the back of their car. The guys who like carry one of those like uh, like curved raptor claw blades in their belt so they can like i know a cop like that look i have cop buddies i like them a lot but dude would show me his gear you know i'd show him my gear in the back of my car and he'd be like let me show you what i got and like in his belt he has one of those i don't know what they're called but like the, the curved blade raptor claw Is little karambit dude we got yeah, a karambit or something like you remember that? Yeah. years ago we were sponsored by that gaming company that yeah. sent us these i st- i use it to open boxes yeah we yeah. open dog food with ours. Yeah. My cop buddy you know, opens. This thing, this thing destroys just the best at opening boxes. Yeah. Also. yeah. Yeah. My, my, my cop buddy carries one of those in his belt. Uh, it like goes in the belt buckle and he is ready to pull that out and disembowel a suspect if need be. We keep ours in the pantry. He has his AR-15 and 400 rounds of ammunition and just like, like you know, he's like, like, yeah, this is my vest and this is my helmet and these are my gloves in case I need to fight. Look at those knuckles. They've got the Kevlar knuckles. You can beat the shit out of somebody and you don't even feel it. And I'm like, yeah, I've got the same ones. Someone sent them to me, but I just, you know, I'm just selling them on the internet, man. I'm not, I'm not looking to beat people up with them. He's like, oh, I am. Does I that am, yeah, ever I give you a feeling of power? Maybe I'm an asshole. I'm open to that idea. But, like, uh, when I carry a gun, I'm just kind of aware of the fact that I'm deadly. I'm wearing, my motorcycle gloves have a similar kind of Kevlar knuckle. And it's like, I could hit someone really hard with this. Now, of course, that's probably not the weakest part in my fighting style, you know? Like, But, but, but it just feels like, oh, with these knuckles and this gun, I'm 1% tougher than normal. Do you remember... Uh- well, everybody does that, that, that like really egregious shooting in Vegas where the guy's like, you know, get on the floor, you know, right hand red, yeah. do the dinosaur, like just making him do, all the, <laughs> do the cabbage patch. Yeah, what do you- the cabbage patch. And then like it showed a picture of that guy and it's like, and here's the gun he used. And it was engraved like, I'm going to fucking kill you, bitch. Like, Something written on the side like that. And it's like, yeah, that should like. You, first, you, you shouldn't be allowed to label your guns with little messages was like that. Smile, you're, you're dead with a smiley face. What did his gun say? It was something, it was something like that. If you're a cop, you shouldn't be able to have like get fucked, criminal. Like, it might have been get fucked. I really think it was like under the dust cover of his AR-15. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got yeah. his desk covered like fucking laser engraved, like get yeah. fucked or something like that. that. Your Our personal gun said, uh, "I can because of my badge, I can kill you and not go to prison." Pretty much. Yeah. I'll Pretty get. Much. I'll get paid leave, bitch. I can do yeah. whatever I want because I'm a cop. Yeah, if if you just raise, because like, it's a hard job. It's a job I wouldn't want, and they do get Hell stuck no. into situations that are, I do not envy. Like that video I sent you guys earlier of the police officer killing the 13 year old who uh, he uh, uh, met up with in the alley at like 2:45 a.m. in the morning, and the kid had a Glock, and he like pulls the Glock and throws it away at the same time he's raising his hands above his head. So it's real ambiguous whether or not it's a good shoot or a bad shoot. Cop taps him once in the chest and the kid dies right there on camera. And it is you on the police camera. You see this kid's bloody face with blood coming out of the mouth and the life leaving his eyes at like I two stopped, minutes. And I stopped watching it. I didn't like, I didn't like seeing that. I didn't love it, but I watched it all because I wanted to know what happened. And it, I'm left still not knowing if the cop was in the right or not. What I think was he was in a terrible situation 
And and like I, I don't know. I'm glad it's not up to me whether he's in the right or not. Did you lay it out for everyone? I was kind of multitasking finding. The yeah, you know the cop cover. chasing the kid down an alley. The kid's like 13. Um, he's wearing baggy clothes, and he finally stops. The cop has one of those. Uh, the cop lights. told him to stop multiple times, and he ran another 20 seconds, maybe. Sure. Cop has like one of those uh, like like tactical strobe lights on his handgun, mm-hmm. and uh, which is oh. blinding as fuck if you've never been hit by one of those, by the way, and it's super disorienting. And while the kid is raising his hands above his head, he is simultaneously drawing a handgun from his waistband and disposing of it. It's both. It's like get rid of my gun and hands up, and it's just this this like single motion where it's like gun throw away hands up is that, that like and the cop has to make this decision instantly for his life. And he does, and his decision is to shoot once. That's one thing I at least give him, like regardless of whether it's right or wrong. I often see cops be like, "Oh, we need to shoot all of our bullets now," and it's just like, mm-hmm. "Dude, he's been dead. Like you're just ricocheting him into Toys R Us now. Like, like mm-hmm. don't yeah. dump <laughs> magazines in the people." It took a second to process. <laughs> Pull on ricocheting into Toys R Us. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Nobody's there anymore. Man, yeah, oh, all right. F and chat. Circuit. Cir- <laughs> the, the Circuit City and the Toys R Us were riddled with am- with bullets. Uh, police estimate fifteen to twenty dollars worth of damage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this, uh, not I, I assume this happened very recently, right? So nothing's the it hasn't begun today. to unfold. No, I think yeah. it's like brand new. Like like it got linked to me. Like the moment I sent it to you was the moment I had received it. And Where I did it happen? Somebody- like what city? Uh, I'm 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 like digging that up right now because it says it's uh Chicago. Ah, Chicago, very popular for for shooting. shooting. Yeah, if anyone out there wants to see it, and look, I talked on PKN about how you should avoid scarring your brain with like fucked up shit on the internet. So, um, it's your choice whether you want to see it or not. It's graphic. It's called the title is graphic warning: body cam footage of Chicago officer fatal shooting of 13 year old Adam Toledo. I and uh, if you actually want to see the thing. I didn't see the gun at all. So they, I, to me, it looked like the kid was running. Mm-hmm. He stopped running, put his hands up, and the cop shot him. And I was uh-huh. like, whoa, why? It's, it seemed like a bad shooting to me. And there's this frame where you stop it, and there's nothing in his hands. The light is on him. You can see clear as day he was unarmed For sure. and uh, had his hands up when the cop shot him. Kyle's like, yeah, he had a gun in his hand. So I was like, wow. And I stopped the video. I showed him the still shot. And he's like, frames before that. And then he showed me the gun on the ground. So I... I missed that too. The co- I, I, yeah, I wouldn't have seen it either if it yeah. wasn't for the yeah. screenshot. I, I, and like, maybe the cop didn't even see it. Maybe they planted the fucking gun. Like, I, I don't know the answers to these questions. All I know is like, there was a gun and the cop seemed super upset. Like, like I'll... Yes. I'll one, another thing I don't like, I, I mentioned them like mag dumping kids mm. in the street. It, and it's when they do that, I think it's another one of those like thin blue line. Hey, if we ever get into a shooting, we all shoot. Okay. All right. Yeah. They're not taking us all down. If 18 of us light this guy up, there is no scenario in which 18 of us go before a grand jury. They don't mm-hmm. do it. Okay. If you let John over there fire one bullet into a guy, he can be found culpable. But if 18 of us unload, clearly there was a threat and they will be on our side. <laughs> I show yeah, up so, 12 minutes later, pop one in in solidarity. And the other thing that I think is like similar to that and, and I don't like it is when 
they have clearly just murdered a man and he is yeah. dead or dying. And they're like, stop resisting knee in the center of the back, getting his hands behind him when they really should be doing what this Toledo uh, shooting cop did. And he, he's just like forming chest compressions, checking for a heartbeat, you know, where are you shot? Where are you shot? Like, like, so, and then the kid can't talk, but, but like, I, I rarely even see them ask that. They're just like, Oh God, this guy who's clearly dead might come back to life. Like they're, they're afraid of zombies at this point, which I could believe because of the low level of individual you've got being cops. This cop clearly wished he hadn't shot him and yeah. wished he didn't have to almost. I, I, yeah. I don't know if the cop saw the gun or not. I didn't. If the cop saw the gun and shot and that's why. A good shooting, I guess. You know, the the kid maybe just should have put his hands up without touching the gun. If the cop didn't see the gun, then a, a lucky shooting, I guess. Yeah. Little PSA for people at home: uh, when the cop is chasing you and he says, "Put your hands up," don't immediately show him your cool gun. Not yeah. a good idea. Just yeah. hands tip. up. Pro tips here on PK. Let's yeah. think we brought in an expert yeah. for that. I've been stopped by police plenty of times when I had a gun on my person or in my vehicle, and never one of those times did I say, hey, do you want to see a gun? <laughs> <laughs> you want to see a real cool gun? It's got tiger stripes on it. Check out the barrel. It's got a... Mark, do you want to party before you go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> Hands on the steering wheel the whole fucking time. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. sir. No, sir. Yep. All right. But you have those eye contact. I've Even done all that boys. and still got chastised by a cop. So in my concealed carry course, they told us not to tell the cop you have a gun. I have a gun as a thing that could make a cop on. They told you that? What they told us to do instead was to hand your concealed carry license with the driver's license. That that, that was your method of saying, I have a gun. Then you answer any questions about it. And uh, this cop did not like that at all. He thought I was hiding or something like who hands over a concealed carry license is a method of hiding it you know but yeah. uh guess where it is copper <laughs> <laughs> riddle me that you know? <laughs> but yeah you chastised me and I, I was trying to explain to him this is how they told us to do it in the concealed carry course and he said yeah i don't basically he's speaking on behalf of all police that is not what you do you tell the cop that i have a gun yeah, I, see, see, I, I don't know what's it, right. That's that's a situation where I become a smartass, though. Like, like we got pulled over that time in Florida. Um, you know, I, I had like brand new tags on the SUV I was in. I just bought it, and uh, it was me and my cousin Scott and this girl that I was returning to her house. And the car was full of guns. I mean, like like seven ARs and eight handguns or something like that. A couple thousand mm -hmm. rounds of ammunition. And uh, they shine the lights in, they see it, and the guy goes, guns! <laughs> and they're like, all right, everybody step out of the vehicle, and they, they're running all the guns and everything, and they're running the car's registration and our IDs and our backgrounds. And finally, get come to the conclusion that everything here is A-OK, -okay, and they're like, you really shouldn't. You, you can't ride around with your guns in there like that. I'm like, am I breaking any laws? They're like, well, no. I'm like, well, I think I'll put them wherever I want then. Like, like I like my handguns rolling around on the floorboard in the back. I, that's how I like them. I like my AR stacked up five deep in the trunk. Like that's how I like my AR stacked. I should close like, my eye, put a hand where the passenger's feet go, and find at least two. That that's that was the situation, one hundred percent. It more so because Scott was in the back seat, and when we got pulled over, he didn't like the fact that there were guns like stuck between the seats, like like almost in a drawable position. So he started pulling them out of there and pushing them as far away from himself as he could, which meant the floorboards were full of handguns. Mm -hmm. And then he's just sitting there like this, like 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 like, like terrified. He never does well under those situations, under the mm -hmm. under the bright lights of police flashlights. Huh. Um, 
So, so, but I was just like, no, nah, they're, if I'm not breaking your laws, that's where they're going to stay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have any kids in here. Like I like having piles of handguns rolling around. So I'm like the same way. Like I, I, I used to like to keep just, I had, you know, rifles all in the back, you know, three or four AKs, whatever. I usually I'm transporting them to from the range. We're doing filming, whatever. And uh turns out you can't do that in South Carolina. And I realized that now because I was held at gunpoint by police for about 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh, at a traffic stop at one point uh, because I got pulled over. I don't even know what I was doing. I don't know. Yeah, speeding. But I was like, uh, I was in the middle of fuck nowhere, South Carolina. And uh, I get pulled over by Officer Tren. Mm-hmm. And he just like jacked fucking 55 year old. And he, I'm like, yep, yeah, yes, sir. Like, I do have, I have a concealed carry permit. Yes, I am carrying. I do have guns in the vehicle. Like, being as compliant as possible. Yeah. And he sees puppy. And he sees uh, my, uh, he sees one of the guns, I guess, at the floorboard and immediately draws down and he's pointing the gun at my fucking neck. And he's like, Jeez. Don't fucking move or whatever. Take I have my license in my my wallet in my hand. He's like, put your hands on the ceiling. So I'm like, got my hands on the ceiling, whole nine yards. He's like, I'm waiting for backup to come. I've got I've got three or four units on the way, blah, 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 and all this shit. And he's like, you make one fucking move. And he's saying all the bad lines. And I'm like trying to joke with him to cool him down because it was like 10 minutes. I was at gunpoint with just this dude. <laughs> he's saying all the lines he's like. I don't know who the fuck you are, but I'm going home to my family. I'm like, I would love that. That would be awesome. You're not like, no, you're not. (laughs) We'll see about that. No, that's coming. You don't know who you pulled over, sir. (laughs) Oh, you only sent for three? I sent for (laughs) ten. But like, I I was making jokes and shit because I'm just like, well... I appreciate your trigger discipline. Uh, like I, he's just trying to cool the guy down. Like, hey, I'm I'm not a shithead. Like, I just I'm trying to go visit my parents. But yeah, the uh, it, a couple officers did show up, and they they kind of like figured out what the fuck just happened. I was kind of like, yeah, homeboy, is he okay? Like, is he everything okay at home? What well, blah blah blah? And they're like, well, technically. Yes, you know, you were violating state law. Which well, his whole family crazy. died in a fire three years ago. And it's like, oh, no. He so was crazy whole family, the whole time. <laughs> his whole family had just died in a gunfight yesterday. <laughs> no, but, he, I, but apparently they had, uh, like, you know, apparently it was against the law the way I was transporting. I was unaware of that. It was perfectly legal in North Carolina. I just crossed state mm-hmm. lines. And uh, they're like, yeah, but uh, I, I kind of could hear it in their voice. It's like, homie should not have pulled his gun on you and kept you at gunpoint this whole time. So we're very sorry. Please get on your way. So I'm like, all right, well, at least that's cool. I'll take it. So they acted yeah, like ridiculous. he was uh, he was kind of the spurg of the group. I bet like when they got the call from like Officer Trend, they're like, another guy's being held at gunpoint. We got to go. Let, let's hurry up. Let's, let's hope he's alive <laughs> like, when we get there. Oh, fuck. Yeah, like, the, no, that's the third one this week. Oh, and his name's Herrera. <laughs> fuck. Oh, I'm going I'm going back home to my family. Oh, I'm sure you miss your wife Samantha and your daughter Jessica. Oh, Just like, trying, trying to, like taking a guess on this. <laughs> your head blown off. I was doing a bit. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not very funny, but comment section tells me all the time. I'm sorry. Yeah, they can be super jumpy. I, I, I and I get it to some extent, but, mm-hmm. but, but, like, I had, um, I think I was in Oregon, got pulled over by a female trooper, and, uh, and I told her she asked for my registration or insurance card. I don't remember which, but it was in my glove box, and I was like, my handgun's in there, just so you know. I've got a lot of guns in the car. I was, I was like, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even. She's like, how many? I'm like. I don't know. I don't like keep a proper count somewhere between 12 and 15. I, maybe I, I really don't know. She, she, um, but, but yeah, my handguns in the glove box with my registration, I'm going to have to reach right next to a gun to give you that. She's like, that's fine. I got one too. 
Yeah. Like, like just give gave no fucks. Like she got it. Like, you know, I, that that's that's the kind of calm demeanor that I like appreciate mm -hmm. from a cop. Like, like, right. like, like she I was definitely. real chill about it. I like, find disclosure is usually the the key because like I find that cops like usually are super chill, especially like, small town southern cops. They're like, as soon as you tell them, they usually have that canned line like, "Well, as long as you don't touch yours, I won't touch mine." Sure. Yeah. It's super chill. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, um, all the times I've had real issues with that. I was away from home, like, and it was like uh, Georgia State Patrol or uh, or something like that. Because like when I was driving to Florida that time, and I had the gun and slap full of cars again that looked funny i had thirty thousand dollars in my passenger seat because i was going to buy a boat and i had like the car was brand new with like stickers on it again different car 30 grand in cash 12 guns yeah <laughs> and, and i had some scary shit in the back i think i might have had a m249 in my trunk or something and um, and so yeah they, they were that? just like it's a belt fed machine gun a saw very cool um, and so they were just like, approach. what happened was a, a trucker called in and said that I was waving a pistol at, while I was driving through traffic. Which, were you? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had my pistol. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. I was waiting. And I'm just like, there is, I'm, in my head, I'm thinking like, did I do anything that could even be, per be perceived that way? Like, did I wave my hand? Did I like fart and I'm like waving it out the window or something? Like, like what happened here? Like, no, none of that happened. But there was a nine millimeter sitting flat in the passenger seat. And that's what he saw. He saw a gun in a car seat down below him and he called the cops on me. And they all showed up with hands on pistols, not drawn, but maybe they were drawn. I don't remember. I, I remember there were hands on guns, though. And, uh, and it was just like, we can call the we can call the dog or you can just let us search. And I'm like. I don't want a dog scratching my new car. They fucking search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got nothing to hide. The funny part is Karen's like that, who will do their part to end gun violence and call, you know, report this guy who's got a gun and has police go show up and kill somebody. Yup. Hmm. Yeah, often. Yeah. Task failed successfully. Well, one more gun owner off the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what Karen would think. You know, he was just going to shoot somebody with it anyway. He's just going to murder someone. Yeah, that shit's annoying. So I was uh, I was watching your I, I really enjoyed, by the way, I watched a couple. I saw a couple more, though, the AR guy versus AK guy. It's like watching. Sorry to hear that. It's like getting really into a, a subreddit on a niche hobby that you don't get yet. And like after you get to like page three, you're like, <laughs> I get the jokes. Like, right. Like, I, I get what's happening. Like I watched the first episode and I'm like, OK, I get it. So like AR guys wear scarves and like talk about stats and AK guys are like, let's go shoot things for cheap and have fun. And like, this was just total impulse purchase. Like thought I was, I, I just started looking right after watching that video. I'm like, what kind of AK could I buy if I really want an AK? And so I wanted to ask you, I don't have an AK. If I, I wanted to that. buy one, if I wanted to buy one, what, what kind, where do I look? Treat it like I don't know a thing. So American stuff is usually pretty shit. Like mm -hmm. uh, American, not American built stuff, but like American, fully made here. They cut a lot of corners, corners. They do a lot of casting, a lot of just really dog shit manufacturing because they're like, oh, it's cheap Russian shit, whatever. Mm. The Russians and the Soviets took that shit very seriously. Like they have very high end like forgings and it's very strong metal and everything. And not getting too technical, like a lot of the overseas stuff, like Arsenal, very good brand, Arsenal Bulgaria, Saigas, all the Russian shits, really, really good. Then you get American shit, which is like, oh, it'll detonate after 2000 rounds if you're using hot ammo. It's like, yeah, that's, that's not awesome. 
That's been oh, I cool. bought an American AK. I didn't know any better. Oh, and, dude, I I was like, ooh, it's an AK, but it's American, so it, you know, it's it, good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like double better. good. No, it, it's more <laughs> like multiplying to negatives or something. I don't know. It it, it I think I fucked that. Let's not. Uh, let's say it's not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would I'll just say multiplying two negatives. Maybe the Americans are positive. Like, dude. Like I don't know. One negative. But <laughs> in any case, it uh, it sucks. It, it it jammed all the time. I think I asked Kyle to look at it. He didn't have a solution. I'm not sure about that. I definitely took it to a, a gun store and was like, "Hey, this is like, do you want it as a trade-in? I hate this gun." And they're like, "No, no." You're we, an excellent salesman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't. Yeah, good point. So anyway, uh, my gun sucks. They they suggested removing some piece of rubber to make it maybe make it better. Oh no, you Same. have an IO. I do. Yeah, I think so. Oh, honey, <laughs> <laughs> is that a really <laughs> tough one to have? Awful. I've actually toured their facility, and they threatened to sue me after the video I made. Really? Uh, <laughs> one of my earliest videos on YouTube is just awful. Awful. Is there awful. any way to make it not misfire? Uh, I can, you can send it to me. I can completely demill it and replace all of the parts and rebuild it. And then it might work. <laughs> so he'll make you a new gun and send that new gun back. We can probably save like the furniture. And the trigger <laughs> oh, group. I don't like the furniture. I don't well, like the furniture. We could definitely save the trigger group and the screw. The Kyle gave me better furniture and I decided that the AK wasn't worthy of the furniture. The furniture is like the wooden part for anyone who doesn't know yeah. guns. And uh, I was like, man, I really like this. It's like, it's almost reddish purple. or I don't know, really appealed to my sense of style. I thought it was cool. But I'm like, this gun is not worthy of this outfit. You can't yeah. have it. Yeah, I never got, got too much into AKs. Whenever we would buy AKs, it was always to convert them to full auto. So I just buy the cheapest Wasser 10 I could find and uh, and make a machine gun out of it. And But back, I mean, I never had an that those Wasser tens would just go and go and go. I never had any issues with them. You guys have me hoping for a Biden gun buyback program. I can't I find an wanna... idiot to buy my gun, but maybe Joe Biden's that man, right? Maybe I mean, he'll buy my AK from me. Nobody I mean, I, else I really, will. I don't think he's going to go, you know, we were doing a buyback and it's only for a shitty American AK. <laughs> <laughs> it's an AK. You think they pay top dollar? for that it's got a right in the name yeah just wait for a local buyback you know wait till chapel hills doing some sort of crazy you know oh well, well you know get these dangerous guns off the street you're like absolutely 200 yes. best buy gift card here you go <laughs> that would can you negotiate at a buyback I don't, can you, I like, yeah you know what I mean, here's how you negotiate at a buyback you put up a picnic table right in front of the buyback and outbid them <laughs> keep Absolutely. those guns on the street a, like a uh, 501c3 and like actually doing like a gun safety, whatever thing, and just putting up booths in front of buybacks. Like, what do you have there? Oh, World War II K98. Your grandfather had the All right. Well, they're giving you 100 bucks. 140. Yes. That's the way mm -hmm. to go. That's I would love to do that. We, were, we, we even put up the paperwork. Like our mission statement was to take guns out of the hands of people who didn't want them or didn't feel safe with them and put them into the hands of private collectors. That, that sounds pretty friendly. Yeah, no, I want to rephrase that to something that sounds worse. That's like oh. the strategy I use where I wait until Girl Scout cookies come to my neighborhood and I'm faster than those little kids. So I run ahead of them with, with my own assortment of better store-bought cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I sell them. And I like, Wouldn't you rather have some double stuff Oreos, ma'am? 
Get out of the way, Samantha. I'm getting the fucking cookie <laughs> badge. You can prove your theory that Girl Scout, Girl Scout cookies great. suck and that they're they not, can't compete in the open market. They're so fucking good. Those Samoas are, are a top-tier fucking cookie. Okay, but there are versions of Samoa that you can buy in the cookie aisle that are better than the Girl Scout cookies. I've never found a Thin Mint alternative that's better than Thin Mints. I mean, the free market realized that there's not enough incentive to even make Thin Mints without girls guilting you. There's no way to make it. You know? It's a monopoly is what you're saying. It's a, mono it's a, a monopoly. It's charity marketing. It, they, they can't compete on the open market is Taylor's essential thing. If true capitalism were to take place here and you had to compete on your ideas and your product, then Girl Scout cookies would never be sold. What I want to know is why the Boy Scouts don't sell jerky. Did they what do they to? sell? Popcorn? They, they don't sell shit. They, they fucking make fires and, and get molested. That's the Boy Scout motto. <laughs> that's their fucking mission statement. I could have got molested. I was in the wrong Boy Scout troop. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a really I'm good a fire you made, it. Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough to keep us He wants to learn to tonight. rub two sticks together. All Boy Scouts <laughs> get molested. I don't feel special anymore. Uh, my dad pulled me out. <laughs> the, 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 the other Cub Scouts' dads were hot on my mom. They were just... I, I never made it out of Cub Scouts. <laughs> Like, we sell, sell popcorn or fertilizer. Oh, that's fertilizer? trash. Yeah, what well, should they sell instead? Not after 1993 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. They stopped doing that. Yeah. I can just see a bunch of the Boy Scouts showing up at my house. Gone. We've got 35 pounds of prilled ammonium nitrate out here if you need it. No, no, I don't. No, no, you got to take that with you. You, you shouldn't be here. No. Yeah, little Johnny hit his fertilizer goal again. Yeah, all to the same Ted Kaczynski fella. <laughs> He's a huge supporter. Huge supporter. What should they yeah, sell? Yeah, he doesn't even have an address. Mail into the woods. Jerky. They the should woods. sell jerky. They should sell jerky. That that that's they could even make it themselves. Yeah, I like buy idea. it though. I don't want it. I, maybe I'm just personalizing you don't like jerky. it too much. Not really. What if they sent a kid with like in a wheelchair? Uh, well, then just free jerky. That kid can't even defend himself. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> if you can reach your jerky, you can have it back. <laughs> just no, yeah, I, I would think, I would think, uh, yeah, jerky just makes so much sense. You know, if the girls are selling cookies, then the yeah. boys should sell jerky. Or sell better signing gender roles. Ooh, I love snacks. that idea. Yeah, sell better cookies. Boom. Get in a partnership oh. with Oreo Double Stuff, and before you know it, like they're going to be blown out of the water. A little bit of true competition in that cookie market, they're going to flounder. I would love to see that war start between the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts, just the cookie war. Yes, that's the culture war this society needs right now. <laughs> I love Something this idea. A little bit of levity that we can enjoy. <laughs> we need a real business person to take over the Boy Scouts of America is what we need. I don't yeah, put up with that shit anyway. It's like a nine-year-old standing in front of Shark Tank. Like, I want to walk in front of the girls and, out and undercut them with cheaper, high-quality cookies. You're like, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I want $400 million for, for, for cookies. <laughs> in return, I will share them with you. <laughs> now he's become an Adam Sandler. But, yeah, that would be a Ooh. really good idea. Ooh. Yeah, I uh, I, I got a no soliciting sign on my fucking door, so I don't get bothered with that sort of shit. But um, but still, like Samoas to me are a great fuck. I don't even know what they cost. Like, are they overpriced? I think so. Like, like that's that's something I, I like. I don't remember. I remember maybe buying some in like school. Like, like I think when I was in high school, someone was selling them, and I and I like I signed up and bought a couple boxes. Like, I have no idea what they cost though. Like if, if they're overpriced, then I agree completely because I'm not going to pay a premium to like support girls fucking, I don't know. 
their patches or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Where does that money even go? What do they do with that money? Do they fund Girl Scout Scout shit? What the Girl Scouts actually do? Boy Scouts go camping, but uh, hence the molestation. But like the Girl Scouts, what the fuck do they do? I don't know. There's definitely someone at the top that's rich as shit (laughs) off that (laughs) cookie Mm -hmm. dough. There's a woman scout somewhere raking it in. Yeah. Or, you know, if the world is the way it is, there's a man scout at the top. <laughs> right. That's much more likely. There's Deborah, Deborah, who has created the perfect pyramid scheme. Hey, you need to get those little whores out there slinging those cookies. <laughs> I don't know that this makes it any better. All of the net revenue raised through Girl Scout Cookie Program, 100% of it, stays with the local council and troops. They may use the money earned to fund a project that will improve the community or donate the money to a worthy cause. So all we've really taught us is they keep it. Yeah. They think their own cause is worthy. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent of it stays with the local council and troops. So I guess it doesn't filter to the top. I, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what that means at all. It definitely filters to the top. Everything does. I'm having a hard time talking shit about that. Yeah. I don't, no, I, I, don't mind, I don't mind it. Look, I, I mean, I sold that candy for my elementary school. You know, those boxes of M and M's and Snickers and shit. Yeah. Uh, like, like I got no problem with it. I just, and, and again, like I really do think those are good fucking cookies. If they're overpriced, then I know for a fact I can go to the dollar store and buy Samoa cookies. I'm pretty sure they sell some, like like you said, some knockoff Samoas. Mm-hmm. But I like coconut, and there's not a lot of coconut snack options. I bought yeah. everything anyone ever sold at my last house. Every neighbor funding something, every local high school football team. I just thought it was like part of being the community. Yeah. But my now my driveway is so long now, I've never seen anybody. That's, yeah, that's great. Sick. That's great. <laughs> yeah. It's so much yeah. cheaper than having to buy the occasional Girl Scout cookie is just pouring a long ass fucking driveway. <laughs> I, got a, I just got it repaved <laughs> i got these little neighbor kids ringing my doorbell occasionally to fuck with me they're like it's like two two guys and two girls they're like between ages seven and ten or something like that they're these little rap scallions running around in the neighborhood and uh and so like i was in here the other day bing bong bing bong bing bong and i fucking jump up and run and i look like a house down and there's this little fucker peeking out behind the house <laughs> and like because of like the acoustics of like the way the the houses are shaped i can hear him very clearly like more clearly than i should be able to hear him and he, he's just like he's looking i see him and i go i see you i see you <laughs> and i like wave at him and I, I I go right back in and then I peer out my window because I know he's coming back for more. <laughs> he's coming back for more. And I see him like doing the sneaky walk up my driveway. <laughs> like, 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 I like think a fucking, I like, like him. At first I didn't like him. Now I, I like I do him. like him. Yeah. No, I like him. He, he's and, and he's the littlest of them. I can tell the others have put him up to this. Yeah. Like, 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 you do it, little Raj. And yeah. little, little Raj is like creeping up to my door. So I go to the door and I like silently unlock the deadbolt and i listen with my ear on the door till i hear his little sneakers scuff a little bit and i yank it open and go ah <laughs> like right in his fucking face and he goes ah! <laughs> and, I, and, I, and then i start laughing and he starts laughing and i'm I, i'm just like hey buddy you y'all can't be ringing my doorbell i'm working in here and i was i think i was like we were doing something with the show it was like maybe pkn time or something like or about to be and mm-hmm. I, I was like i'm working in here you know and he's like and he starts walking like really close to me and he's so short his head is like crotch level so i'm like backing up away from this child <laughs> i'm on probation over here and, <laughs> and there's like a neighbor across the way who can see like a child's face in my crotch so i'm like backing away in fear like he's a velociraptor now <laughs> and like he starts like nosing into my house like what y'all doing 
And I'm just like, I'm like, so you can't neighbor, come in. The neighbor kids didn't put him up to it. His uh, parents, who were trying to rob your house, did. He's casing the joint now. He's clearly casing the joint. Like, like he's like, what y'all doing in there? Like, like trying to get around my leg and like get into my fucking house right when we stand. I'm just like, you can't come in, buddy. You can't come in. Like, he's just like, oh, okay. Well, what's going on? And I'm like, nothing. Stop ringing my doorbell. And I'm I, not going back to prison. That's what's going on. Get the hell out of here. That's what I'm thinking. I, I'm, I'm just like, have a good day, buddy. It was fun. It was a fun little joke, but please don't ring my doorbell anymore. I, I got to work. I got to work. And I, I, I close the door and he hasn't been back. They do it again. We're going to go to some, we're going to step things up a notch. I think I'm going to put something gross on the doorbell. Ah, you could do a attack. Like in oh, Home Alone. We don't want to hurt anyone. I know. I was saying like Home Alone. Remember that? Was that Home Alone or some other movie? Where they Home Alone was very it? violent. It, well, are you going to hit him with a flamethrower? Where's the rest of this idea? Is it the paint can that swings down? That could have well, murdered we, him. We don't want to send him back to prison. An adult <laughs> getting hit with a paint can swung from that eye is like... It's a problem. You're going to die. Did you see like Corridor did, did, the, did the, like the remaster of that? Where they made it R-rated, and they like VFX artists like went back and like made it like actual kill shots. Every <laughs> everything at Home Alone, they made it like graphic murder. I like so they just have to be like ten Joe Pesci's throughout the show. They did. They kept they kept adding a new van like pulled up like, hey boss, good thing we got to the Twins convention. What <laughs> <laughs> about a classic? Movie. Hey, weren't they making a Twins two with Eddie Murphy in it this time? Schwartz. They were supposed to. Kyle, Kyle mentioned that a while yeah. ago. Nothing ever came of yeah, the idea was that, DeVito um, and Eddie Murphy. The, yeah, the, the premise is it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Danny DeVito again, and Eddie Murphy. And he was the third twin. Like, they, like the father has died and they're all at the funeral. And here's Eddie Murphy. And he was the trip. They're really triplets and nobody ever knew about it. And, and he's the black triplet of the group and, and do another movie. And I thought that was a pretty funny premise. I wonder what Eddie Murphy would be. Right, because it the idea was that everything that was pure and good went into Arnold. Oh, he's everything black that was evil and like uh, non-respectable was Danny DeVito. Mm -hmm. How are we gonna handle the Eddie Murphy situation? He's the black one. That's it. He's the liar. Is he? Well, that's racist. I can't believe you just said that. Well, Eddie Murphy did lie about picking. I mean, uh, Eddie Murphy did lie about picking up a trans prostitute in the '90s or '80s, didn't he? Yes, that didn't happen. I love that. That's, wait, are you? Kyle, wait, this is one of those stories, Kyle, that you just choose not to believe, right? Um, I believe the story. He clearly picked up a transsexual prostitute. They pulled him over with the the young lady in his vehicle. Yeah, but he still got to be in Shrek. You know, it's fine. Well, of yeah, he's a real winner here. How would that disallow him from being in Shrek? No, it shouldn't. I was saying that he lied about that. And so I was defending Brandon's take that, you know, he has lied. You know, but I guess hmm. we're kind of off the plot now, aren't we? Oh, wow. Fair enough. So uh, Eddie Murphy hired a private eye to defuse the scandal. This is hiring a transvestite uh, prostitute. Uh, but she, due to her rising celebrity status, became a star of an erotic film. And then she left prostitution to become the house of Madame, the house of Madame at the nightclub 7969, where she performed erotic routines as a dominatrix with live snakes. What Eddie Murphy made her career. Yeah. I can't wait to see the Scorsese movie about that one. She was yeah. turning tricks on the side of a street. And then, wait, she, and then, and then Murphy landed her. And now she's the Madame at the nightclub 7969. Isn't the Madame like 
in charge, right? Like running it. The female, I guess. But there she is also performing erotic routine. She's the Pete Rose of brothels. Yeah. Good for her. She, the manager and the player at the same time. It's Pete Rose. Wait, hold on. That, I didn't know that. That's yeah. total patriarchy because technically there's still a dude at the top. That's true. Oh, but, yeah. I didn't think of that. Is he the sir? I don't The madam and the sir? The madam and the lord? The duke? I now, just, that's a cool name for a guy that runs a brothel. The duke. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's neat. I've been watching... Uh, that just popped in my head. That that show, Solar Opposites on Hulu, made by the um, Rick and Morty people. Have you guys watched that? No. No? It is not good. It's just like... I wanted to like it, because I like Rick and Morty. I think it's pretty funny. But... Good God. It's like he it's like the same guy decided, let's make a version of Rick and Morty where all the characters are unlikable and the voices are the same. And it's like more people die. That's the only difference It's like it's more death and more violence. But it's like it feels like if if you took out all like the a lot of the fun sci fi stuff and the one liners and the jokes out of Rick and Morty and you replaced like that 30 percent with just gratuitous violence, that's what this show is. Like just, it feels like a lazy Rick and Morty. I really don't like. You should give it a go. See if you do. But it's like I got through the whole fucking thing. You uh, sell like Solar there. Opposites as well as I sell American Made AKs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not trying to sell it. I'm saying maybe watch one episode, see if you like it. There's, like it, it's it's a funny, it's inter- an interesting show in that like it's almost an anthology where like there's a family of aliens and like every first, third, fifth, like every other episode throughout the season focuses on them. And then, but one of the sun alien is like this evil little shithead who like shrinks people that he doesn't like and then puts him, them in this wall, this wall of like boxes, like a terrarium. And there's like thousands of people in there now. And they're living in this like Mad Max society. All they have to live on is like when they throw gum or like tic tacs in there and they're all like two inches tall and like fighting with tic tacs in there. And it's like a Negan style situation. And the guy who's in charge of the wall is called the Duke. And so, like every other episode, they follow just the little people in the wall who got shrunk down and put in there. And I'm like, okay, this this show's actually pretty interesting. This is pretty funny. This is, you know, like they're trying to solve a murder and they're trying to throw them off the track. And like they keep saying, oh, all these murders were done by a rogue cricket who found his way in the wall. Because they're like, <laughs> smaller than crickets. So like, it's not a cricket. I'm a detective and I know it's not a cricket. I'm going to crack the case. And it's it's that part. And so really just watch every other episode just to see the, the little people anthology because that's way better. You know what's good? Invincible on Amazon Prime. You were saying that. That show has me so hooked. I was so disappointed to learn that it releases week by week. So there will be eight episodes this season. And as we record this, five are out, but it'll be six when we release it. And uh, mm-hmm. I am so hooked. I, I just, I, I binge watch. I watch one after another after another. I want to know what happened next. It is animated. Uh, it's about this teenager who like kind of hits puberty and becomes a superhero. They suspected mm-hmm. this. His dad is like the mightiest superhero of all. And his mom's a regular person. So they weren't sure if he'd get superpowers or not. Sure enough, he does. And this is him navigating his entrance into superhero dumb. And uh, uh, without spoiling it, there's some questions about how we feel about dad. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I want to see what happens next. Nice. Yeah. What, uh, what shows are you into right now, Brandon? Uh, so I finally just bit the bullet and uh, got Disney Plus. Okay. So you I'm got back. all the Simpsons now. You're solid. Oh, do I? Really? He's yeah. going to go Marvel on that, I'm sure of it. That's why you bought it, right? Because I, 
it was actually because I kept getting shit spoiled because like I, I I didn't start WandaVision. I didn't do any of that. And now like I, I just I finished as far as we are into uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Me too. And that's I'm 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 like, all right, I'm kind of on board uh, and I'm starting WandaVision now that I finished that. And like I'm, I finally got into the part where I'm like, OK, like I, I it's it's getting interesting now, at least. WandaVision. You so got one, shit on that relentlessly when it Kyle came out. especially. I was watching YouTube explanation videos, and it made me appreciate some of the like Easter eggs and hints and like. Yeah, you guys have completely spoiled the show for me. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so I liked it a little more than Kyle because I was watching these YouTube videos. Kyle liked not to have any spoilers. That was his preference on how he watched the show. So. Uh, uh, I, on the other hand, wanted like assistance. You know, what did I miss? What what happened in this thing? So it was yeah. I I, I I I lost interest. Like 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 the main thing. Even though the story was getting better, I didn't give a shit about those characters. Like like, and it's it's kind of where I am with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, I care more about those characters, but Wanda's character I never really cared for in the uh, in the movies. They didn't know what to do with her. Like she's so overpowered. Um, she's kind of like Quicksilver in, um, or any of those speedster style characters that are, that are, that are in the movies. It's like, all right, well, it's time to fight the big boss. We got to find a way to like get the flash out. Like, like he's got to be busy somewhere else or Quicksilver has to be like, have a sick ant or something because there's no way that like someone who can like change space and time can be here. Uh, or they're just gonna, you know, fix things. It's kind of, kind of the problem you have with Superman, um, in the, in the justice league. It's like, when especially in the Snyder cut, it's like when Superman arrives, it's like, oh, okay, so he can just beat the fucking dog shit out of the yeah. bad guy, like like one hand behind his back, like he's toying with it. It's like the end of the Dude, Matrix, they, right? Remember the end of the Matrix when Neo is like, like watching Agent Smith throw all those crazy fast punches, and he's just like dodging them, and he's just like grabs his wrist and like side kicks him through a wall, and he's just like. Bro, not even on the same level. Like, 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 I liked how they handle it. So Marvel handles it differently. Marvel does a pretty good job of convincing me that everyone's a useful member of the team. Right? Yeah. You've got Iron Man. You've got a guy who's literally a god. And then you've got Scarlett Johansson with a Glock. And somehow they're all taking down thousand foot long monsters. Right? They're one punching Leviathans. And you feel like Scarlett Johansson is actually a useful member of the team somehow. I buy it. I buy it. I'm sorry, Brandon, say that again. She's moral support. I get it. <laughs> okay. On Justice League, especially the Snyder Cut, they didn't attempt to do that at all. You've got Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyberpunk, whatever the fuck his name is, and uh, <laughs> um, The Flash, all working, all doing their best to fight the big baddie, and then Superman shows up. And it's just, he's unimpressed. I think Superman lets him hit him, and he says, I'm unimpressed. Does that sound about well, right? To be fair, um, and, and look, if you haven't seen the Snyder Cut yet and you care, I'm, I'm spoiling a little little tidbit here. The bad guy kills Superman. Like, like that's how the Snyder Cut goes. Like, the bad guy kills Superman and the entire Justice League, except for the Flash. And the Flash is the one who has to use his ultimate super scion faster than the speed of light turns turn back time uh, maneuver to, like, win the day. So I got to disagree there. It's in the theatrical cut where it's kind of what you're describing, where Superman just shows up, beats the dog shit out of the guy, and everybody else was was just like, glad fucking Clark showed up, glad Kal-El 
like man managed to get his brain straight because we were all just going to get beaten to death. But in the Snyder cut, they do a much better job of getting everyone involved except for Batman. Um, and the reason Batman isn't doing much is because um, um, what's his fucking name that plays Batman? I can't believe I'm spacing on this. Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Ben Affleck did not want to come back for the reshoots. He was contractually obligated to come back. He was forced to come back literally at threat of uh, a lawsuit. And he's all out of shape. His hair's different. He's bloated. He's there, not wanting to be there. And like they, oh yeah, he's in the movie. You can see he's fat. And he's, he's you know, they've got him shooting parademons with a gun. And, and while everybody else is in there, like, hand-to-hand -hand fighting some sort of demigod from another galaxy. Um, but, but yeah, I thought they did a better job at it. But still, you have that issue where Superman is so overpowered that as long as he's got enough time... It, 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 the problem was you brought... Superman got there too late. Like, like things were almost done. You know, the, the boxes were almost together. That, that was the real problem. And when the boxes merged, it blew Superman apart. It killed him. But yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I just didn't care about uh, WandaVision that much because because I don't like Wanda and I don't like um, um, Cumberbatch or whatever the fuck uh, you know that, that plays Doctor Vision. Strange, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Maybe I'm like naming. Yeah, because Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, who yeah. What's uh, whoever the guy is who plays Vision? I don't care for him. I, I'm, I'm oh, spacing on his name. I'm spacing on yeah. his name too. But yeah, somehow. to me they're supporting characters. They're 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 good to have. I like when they've got their little little lines to throw in there like there's these little moments in the movies there's there was a moment in um one of the final uh, avengers movies where vision is trying to get everybody motivated he's like yep we got to do this we got to do that and he just picks up captain america's hammer and go and hands it to him yeah. he's, he's like like nonchalantly and i loved how underplayed that moment was where captain america america just um or he hands it to um thor um, thor Thor's just like all right i think we can trust him <laughs> It's great, it's, it, but but like having their own show, it it falls a little bit flat for me. You got to be a real Marvel fanboy, I think, to be loving these shows. I'm waiting for Loki. That's what I've got. I'm hanging my my stars on because Tom Hiddleston. I'm pretty sure that's the actor who plays Loki. He kills it. There's a reason he, they have to keep bringing him back, literally from death, because he's the best villain they've ever had. He's better than Thanos because he's more char He's just charismatic. He's fun, and uh, and he's funny. He's good to have on your screen. I think it's neat that most powerful and best or most powerful and favorite don't necessarily line up. Yeah. Loki's not the most powerful villain by far, I think, but he's great. I, when you said he's the best one, my asshole personality immediately wants to find and accept. No, he's the best one. He's He's got a, he's great. He's fun. He's fun to have on screen. And it's, it's, it's just like, there's so many great lines and so many great interactions between him and Thor and him and Thor and like all the, uh, <laughs> Uh, all, all of their family, that whole family dynamic. Thor keeps fun. forgiving him. It's it's hilarious yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And you know he's got he's got like that magical backstabbing knife we we joked about a while back. It's it's like I'm pretty sure you're gonna backstab us. Me? Yeah, you have. You're. He's like that cop that murdered that guy in the hallway. He's got a knife that says backstabbing on it. Like, <laughs> like, like like his license plate says like loves to backstab or something. It's, that's his style. It's almost like having an AR-15 with a dust cover that says "get uh, get fucked" or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd rather be stabbed You're somebody fucked. in the bag. Yeah. That's his thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kill you. Just <laughs> that's what it. It's like the line. It was a line from one of the Thor movies where he's like, "Oh yes, one time when my brother was young, uh, he uh, 
said, hey, look, and threw a snake at me, and he knew I love snakes, but turns out it was a knife, and he stabbed me in the chest. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I loved snakes? Really? This is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's no reason not to love snakes if you're invul invulnerable to them, right? Yeah, I don't think Make we ever talked hard. about like the most recent Captain, uh, the most recent Falcon Winter Soldier episode where Captain America goes. Again, spoiler if you're not caught up with like episode four of that. You know, Captain America uh, goes ape shit and murders a man in full view of the public in front of everyone as violently as we have ever seen anyone get murdered in a Marvel uh, um, yeah. property. Yeah, to continue on the spoilers, the guy he kills is a super soldier. I think he's taking the same serum that Captain America has. And as a super soldier, he was able to kill the new Captain America, who's just a regular person, mostly, uh, his best friend. So Captain America learns that his best friend died Captain America kills the guy who did it. Well, no, um, the girl. The girl killed wrong? his best friend. The, the 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 like half black, half ginger oh, girl. You're right. But but he just caught the closest uh, um, right, super soldier right. he could. He caught the first one he could lay hands on and murdered him with the shield. The and guy it's says straight it wasn't out of the, me. And it's straight out of the comics too. I don't yeah, know if you've he ever yelled like taser, taser, taser as he <laughs> <laughs> stop uh, resisting. Uh, as the guy's just like. <sighs> That was a good one, Brian. <laughs> Literally beats him to death with the Captain America vibranium shield. It's, I don't think there's ever been anything quite that violent in the Marvel universe. Like usually when someone, even if someone's literally being like torn apart, they'll just kind of get those cracks all over their body and, and like light will shine through them and they'll like blow into like CGI. Sure. We had an instance of someone like who's made of flesh and blood being bashed to death with a very dull implement in the midsection until there's blood splattered everywhere and uh and that's the kind of shit i like you know i like i, I like over the top violence like like if if mm -hmm. there was a marvel property like, like like that's why i'm such a big punisher fan right like like i like the punisher just rides around with a fucking ar-15 and a grenade launcher and he doesn't fucking tie bad guys up he can't even tie a fucking knot like you think he knows how to like bundle people up like Spider-Man does? He has no fucking clue. He just kills them. He just kills no everyone monologues. that's there. Yeah, no monologues. Like, like he might say some shit after, but but he's just gonna murder everyone with a fucking rifle. Uh, John Wick one was good that like way to too. John yeah, Wick would John kill Wick someone don't know how to tie a knot. <laughs> he's never tied anyone up that I can recall. And uh, you know, he'll catch the bad guy, and you'll think he's about to explain his motives, and then no, no, just shoots. I like stuff. the John Wick movies. Those, the, like the first one especially, was really, really real, realistic and gritty, and like it, it felt like it could have been like real life, like with a couple exceptions. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not sure how I like the the next couple. Like, kind of go more toward that like graphic novel kind of like cartoon oh, yeah. assassin universe kind of thing. Like, I like it still, but I, I think I wish they would have kept it more realistic. You know, can mm -hmm. they do that without? Do you have to top yourself every movie? Can you just do it again? You know what would have been cool. And I hate to say it because this is Hollywood. This is what we always complain about, but a prequel. A prequel might have been cool because, like, you know, he used to be this assassin and everything. And, like, I'm I'm always, like, in, in any movie, like, whenever it, it'll, it'll begin and it'll show, like, your hero, like, do a quick little mission. I'm always attached to that mission more mm -hmm. so than the big thought-out Ocean's Eleven sort of, like, let's get the team together and plot and plan sort of thing that's played out. I just I like seeing that initial mission where they just go and like do a real straightforward, simple, like seek and destroy kind of thing. I could have watched a whole like 
John Wick prequel movie about that. You know, they kind of set it up for that too. Cause they like, there's that whole thing. Like you don't just get out of this business. Like, do you remember what I had to do to get out? They keep referencing like this crazy thing he did where he just like killed so many people they, they, you know, they sent him on the impossible mission. You know, they keep am, referencing it over and over. I want to see this prequel so much. That's the movie we want. We want the prequel. It, it's better than the two and three that they've made. This is, they need to go with this idea. Well, there's a four coming now. Um, and may, I think a five as well, because yeah, I mean, they keep making tons of money and look, the quality doesn't drop. It's just maybe the, uh, you know, the story, story. isn't quite as good, but, the, but the quality, as far as the gun food, the, the, the the hand-to-hand combat stuff um the visuals the directing the camera work it's still pretty fucking cool to watch it's a it's a roller coaster ride of a movie i only saw the first one but i thought it was pretty good yeah they're good i, enjoy the one. I like seeing jujitsu and i like seeing uh like proper hand, uh gun work the only thing that bothered me about the last one is where they went because they you know it's obviously selling a lot of terran stuff um the only thing i didn't like is where they went like oh they're wearing heavy armor uh here Here's a spicier nine millimeter. It's like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, you, you have rifles all over here, and you're just like, no, nah, here's a nine millimeter that goes fast. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't make a ton of sense. Um, and also, like, I think there may, maybe there were some like some some fancy slugs they they brought out for uh, yeah. for that that one black guy. Um, That's for his, for his twelve gauge. That was pretty cool. I I like that a lot more than the 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 hot nine millimeter stuff because it's like. I mean, it's still a handgun. Like it's not even one of the more powerful ones. Like, you couldn't maybe get a 10 millimeter out there with some AP rounds. Like, maybe I'll care. I don't know. Uh, but, but, or maybe a Smith and Wesson 500. Like, like if they brought it like a big ass hand cannon or something and, and like show him like speed loading that, like maybe I'm down with that. Like, big fireballs coming out. It doesn't even matter that it stopped it. You, you just crater your chest cavity. Yeah. Just concuss them by hitting the helmet or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of AP rounds that they could have like brought out. Just bring out an AR-10. I, I don't know. There's plenty of shit. Or what if he what if he brought out a, like a, a short barreled Barrett or something like that? And he's doing that like been fucking dope. He's, he's like he's like loading that thing fast and just dun, 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 dun. yeah. I'm, Maybe I, that's I, I think it'll, enough. So I got uh, I got a call that uh, so we couldn't we we obviously couldn't do it. But like the uh, they had asked about using. Or potentially using, I'm not gonna say like it was a sure thing, but potentially using an AK-50 in John Wick Four. Hmm. What's an AK-50? Uh, that was that was kind of the weapon system I was developing, uh, still developing. One of those things we still have to go home and make the new prototypes. More of like a passion project right now, but like a 50 mm-hmm. BMG. Think of like an AK and a Barrett together, right? Very cool. And uh, they they were they were wanting to use it. I'm like, I don't fucking have one, unfortunately, but I would love to see that. Like, no matter what scene you're planning in that fucking movie where John Wick is about to go kick ass with a fucking 50 cal. I'm on board as a viewer. I want to yeah. see. That. Mm-hmm. I like when they do a little research and they bring out some cool shit that I, I'm like, Oh, he's got a desert desert tactical rifle there. Okay. All right. He's not fucking around. He got to get a little bullpup sniper. Let's all right. Cool. 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 I, I like, I usually like his handgun selection and stuff like that, but I do wish there was some more exotic shit in there. Cause that's the kind of stuff that turns me on. Like if he brought out, um, I don't even know what he'd do with it, but if he had one of those Anzio Ironworks 20 millimeter rifles. Oh my God. You ever shot one of those? I haven't shot one yet. I've seen them and uh, I've, I've, I almost shot Richard's one time. Uh, we went out on the range and he- Oh, does uh, Richard have a 20? I think so. Well, he had it in the back of his van. I, I hope it was Holy him. fucking shit. Yeah. I didn't know he had one. They're like 17 grand. That's not awful. It's Consider- not awful, but it's not- 
Well, it's not a it's not a still <laughs> carry piece by any means. Yeah. I'm thinking like a Barrett M107 is like 14 grand. So I'm like, okay, for a 20, all right. You can get it for 10, yeah, Richard. I could have. They'll they'll sell them to you for 10. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, but in any case, that Anzio Ironworks, for those who, who don't know, it's a 20 millimeter bolt action rifle. 20 millimeter, I'm pretty sure, is what the F 18 fighter jet shoots as its like machine gun round. Like uh, 50 cal is 12.7 millimeter, and we're talking about 20 millimeters and way more powder. Like, like the whole thing is like, like way bigger, way bigger, like weapon system. Yeah, this is um, enormous. It's six feet, eight inches tall. Um, the different variants are different lengths. Um, I've, sh I could barely pick the goddamn thing up you know it's like 110 pounds the one i was playing with Jesus. um and you know it's it's not like a 110 pound barbell it's this it's a rifle so it's all it's balanced funny and it's uh, so you can't just like stand like call of duty and just hold it out you know i don't think i attempted that I, I like like it but it's the barrel is super long like it's above my head when i've got it sitting on its buttstock next to me and uh, I've shot I've shot two of them. I shot Anzio's um, down in uh, down in Florida. Um, his place burnt up. I don't know if you know that. Like like his. I heard about some, that. Yeah, some people broke into um, his his shop, his factory building, whatever you want to call it. And he had, I don't remember the exact amount of. Is it twenty five Bradley? Is that the stuff? I'm the not stuff, sure. The stuff that Brad, it's the Bradley fighting vehicle, whatever it shoots, it's twenty five millimeter or something like that. It's like this explosive chain gun shit. Anyway, he had call it three million dollars worth of that in his building, and uh, so they break into his building, probably trying to steal guns or whatever they could lay their hands on, and then they realize they're on candid camera. Well, the the DVR that's recording them is in a vault, like not just in a safe, it's in a vault, yeah. and they just see wires going into like armor, and so they're like, "Well, guess we burn it to the ground," and so oh. they burnt this place down, and of course he doesn't have his ammunition insured. So it's like a $3 million loss on that that's unrecoverable. And then the building and every gun he owned, all of that's burnt to the ground. So at the time I was working with him, he only had like his show gun, the one he was like taking to SHOT Show. And so we shot that a little bit, um, but he didn't even have a scope anymore to mount on the thing because I don't think a standard Leopold is going to stand up to the recoil. It's going to fucking shake the bitch apart. So I had to go up to like West Virginia to a guy who actually just had one and was friends with Anzio and shoot his. It was suppressed, and uh, this guy—I don't remember his name—but he had—he was an author. He had written many of the reloading manuals. That I was like, I own your manuals. I was like, I was like, I, they're on a bookcase at my dad's house. Like, like his name. We've Robert. been using this, huh? Robert. Oh, I wouldn't remember this guy's name at this point. It, West Virginia mountain dwelling. Yeah. Um, scary guy. You know. That narrows it down. Uh, <laughs> older gunsmith who writes a lot of books. Yeah, yeah, that, that would describe him pretty well. Um, but I shot his 20 uh, prone, and my shoulder clicked for two and a half years. <laughs> like, I've, I've only shot two things that hurt, that actually hurt and kicked hard, and one of them was his 20 uh, shooting it prone because I'm not good at that, and it, I didn't have my shoulder on it properly. And, uh, it, and my shoulder clicked for two years legitimately when I would, like, just do something like this. It's click, 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 click. Jesus like, Why'd you do it prone instead of sitting down? Um, I don't, he didn't have a table to put it on. Like, like, like we're just in his backyard shooting the thing. And again, it weighs like a hundred and something pounds, even, even more loaded and with a scope on it and everything. It and then, um, recoil, it can actually come off the table pretty easily and just fall over. It's a ton of recoil too. It, it, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a gargantuan fucking gun. Is it for anti-material stuff like armor piercing? Yeah. 
It's well, it's not meant to be a bolt action rifle. It's something that it's just a guy. Like it, it'd be like if one of us was just like, "Hey, what if we, what if we just made a, a gigantic bolt action rifle? Well, what bullet would we put in it? Well, what a fighter jet shoot." Let's put that in. Like, <laughs> like, shoot. Yeah, that, that's literally what Hellfires. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, like, like it would it, 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 be like registered as a destructive device. It's a DD. Yeah. Yeah. And um um and then the other thing that I shot that that actually hurt was um what's Bob's first name? Dangerous, I think. Dangerous um, Bob. Dangerous Bob. Do you know Dangerous Bob? I don't. I know people who run in the circles, but I have never met him yet. Yeah, like, like Iris Sellers and all those guys. Um, dangerous Bob. <laughs> that's what dangerous, they call. Yeah, that's what they call him. Um, you'll notice he's missing um, a little bit of one of his fingers because um, he, he blew it off depriming 50 BMG uh, shells. And uh, uh, his uh, whenever I'd mess around with him, it seemed like his like favorite shit to play with was explosives and flamethrowers and big bore guns that he'd make himself and i don't remember exactly what he'd done but essentially what he had done was take like a 20 gauge um single shot breakdown shotgun and make brass for it and then load up big bore rifle shells for that so he had like i'm making up numbers here because i don't remember the specifics but let's just say it was shooting a 900 grain bullet 1600 feet per second or something like that and a breakdown shotgun that weighs two and a half, four pounds, somewhere in there, this light mm -hmm. ass fucking, you know, like, like chest, like wooden stocked 20 gauge, like thing you'd see in a pawn shop somewhere for a hundred dollars. Something and meant it, for a quarter of the recoil. A tenth the recoil. It kicked so fucking hard. <laughs> Every time I would shoot it, I would, I would like, all right, well, we can't flinch on camera. So I have to lean into this motherfucker and squeeze and just take it. And it's the equivalent of like, like telling some big professional boxer or something to like hit you in the chest as hard as they can, but you can't flinch or move. You're just going to be like, all right, do it while I try to look badass. <laughs> like, and my shoulder was black and blue. The, to the oh, hello, my friends, this is pretty intense. <laughs> I would lean so far into it. Like, like my front knee would be bent like almost to the ground, like, like all my weight, 95% of my weight is on my front foot. My back foot is just, just barely touching the ground and it would rock me all the way back. It was awful. It was awful to shoot. I think I shot it five times. What video was that? I don't even know if we used the fucking footage. It was it, it was one of those days where we were in Tennessee, like messing with like a Bofors gun and a flamethrower and uh, like some M240 Bravos. Where we we shot like five things in a day, and uh, yeah, it was the flamethrower video that I did where I like roasted a a pig, and yeah. the pig had like little pipe bombs tied all over it. Oh no, that was the mannequin. It had a mannequin with little pipe bombs all over it, and then then I roasted a pig and pretended to eat some of it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you pretended? Um, yeah, I didn't cook a pig with napalm and then eat the napalm. I just put some ribs that I bought oh. from a barbecue joint on the back of the pig. Damn, you couldn't tell uh, that? Fourth, fourth wall. No, of it's fucking gag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fourth wall destroyed. You, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, well, my childhood. There are people who still believe he's Russian. So there are absolutely people who thought that he was pulling meat off of a flamethrower. I mean, I made it look like I was. We had like a nice, delicious rack of ribs attached to the back of that roasted pig. But yeah, I wasn't going to eat pig I had cooked with napalm. Yeah, it's not safe. Probably not. Going back to the recoil thing, at one point I had, uh, I really only had recoil fuck me up one time. And uh, it was one of our 50 prototypes for the AK-50. Uh, had failed 
so you know semi-auto guns cycle a lot softer than than you know just single shot guns it failed so the the bolt seized and so it basically was a single shot rifle and i was leaned over this was entirely my fault i was leaned over really aggressively because i had the barrel on a nine board and it's just like resting there so all the recoil is going to my shoulder had no recoil pad or whatever just had a prs style buttstock with plastic on the back leaned super forward and it broke my clavicle Mm. And you can see i still have it in slow motion you can see in beautiful iphone slow motion all of the rearward motion and like it broke my clavicle pretty early on and all of that you're seeing pushing in is like past the bone oh oh god is it still fucked up those clavicle injuries never never heal all the way right i don't know why they don't fix them it wasn't fully off. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a complete fracture. It was just like it was. It was. It was it fractured. Just cracked. So you're okay. Ah, oh, good. Yeah. I see guys with clavicles that they don't put them back. Like so. Here's the bone. It breaks, and then it heals like a Z, a letter yeah. Z. Yeah. Like and it's layer. Like, on why top don't of you me. look? I broke my leg. It had a problem. They put a plate on the side of it with screws. It's like a internal splint, and then you just live with that forever. Why don't they do that with clavicles? Why do they let them heal like Z's? They don't do that with legs, arms. I don't know, but I've always been afraid of that injury. And it's a really easy bone to... I've I've said before, a guy I played hockey with took a check at a really bad angle and it like severed it in two, like broken half. And I remember being in the locker room. I was I wasn't playing the game and like just seeing like as he'd move like the little bits and he was like green about to vomit. We were maybe like 15 at the time. And like now like you see him like with his shirt off, like one shoulder is slightly closer to his center mass than the other. And if he like moves it forward, you can just see just like what he said, instead of like this, like a, a straight line and then a block and then a slightly lower clavicle line. Yikes. Like it's, it seems like a lazy ass surgery. We should have that figured out. Dude, fuck that. Yeah. looks awful. What if you yeah. broke both of them and you're just <laughs> all fucked up, all T-Rex armed. I was gonna say my luck, they're gonna go in with like a screw and try to do the plate thing and have one like that's just like a just a cut hair too long, just punch puncture my fucking carotid artery. It's just like, oh neat. Uh, now I get it. That's why you don't do that. I should have just dealt with looking a little silly. <laughs> I guess you didn't even break yours, so you don't even look silly. You look fine. If I were my my buddy who that happened to, I would have been pissed. Like once that healed, I would have been like, what the fuck, man? Like this is so I'm never going to be the same. Like none of my movements are going to be the same. Muscle memory, everything's different. Like well, why couldn't you just fix it correctly? I bet. I bet if you were like maybe if you were a sports like like if you're a pro professional athlete, like maybe they go in and do it. But maybe it's just not necessary for a, the average person. I don't know. <laughs> what if they give you the option and uh, there's a different co- difference in copay or something, and your parents just said no, they just don't do that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just like there's no solution for this. You look it up. My parents were fucking cheap. <laughs> it's like I'm, the family guy where they're like, where Joe goes in and they're like, well, Mr. Swanson, we can give you new legs, but unfortunately your insurance doesn't cover it. And it's like, well, what does my insurance cover? And they're like, well, this wheelchair, Mr. Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> I, they went on vacation one time and, and they're like, what, what's all that luggage you got, Joe? He's like, oh, it's. That big bag is the machine that makes my large intestines work. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's such a dark, depressing he, he's character. Like, he is depressing. He, I, when you want to feel better about Joe, you just have to go back to Seinfeld and watch Putty and be like, and see the positive side of his character. Did you ever see The Tick? Same guy? When I was little, I saw the cartoon The Tick, but I never registered that it was the same guy. That was before I'd seen Seinfeld. 
I don't know if he does the uh, uh, the voice of the tick. He was in. There was a live action tick. Oh, I've never. I know. I've only seen the anime. Ooh, that is funny. Is, is it really? <laughs> well, it's a TV show about you know a man dressed in a big blue tick costume, and he's got that like like twink moth boy with him. It's it's uh, it's, it's the same guy. That's like a one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's David Fuddy. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, ninety-five percent Rotten Tomatoes. The t- oh, this is on. This is new. Twenty sixteen, new-ish. You oh, maybe like they the like tick. went back and did it again because the one I'm talking about is like from ninety-nine. I would guess if I had to guess. Taylor, you that's should give the tick a try. I think you might like it. I'll yeah. give it a go. Oh no, yeah, it's the, the old one that has putty in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Woody, you were saying that Amazon cartoon was pretty good. The uh, Undefeatables or oh, okay, Invincible. Invincible. Yeah. Undefeatables. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I, I, close. I am not going to laugh at a guy for doing an alley oop. Look, he no, just yeah. got me close. That's all I the needed. Under, yeah. The Undefeatables is like the sci fi original movie version of, of Woody <laughs> 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 Bad actors and terrible CGI. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I'm out of shit to watch. I'm, 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 I'm about to start like rewatching Family Guy or something like that. I don't have like a background TV show to watch right In now. Simpsons. Do like the early no. seasons of Simpsons. No, I, I can't do that. They're funny. I know they're funny, but like, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. Fair enough. If Family Guy's what you're going for. That's a great background TV show. Family Guy's pretty good. I, I did recently watch, uh, and I hadn't, I don't, I'd only seen it once before, but the episode, the crossover episode, the like 45 minute Simpsons Family Guy crossover, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good episode. <laughs> yeah. When they're like, uh, <laughs> when uh, Stewie's like, Oh, he says, uh, uh, eat my shorts. Kind of like, what the deuce? It's kind of like that. <laughs> and then Brian's like, yeah, but probably like way, way, way more popular than that. Yeah. Really? It's like, yeah, way more popular. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they were like, I, I like the jokes in that where they're like, oh, I can't wait to do this again with them. And they're like, yeah, this seems like more of a one-off. I don't think they're going to give us this again. <laughs> yeah, it was very meta. It was very meta. Um, they, they made fun of themselves relentlessly. And I, I kept like, having a hard time. I know it was a family guy episode, but at times it seemed like a, obviously it's a crossover, but it was mm-hmm. like, who's doing the animation. Is it a team effort? I don't know, but yeah. I, I like those. I mean, they're hokey. They're always, those little crossover episodes of any show. They're always so hokey, but you can't look away. Cause you're like, it is two universes that I do want to see. Together, yeah. You know, I like uh, that. They kind of made fun of like, there was a part where Stu, Stu Barty's like, let me show you my weapons closet. And he's like, Oh, you've got a weapons closet too. And he's yeah. like, like you, you look and it's like a slingshot. Like, like Stewie has a time machine and like machine guns and shit, like laser, laser rifles and all kinds of nuts. Yeah. And he like looks up to Bart, wants to hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the darkest part of course is the interaction between Lisa and um, what's the girl Meg. Oh my God. We're like, at the end, when they're parting ways, Meg is like, I really enjoyed our time together. It was so great meeting you. I, I cut your name into my arm. And Lisa's yeah. just like, Because she's literally carved Lisa into her forearm. It's, <laughs> Meg I, I is such those. a dark character. Meg is a sh- Well, she's kind of a shitty character, too. She's not that funny. She's always the butt of the joke. But there was like, like I, I do like that, like, flashback meta stuff Family Guy does sometimes. Where, like, they, they flash back to, like, season one when Meg's voice was a different it wasn't Mila, Mila Kunis. Kunis yet. It was someone else. And they were just like, oh, everybody looks so weird in the past. And it's like, why does Meg's voice sound different? It's like, oh, it was someone else. Well, it seems like she's about to pass up an incredible opportunity. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I bet those royalty checks are pretty nice. Like, Mia like, Kunis, is that how you say her last name? Yeah. Yeah. She kept doing that part even when she seemed like a pretty big star. Mm-hmm. Right? She was like the it girl of Hollywood for a year or two. She was doing well. Yeah. Star and aside, Justin Timberlake and. And that terrible, t- terrible movie. Who was a bigger female star like that year? I don't know. Ah, I could somebody. name like ten, but 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 like 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 I mean, look, she was doing well. She's probably getting paid a couple million dollars to do things, but but like Family Guy's the bread and butter. I she's bet. an awful, awful actress. That's true. Like like real, real bad. Like like bottom ten percent. Like like not acceptable levels of acting. I didn't notice her acting, so Oof. therefore, I, it was good enough for me. Yeah, like like Jupiter Ascending, like a movie like that, that sci-fi oh, no, movie she did. Terrible. <laughs> I've never seen that. Woof. That is a dog of a film. I only it's notice just, acting every once in a while. It's it's the main thing I look for. Um, you, you know, like yeah. like, like you, you're gonna have to like, I don't know, do your job. I I I, I notice if you don't. Um, but yeah, she, I mean, look, I like her. She's super cute. I think she's still with Ashton Kutcher. Uh, uh, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, you know they they originally hooked up when she was underage on that '70s show. Obviously, who's the one on with Timberlake? Alba, maybe Jessica I don't know. Alba. I don't keep up with that E Entertainment stuff too much, um, but uh, maybe, maybe. Um, I know he got one of the prime girls. I don't know why he would settle for for something like that. Like, like Leonardo DiCaprio has that shit figured out, and Tom. <laughs> and he gets a twenty-five. He just ditches him. Uh, that's, um, that's Tom Cruise that, that does the whole, like, as soon as they turn 30, he's like getting a new one, but he seems to like want these like solid, like long-term relationships, long-term being until they're rotten. Um, but at 25, but the, yeah, at 25, but DiCaprio <laughs> is like, I'll tell you this, DiCaprio puts his Tinder slider on 18 for sure. It's 18 to 25 and his profile says, who wants to go on my fucking yacht? Like, like it, it's it. That's all I ever see him doing in his spare time. He's like, he's not working, so he's not on any kind of a diet. He's just like bloated, bearded, on a fucking yacht with like eight yeah. beautiful like amateur runway models or some shit. Fat and happy. Who's fat and happy? trade-in value. See, he makes sure he gets out early while they're still worth something, and then goes for the new model. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah, he's treating them like cars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Timberlake Lake married Jessica Beale, by the way. That's the one. Okay. And uh <laughs> She was in seven heaven with that guy who ended up being a pedophile. Ooh. Yeah, remember the dad from Seventh Heaven? Maybe he I don't remember what he did, but it was something uh child porn or pedophile. Oh yes. I don't know. He admitted to like having sexual relations with a minor, like on a couple different that's occasions. That's when no, that's see, that's the guy whose wife set him up in their like therapy session. Look. What can you tell the yeah. story? Can you? I know, like the like the the skeleton of the story. Like like they were having like therapy sessions, and his wife secretly recorded him talking about some pedophilia stuff. Like like is it some fantasy he had or something he had done, one or the other. And like on one hand, it's like glad we found out that pedophile, and on the other, it's like wow, she is not the partner that you can trust. That is um. <laughs> That's some shit that Wings Redemption's wife would do to him, like fucking set up a recording in the fucking therapy session and fucking fucking like 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 he's just he's just like, well, yeah, of course I cheat on my taxes. You know, I'm you know, I work online. There's a lot of numbers floating around. I cheat. I'll admit it. But I'm not cheating on her. And then she like uploads that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, or maybe she knew he was a pedophile for a long time, and this was the big break. The, I the mean, big... I think she knew. It wasn't, like, news to her. But the, uh, the thing was that, like, his wife is recording him and then, like, uploading it or using it against him, probably as some sort of divorce leverage or something yeah, like that. She wants that. all that like, heaven money for herself once he's in jail. Yeah. And now when I watch that Office episode where he plays Andy Bernard's father, I'm just like, oof. This guy was a real star for a long time. Like, like he was getting a lot for of sure. work, and then then that happened, and I, he Did might he be in prison right now. Yeah, he's in I jail. I think. Yikes. He's oh. uh he was Dennis. He's Dennis and Dee's father, real father, and it's always sunny. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. He won't be showing back up again. Yeah, no, they're gonna have to recast Dennis and Dee. Well, he hasn't needed to show back up in a long time. Is that yeah. show over? By the way, is it's always sunny done? I feel like I've never no. seen an episode of that in fucking forever. No, I think they got extended for some period of time, um, like 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 you know multiple seasons more. But but I agree with you. It seems like it's been a while since there has been new episodes. It's probably because I just burned through them so quick, and I'm like, come on, do more, do more, Sunny. Yeah, that whole like when a whole season of something comes out all at once, it's a real double edged sword. On one hand, yeah, I get to watch, I get to eat all the candy at once. But on yeah. the other, it's like. Well, we burnt up a year's worth of content in six hours. I, yep. Rick and Morty is that for me. Somehow that show comes out every two years. And I don't know. It, it seems like a, I watch it, it takes a couple of weeks, and then it's over for so yeah, long. Yeah, the average is two years, but they fixed that now with their new contract. That's good. Did they? When did the last one come out? Hasn't it been two years? Am I crazy? No, I don't think so. I think it was... I don't know exactly when, but like I know that they have like a queue going now. Like like the current season is almost done and is releasing like in a month or something like that. And then like the the season after that is be has already been recorded and like they're finishing animation on next year's season now. And then the season after that is like being written. Yeah, the new season comes out June twentieth of this year. Yeah, they've got a whole production line going because of the new uh, contract they got. Because they, they got like a multi-year, multi-million dollar, big deal contract. See, I'd kind of rather them take their time with it, though. Because like, it so it not end up like that other show uh, that you were talking about, Taylor. Because it's like, yeah. I, I, if if you got to take your time, you got to take your time. Because honestly, I kind of forget Rick and Morty exists. But until a new season's ready to drop, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I forget. I like this. But I, if you rush it and we just get like an entire season full of intergalactic television, I'm going to stop watching. You didn't like the uh, uh, like the improv intergalactic TV episode? I, to me, it was like certain certain bits were really funny, like when they do the improv only episodes. But it's like part of it just seems like improv comedy masturbation where they're like, oh, see, this is funny because we like we thought about it on the fly. I'm like, no, this is a fucking TV show, dude. Like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you get to script this. Maybe I'm remembering. I, I think I remember like in that first episode, they did the interdimensional TV a lot. They may have done it twice even. They've done it twice. And then they've done like the, a different spin on it, which was Morty's Mind Blowers or whatever, yeah. where they had the memory thing. I didn't mind that as much. Oh, yeah. I thought that was better. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. Still a good show. They're doing some weird stuff with Beth now, which I don't get. But who cares? What are they doing with Beth? Rick it's like Morty? she's just not even vaguely the same character she was in season one. Mm. Like, which now one? She's, like, she's the wife? She's the yeah. wife, yeah. She's gone from, like, mother concerned about her family and her, you know, erratic father to, like, secret alien clone or something like that which 
don't know. She didn't really seem in line with her. Well, character. it turned out that she is her father's daughter and that she was a sociopath as a child and like a tinkerer herself. And uh, and that her life kind of got sidetracked. She should have probably been some sort of space faring like scientist like him. But she got knocked up by that loser of a fucking husband of her, that, that Chris Purnell character. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of like the like fruity land or whatever they went to where like, Fruity, yeah, yeah, where she had left her friend in there and he'd been fucking the the, the animals <laughs> and then like eating he his ch ch eating his animal fuckery children like like and just carrying that cycle on for what must have been 25 years 30 years or something like that and he was just disgusting that <laughs> yeah. i like that episode and you feel bad for him because they just leave him in there <laughs> to live yeah. in land or whatever. yeah they just leave him in there and then they create that clone and just just give it to his his mom and she's yeah. <laughs> and the clone's retarded because it's literally moments old and this isn't magic it's science so it's just a moments old entity who looks like her son you know so yeah that was a dark episode i liked it though i like when she like reached in the box and pulled out all the toys that she had he's like these are some oh, yeah. of the toys you had me make when you were eight here's a here's a uh, a switch an ascension switchblade and it, it goes hey there beth is it time for stabbing Here's here's some handcuffs that won't let anybody like like not be your friend. It's just like <laughs> like everything has like this dark backstory that that, that she's yeah. got. Yeah, it's good. But Rick did build all of it, so <laughs> Rick did build it. Yeah, yeah. No, they're equally evil. I got a topic. What got? popular movie does not deserve its popularity? Uh, I mean, Avatar is the easy answer, but let's move past one. that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. Um, start i didn't i wouldn't have thought of that one star hmm. wars uh, but i think star wars earned its popularity by being so revolutionary at the time so i, I don't like that answer either anything john wick after the first one I, I i think those fill their fucking they're doing exactly what people want like like hmm. i like that paul verhoeven era in the 80s where you had movies like robocop where it's just like shoot them up fucking violent for the sake of violence and just let let Let's, let's let's go and kill some bad guys and and have blood fly everywhere. I while I well like I said earlier, I, I'm not crazy crazy about like the universe, the, the John Wick universe that they're clearly creating, but I'm on board. You know, I, I still like it. I I don't think they're like mega popular, but like nobody's being duped. Everybody who likes those movies know what they're signing up for. You know. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's uh, an unpopular one maybe is uh, Napoleon Dynamite. I. Mm. Can't get behind those movies and i know i'm probably gonna get crucified for that there's only the one right oh yeah the one the one movie but it's like it's so fucking dry i could go through that entire movie without cracking a smile i haven't seen it since it came out when i was in eighth grade and i remember watching it Bow to you, sensei. three or four times that year and thinking it was just the funniest thing in the world because it was hugely popular if people my age like what 14 Same. years old eighth grade yeah. and like yeah. uh i haven't seen it since and so you, you're probably right. If I were to pop it back on, I'd be like, oh, this sucks. Where's that funny scene where the uncle's like, I used to be able to throw a pigskin clear over them mountains. <laughs> oh, God. Uncle Remo. Yeah, it's Uncle funny. Remo, I think. And, and yeah. he is he's the best character. Um, he, he's just like he's making an audition tape out by his van <laughs> that he lives in. And, uh, and he, where he's like, uh, like um, falling back in the pocket and scrambling like a quarterback would. He's by himself in a field and it's an NFL audition tape. Like he's sending this to like the chargers or some shit. And, uh, and there's this part where he's just like completely slipped into a bit of a, like a nostalgic delusion. And he's just like, 
if that coach had put me in, I'd have made pro. I'd have made pro. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. And he like looks at the mountains in the distance. He's like, I bet I could throw a pigskin over them mountains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like he's so delusional about his football acumen. It's that and uh, the Rex Kwando guy are the funniest parts to me. You know, the where they yeah. go to like um, the the Taekwondo school and. Uh, I can't recall that actor's name, but he's a great character actor and he's wearing the American flag, like parachute pants and like the wife beater and, and like maybe a do rag or something. And he's just like, proud of your sensei, proud of your sensei. And he gets Kip up there, like Napoleon's even nerdier somehow brother. Yeah. And is like, like doing the moves on him and stuff. And it's, I, I don't love that movie. I, I to me, it's kind of, I don't know. I get kind of grossed out by just like watching it for a while. It's, it's kind of yeah. weird. It's I think it's a good pick. A I, people love it so much, and I'm just like, I look. I can kind of get pieces of it, but by and large, that was a stupid movie with bad humor. It it was overrated for sure. It I think it's overrated. A, a good pick. The uh, like, it's funny you're talking about like the Uncle Remo or whatever. Like those parts were funny, but like every time I remember even watching it, like when Napoleon was on screen, especially talking to that girl, I was just like. This just makes me sad, and like I feel like this is a hopeless existence for everyone involved. So basically, our audience, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll empathize with it. Yeah, it's it's an overrated one. This is this won't be on the list at all. But I'm just thinking, like, if personally, I watched that. You remember that movie Gone Girl with Ben Affleck? Yeah. Yes, I watched that, and I'm admittedly biased because I I think Ben Affleck is a trash actor. I think he's shit, and. I don't like most stuff that he's in. And I remember it, it was just all rave reviews. Everybody was talking about how great Gone Girl was. And it's like three hours long. And it is a great example of a movie that is just beating off the entire time about like, oh, we're building. We're, oh, we're building. Yeah, we're edging this movie out because we got 40 minutes of story and three hours of film. And it's like just just terrible. Like my, my, my grandparents were like, oh, there's this new movie called Gone Girl. And it's set in Cape Girarda which is like it not near where they live. They're further south than that. But they're like, oh, neat. You know, a movie based in Missouri, very rare. And then all of us hated it. All of us, except for my mom. My mom thought it was good. But everybody else was like, this, this is shit. This is horrible. Uh, and Ben Affleck is the absolute worst. I just, I can't yeah. do it. It's terrible. I, I thought it was just an okay movie. Um, I thought it was worth the watch. Um, I often get it confused with Gone Baby Gone. Because That's that has Casey. Because that has Casey Affleck Wait. in it. Which one's the one with the female boxer? Oh my god, that's neither of these movies. I think that's, that's Million Dollar Baby. That's Million Dollar Baby. <sighs> Did you also get it get, get confused about three men and a baby? You're, you're thinking like, yeah, we're Tom Selleck has the little kid. <laughs> you know, Boss Baby with the little animated. Yeah, I know that movie. Yeah, like anything with baby. Anything with baby, you're getting confused. No, no, no all right. So, so Gone Baby Gone is about. Is about uh, a little uh, kid being kidnapped, and Casey Affleck is a private eye hired to find her. Um, oh. Gone Girl is where um, it's sort of a ripped from the headlines kind of movie where Ben Affleck's wife. Spoilers if you haven't seen the movie, and you should see it because it's good. So skip this part if you haven't seen it. Ben Affleck's wife fakes her own kidnapping and essentially frames him for it. And the media is turning on him, and there's this media machine that's making him look like he is a douche but it's making him look like a murderer. And there's a difference between douchebag and murderer. And, uh, and there's a big twist at the ending and it's, it's, it's sort of a thriller. Um, 
And Ben Affleck yeah. does a terrible job the whole time. I don't just remember his acting performance sticking out to me as is really shitty or really good, maybe just passable, which is his general kind of like work mm -hmm. ethic to me. Um, he's been good. He was better when he was younger. I felt I, I, like as he's gotten older, I feel like he phones it in a lot. But like I liked the Ben Affleck that was in the Kevin Smith movies, um, the one who was in like um, like Dogma or something. Dogma, Dogma Mallrats, stuff like that. I like um, Days Confused where he was like beating the shit out of a bunch of little kids. That was really cool. Ben Affleck was in that. I haven't seen the that. guy with the the paddle that was like drilling holes in the paddle. Like I'm gonna get you after school. That was Ben Affleck. I believe so. I could be retarded. Oh, I am definitely <laughs> retarded. I just don't didn't remember. I'm not sure. I've never seen Days and Confused. Really? You've that seen movies. Everything. That movie's really yeah. There's good. a few that I skip on purpose. Uh, I mean, well, it looks like a high quality film. It's got. You know, the, the cover where the four people are poking their head in and silly faces. We well, have yeah. the chick from Resident Evil before she was in anything. Uh, you have Ben Yovovich. Yeah, yeah. She's she's one of the main characters. You have a bunch of people before they got famous. It was really kind of interesting. Oh, oh this yeah, this is the movie where uh, McConaughey's like, you know what I like about high school yep, girls? They keep one. getting older and they stay the same age. And he, he says that. Yeah, he's a, he's a treat. No, he is. He's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the IMDb. I can't find his name. Am I? It's probably buried. He was like he was a little bit part. Yeah, he wasn't okay. a big part because it was a '93 movie. Uh, McConaughey was a bigger part. Yeah, I don't remember whether or not I liked that movie. You smoke. You'd be a lot cooler if you yes. did. Yeah. <laughs> you smoke. You'd be cooler if you did. <laughs> now, now he's getting. Now Dale Gribble. Now, now Dale, Dale Grable's up here mad at Hank for hiding the truth from Bobby. <laughs> Dale, you don't stop talking to my son about the Unabomber. I'm going to call the police. <laughs> now, boy, I know it's fun getting sucked and fucked by a Dyson vacuum cleaner. That's pretty good, too. We've all done it, Bobby. <laughs> We've all fucked the Dyson. <laughs> it's true. Even I've borrowed it and used it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah king of the hill another great background show yeah i've seen it so many times though i've seen it too much i i loved that when it came out even my dad loved that like mm -hmm. like my dad was like you know it's kind of like real life like like this this cartoon is kind of like small town america and i'm like mm -hmm. it is it is like like peggy's my favorite character though really really yeah yeah what i think like the most i think that she is the most depth to her character really like, like 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 she's got all those like she's for one thing like she thinks so much of herself and it's all delusional right she thinks she can speak spanish <laughs> she can't she's so <laughs> proud of being like substitute teacher of the year two years running or whatever the fuck and it's just Please. like yeah. <laughs> like like you're a substitute teacher like like they, they let anybody do that that who isn't a pedophile or a felon and sometimes <laughs> they'll let anybody do that just about except for you know me and yeah yeah so but but and then like she's got the you foot thing where she's me weren't you you were about to make a woody's a pedo joke i absolutely was not i love your blazer by the way <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh you've been out blazered friend you're not even yeah I, I was, as I said before the show, I was, uh, I, I, I minor at the tailor. I've got two more, um, that are or two or three more that are being worked on. And I was supposed to pick them up last week, but I keep forgetting to go get them. So I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a fresh, fresh blazer for next week. Yeah, and nice. This is the blazer. I, 
I've told the story before. I went to New York City. I had to appear on stage. Everybody else was so cool. There was mostly music people. I was like one of one or two gamers there. And they were like Justin Bieber wannabes. And it, it, it's hard to describe without being up close to these 19-year-old future stars. Just everything about them was like... They were the coolest, most put-together kids in your high school from all the different guys gathered together. And I'm there with like plaid cargo shorts, like dressed like a dad about to mow the lawn. And I felt terrible. And uh, afterwards, we went to a store. We bought a, an outfit for events like this. And this was the blazer. That's why I have it. Now, see, I can't pull off the blazer with T-shirt thing because everybody's like, oh, get it, the weapons thing. You're trying to be Tony Stark. I'm like, no, no, no that's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't even I think like I have it. a blazer that fits me. Oh. I might, you- though. I don't know. I Like I've said before, I have, like, the blazers of three of three men. You know, because of my weight fluctuation. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be pretty soon. It's going to be time to get a tuxedo uh, fitted Mm -hmm. in and kitted. Very true. Very true. Have you have you looked at them yet? Like what kind of style you're going for? I'm guessing top hat uh, and cane. Yes. Top hat and cane. Uh, We're we're actually going full bore into the uh, dumb and dumber bit. You know, I'll be wearing the orange and, and my, and she's my the brothers blue. will be wearing the blue. Or oh, no, I thought you'd be, get like a, the orange and then she'll be the blue. There I you go. can't tell right. fucking with us right now. Are you doing like multiple best men or is uh is um just one brother getting the calling? No, I didn't want to do a big thing. And so like I'm not doing anybody other than just my brothers. Like they're both going to share it. Like no, no friends in that. Like the, the wedding itself, very, very, very small, just immediate family. Yeah. Um, and so like I got... And we, we were like looking at like styles and stuff. I, I'm not even going to do a tux. I'm going to do some kind of like nice looking suit because that ends up matching better. Mm-hmm. And I got I got fitted for it and everything. I don't remember my measurements, uh, but I was I was too big for all the sample jackets. Oh, my. And so that's not ideal. I mean, my okay. belly fit in them, but my shoulders and arms didn't fit in them very yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and so hopefully I'll be looking good because like I don't want to I'm really banking on the suit to do a lot of heavy lifting. And like making, you know, because the suit does make you look a lot better. Everybody looks better in a suit. I never wear a suit. Maybe I'll be surprised at how wonderful I look. Probably yeah, not. But uh, I think so. Yeah, I'm getting excited for it. I'm a lot of it is uh, like. I part like planning and like me pretending like I'm planning it. My fiance is doing all the fucking planning. It's like, well, I bet she loves of, it, though, right? Yeah, it's some of it and some of it she's also like anxious about. But I think she enjoys it. Uh, like my decisions, I was like, the only thing I'm in like like adamant about is like the food like i want you know because usually you go to a wedding and it's like they give you options of like a beef or chicken or whatever the hell it is but it's like they do that thing where they take a meal that would be great if it was a 35 dollar meal at a restaurant and they cut all the edges and they they simplify and now it's an 18 dollar version of something that would be good in a fucking you know real restaurant and so you don't get the full bang and i was like no i'm gonna i want to spend like whole money to have like the best barbecue available in st louis like a huge amount of that brought all the different cuts all the different things everybody's you know i i hate when i go to weddings and i get some bullshit chicken dish i want i want enormous amounts of options and so the barbecue thing i, I was very very adamant about I, I don't even need a, i don't even need an invite if i could just like pay to get a plate of that shit yeah yeah <laughs> Sure. We will yeah. be selling plates outside. Outside <laughs> yeah, the venue, yeah. Somebody's got to pay for the open bar. Yeah, yeah, that's me. So. <laughs> do you know? Uh, do you yeah. know what kind of cake you're going for? Because like that's one. That, that's that's 
I don't know. I'm interested for some reason in if there is a wedding cake and if so, what kind of cake it is. Uh, I don't like sweets. And so I didn't care uh, if we had a cake or not. And she isn't a big cake fan at all. And so she was like, but something that would be fun. I like donuts a lot. We're going to have like a whole bar full of fucking donuts and cookies and things that you can have. And so she wanted to do that instead. And because I won't eat any donuts or cookies anyway, I'll be eating the barbecue. Didn't really care. Uh, so that works for me. I just want to get it. I kind of want to get it done. Like I kind of, I want to, like I want the way I want to do it is like the actual wedding because you know, any of my friends, I know some of my friends listen. If you've invited me to your weddings, I had a wonderful time. I'm not talking about you, but I hate going to fucking weddings. And <laughs> you, you sit there, you sit there, and it's just a waste of fucking time. And they ran. Might even say thing. that you've never been to a wedding that was worth a fuck. <laughs> never, not once, except not for once. yours, the listener. Yeah, except for, yeah, but um. I, I don't like going to the weddings like and sitting in the crowd and, and, and watching the whole thing. And it takes a long time and you're hot and you just want to eat. And so I was like, no, like only the people who actually give a fuck are going like just my immediate family. Even like I'm having to lay down the law in some other places where it's like family members, like cousins. Like, can I, can I just need, maybe no, no, you can show up at the party, the reception with everybody. We're keeping this very tight, very, very intimate. That's how we both want it. And that's how we decided like not, not doing like the speeches and everything, not doing like the big like toasts where everybody's kind of waiting to like, cause you know, that, that vibe at a wedding where like it's after the service and things are happening, you're eating, but you don't really know when it's appropriate for you to get up and mingle and do things because you feel as though there's some sort of schedule that you should be abiding by. I don't want that. I want their minimized schedule. Everybody eat at your, at your leisure, get up, hang out outside. We got a really good venue that has a bunch of space outside and inside. It's really nice. And I just want people to hang out and it's be very social and, and, uh, and casual. I love parties, but like, and I've always been like this. I don't like parties for me. Uh, I, I prefer to go to a party for someone else because I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if I can oh, articulate it. Of attention or like, I know that's not it because I love being the center of attention. <laughs> and I, so I know that's not the case. And so I, I, so I don't actually know what it is. It's just like when I, it's all, maybe I, maybe I feel like guilty about it. Like, cause I know there are going to be people there who don't really want to be there and who feel pressured maybe. Um, but I guess that's something I just need to put out of mind. You know, if someone doesn't, can't make it for any reason or doesn't want to go, I don't give a shit either way. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get it going. Uh, finalize this thing and then move on with life afterward. Finalize this thing. You make it sound <laughs> like a car purchase. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get it finalized. Like I know, He's I know converting a lease lease to purchase agreement. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Sir, just just tell me where the fuck to sign. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what I would have done. I would have gone straight to the the courthouse, just fucking done it. But no woman on earth wants to do that. True. You know whose wedding was a little. Joe Lozon's wedding was wonderful. It was a classy affair, and there were some really great moments. Some real like classy Bert affair. showed up. I liked it a lot. Joe's brother, Dan, is there. Dan is also a professional fighter, but he's not tamed like Joe and his friends. Joe and his friends are only professional fighters while fighting. They are also regular people who are... Joe's brother is a pit bull. A pit bull who likes me, but I just worry if I look him in the eyes too long, he's going to fucking kill me. And he's hurt me before. He's hurt me before. <laughs> this isn't a hypothetical. I had a fucking, it's like a baseball sized brute. I'm rolling with him and I'm like, bro, just don't break me. Don't break your toys. And he's like, ah, I got you, Woody. Yeah, he fucking got me right about here. Right about <laughs> here. He got me. Swole up like a 
baseball, softball, fucking soccer ball coming out of the soccer of my head. And what did it you punch you? In the elbowed me in the head. Came out looking like Hey Arnold. Dude, and it wasn't like an accidental elbow, I don't believe. He was just like getting position and, and it was bah, like put his hand, elbow on the mat and my head at, at like the connect. And it was just like with authority established this position that left me bruised and hematomed. And now I'm at the <laughs> wedding with this man and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, like all your jokes are funny and, and I'm pretty fucking intimidated and you're. Drinking. <laughs> Woody, I'm really glad after all this time that you're not bitter still. <laughs> I don't know how many drinks any had, but I knew that I was in a dangerous situation. <laughs> you're, you're counting his drinks. How, how many beers is that? Oh, you can't count that man's drinks. You can't count that man's drinks and oh, beer, you're adorable, Taylor. If oh, you think he he's <laughs> he goes hard in the paint. <laughs> yeah, he was I'm telling you, one false move and there's another hematoma coming my way. So, yeah, yeah that, that's one of the things that stuck out about Joe's wedding yeah. to me. <laughs> he's likes to fight guy. Like, like That's a Jim Rome reference that I don't think anybody gets but me, but he's likes to fight guy. Like, like, like if you're out somewhere and like you remember there was that video a few years ago of there was an MMA fighter in a, in a bar and this guy comes in like looking oh, yeah. for trouble. Like it's actually a restaurant and he's he's just like he's actively looking for for a fight. This guy, he's drunk or something. He's just like, Come on, come at me, bro. Like he's he's just causing and the MMA fighter finally just very calmly like takes him to the ground and he's like choking him unconscious and he's looking up from the guy he's choking. And he's like, It's okay, everyone. Just just stay calm. This will be over. This will all be over. Like he's so calm about how he's choking this guy unconscious. And his friends are all like 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 it's like they just left the jujitsu gym or something like that. His friends are like, just give him a little room. It'll all be over soon. Like, it's fine. And sure enough, he just chokes the guy the fuck out. And they just drag him out outside out of the place. But the guy was just cruising for a bruising. And, and he ran into the person who could have murdered him with their bare hands. But the guy was kind enough to just put him to sleep, take him outside and let the police handle him. That is not what Joe's brother would have done. No. Joe's brother yeah. would have like found the most violent way to hurt this man. There would have been broken bones. It would have been broken bones. I feel like he loves the sound of another man's bones breaking. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Yeah. He's likes to fight And guy. he's hurt it. Yeah, and he's bit, like, it's not a hypothetical. He fights all the time. You know, like, uh, he's probably uh, settled down now. He's, he's not 23 years old anymore. But, mm -hmm. dude, yeah, I don't know. I felt like I was in danger. I felt like I was in danger of Joe's wedding. I don't even know if we should talk about the incident he had, but he had this incident where he was defending himself against two or three men, and they did not end up well afterwards. Yeah. He and defended was like the some, fuck out of all of them. He defended himself so hard. <laughs> his self-defense against three attackers, we'll call them, was so extreme that there was hospitalization and maybe some law enforcement or lawsuits going on because there were crippled men. Like he cri <laughs> I don't remember the specifics, but it was like one of them, all of them were unable to walk away afterwards for varying reasons. Some of them had broken bones and some of them were just knocked the fuck out. And it, it was, it was bad. It was, it was like, yeah, he, he defended himself pretty good. There, yeah. You have to roll with there's something about his bone structure that just seems more Neanderthal or something. Like his knuckles are 
oversized hitting machines and his elbows and his fucking deltoids and everything with him is just a little like I don't know he's he's a pit bull and I'm a yellow lab what are we doing here yeah he shouldn't be allowed at the park (laughs) (laughs) honestly it's just him being a mean kind of guy if we're being fair because like we went to that gym in Chicago that time that jiu-jitsu gym and like you know, it was me, you, and Joe, and uh, and it's like, all right, we're all gonna pair off with students here and roll. And I'm just like, me, me too. All right, all right. Well, I'll, I'm sure I'll pair off with Joe or or Woody because they know I have no idea what I'm doing here. No, no, you're with you're with John over here, and and me and John are like rolling. And I'm a bottom, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm yeah. just like, well, I'll resist whatever you're trying to do to me. And every while he's like, so how long um. How long you been, uh, you know, doing jits? And I'm just like, this is the first time I've ever had anything to do with a mat or jujitsu or, <laughs> or really anything where another man is on top of me like you are right now. He's like, this is only oh. my second time in Chicago. Yeah, this is this, all I, I think it was. I, I was like, I've only, this is my my second time in the city. Um, like, like, I have no idea what's happening at any point of what's going on here. He's like, oh, you should have said something. I was like, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so please don't hurt me. Yeah, hurt me. Was that a challenge? Are you mocking me? Yeah, like, like oh, you don't think I can? No, I know you can. Please don't. You completely misread me, sir. But not. But but even that guy was like super chill about it. Like he didn't hurt me at all. Like like like, like I didn't have a bruise, a scuff, a, a like like a scrape or anything. Meanwhile, Joe's brother, like seriously injured Woody in a way that like <laughs> like Woody is even down. I'm sure Woody like. But was like in the hotel room that night thinking like, God, how do I avoid this happening again tomorrow? Like, <laughs> like I don't want to complete, you don't want to bitch out, but at the same time, like, like, how do you tell someone that you've hurt me? <laughs> Please don't do it more. Like, you can like, tell like, when his you... hat doesn't fit and it's, it's sitting off to the side. <laughs> pulling out his little yellow stress card. He's like, no, no. Woody's got like ace bandage wrapped around his head like a Civil War soldier. <laughs> One eye. Like, he's got that, like, like, under his chin and over his head like a cartoon character. <laughs> the bloody bandana. Like Civil War <laughs> That's great. Uh, maybe i had ptsd at joe's wedding maybe that's the issue what were you saying brandon oh i I, uh recently went on that uh it was a hog hunt in florida and one of the guys who was on the hunt was uh chuck liddell oh Oh, yeah we we stayed up drinking one night with chuck who's actually he's a really cool dude really like down to earth like just super typical dad which is almost kind of weird because it doesn't fit the idea of what you have Mm -hmm. as a person but uh, at one point, he goes to demonstrate. He's, he's talking about, like, this guy who got, you know, and his big, 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 real gruff guy. So anyway, uh, it's a lizard. I gave him a, a liver kick. I'm like, I'm, I, I follow a little mm-hmm. bit of MMA stuff. I'm not super into it or anything. But, like, I'll watch the big fights when they come up. I'll go to a friend's house or something. But I'm like, I, I didn't quite process the difference. I'm like, what makes that that much worse than a body body hit? I like, I kind of get the premise. But I'm like, I don't really get mm. why that's debilitating. He's like, come here, come here, I'll show you. Oh, no. And he goes, uh, all right, so I'm not, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. Um, <laughs> that always follows by getting hurt. And just like, just doesn't normal hit. I'm like, you know, I like, I don't know, maybe like 20%. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, the whole time I'm thinking, flex your abs. Don't look like a bitch in front of Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> he hits me. I'm like, okay, not bad. All right. I could take that. It hurts. It stings. But all right, fine. All right. All right. All right. Now I'll, I'll, I'll lever hit. Boom. Hits me in what I feel like is the same spot from a different angle. And it's like, 
<laughs> real men don't cry. Real men don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my liver! <laughs> Morty, Morty, they hit me in the liver. It's the hardest. <laughs> Morty, Morty, they're fucking on my liver real bad. I keep drinking like I used to. It's the hardest working liver in the galaxy, Morty. <laughs> hardest working liver in the galaxy, Morty. <laughs> I mean, it might be good for you to slow down a bit, Rick. <laughs> Jesus Man, that, Christ! That's yeah, so, I, would you, so you just felt peer pressured a little bit into letting him experiment with the the liver hit. Oh no, I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, you ever see that clip of uh of there's a clip from Pancreas where uh, Boss Rutan uh, ruptures a man's liver, um, and it is awesome. Like, like Pancreas, you, you had to use open palm strikes, but but everybody is kind of hitting with like the bony part of their wrist for the most part. I guess the idea was we do some of these. Mm -hmm. But everybody's like doing these, and uh, and he ruptures a man's liver. Like like he already dropped him once with the liver strike, and the guy gets back up, and he hits him again. And like like I, I don't, I I feel like. I feel like you guys aren't reacting strongly enough to when I say I you ruptured a man's liver with Dude, his so hand. Well, I was if, waiting. If I recall happened. correctly, this is what happened. <laughs> Bass Rutten kicked the guy in like the inner thigh, and he told the ref that it was a nut shot. Oh, yeah. And Bass Rutan took offense to this. He's like, I did not hit that guy in the balls, but I've decided he needs to pay. And there was like a mismatch in their skill levels. So he's like, the most painful way to defeat a man is via liver hits. So I'm just going to keep hitting him in the liver until he quits. And uh, yeah, he just repeatedly, he was kind of known for being able to get those liver shots. Ugh. And uh, he just liver shot of the fuck out of this guy. And he went down, got back up, tried it again, hit him in the injured liver, maybe more than once. And uh, it's it's fun to be a viewer of such a fight. I That's such an important it. organ. Like, they probably... They, they it's had a big one, too. Rush him, rush him to the <laughs> How's a liver different than a kidney? Do, do, I, your your I, liver is your, your largest in You've only got one of them. Yeah. Okay, okay. What do they do? Uh, they the, filter everything out. Well, they both so, like, do that. No, am I crazy? I think the yeah, they both do that, but in varying ways. I, I'm not. A, I'm I not don't a, know the difference. I'm so I'm glad I'm not alone. I thought everyone knew the difference, and I was a fool for not knowing the difference. You, liver. Well, it seems like kidneys are are primarily like uh, getting like it's like the last line of defense, right? With some filtration, like 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 with with mostly with liquids, whereas the the liver is like catching all the toxins. It seems like, but I don't know anything about this shit. I just know that apparently it's full of nerve endings and getting hit there is just an incapacitating kind of blow. Brain is not a fan. Apparently not. No, no. Uh, they done that. Uh, Yelp review. Uh, two out of ten. <laughs> suggested to a friend. All right. Oh, but your liver, a fact I obviously already knew, is the only internal organ that can regrow. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. When you get a liver transplant, you just need a little bit of someone's liver. And it grows into a whole liver. That's really yeah. cool. That's very neat. Like so, a before lizard. Uh, more about internal organs. We're going to hear from a couple of wonderful sponsors. First of which, ExpressVPN. Admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that nobody wants your data or that the hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you'd be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you may as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why we decided to take action, which is why we're recommending you get ExpressVPN to protect yourself from cyber criminals. 
ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, or tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN takes only a single click, just one click. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. For less than 7 bucks a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN is the number one VPN service by rated by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash PKA. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash PKA for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash PKA to learn more. Three months free, code PKA. Check that out. Wonderful sponsor. Protect yourself online. Be smart. And now a new one, a new wonderful sponsor. This episode of PKA is brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that come in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, or pomegranate. I prefer the cinnamon. Uh, the Same. Mo- definitely. Uh, Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine in a cherry ice flavor. Each and every flavor actually tastes great, and it's convenient and discreet. Their products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave the house because Lucy has delivery down. Painkiller already listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code PKA to get 20% off all products in your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code PKA at checkout. Also, we have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So head over to lucy.co and be sure to use promo code PKA for 20% off all your products in your first order. So check that out if you are interested. I've been trying the gum out. I like it. I do like the cinnamon gum. Um, I've got the lot. I've got everything that they make. Obviously, I like the gum the, most of the three options they gave. I've out. got the, you know, the 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 pouches and uh, and the lozenges. Um, I think I like the lozenges as much as the gum. The pouches are too strong for me personally, but um, I like the flavor of the lozenge, and I do like the I like cinnamon gum anyway. So, yeah. Um, I'm yeah. giving these the the pouch. Well, you can't see because my green screen. I'm giving the pouches to my grandpa because he's been a long time dip user and he is tired of it. Yeah, my, my, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, some of the um, lozenges to my cousin next time I see him because he he quit smoking a couple years ago, um, but he switched to dipping, which you know it's 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 better, but it's still it's still not great. He needs to get mm-hmm. away from the tobacco stuff and the, like the nicotine's going to be fine for him. I, I, I'm not a doctor. Don't take that as medical advice. But yeah, um, but yeah I've been I've been chewing the gum whenever I'm around people and I don't want to look like a douchebag um, <laughs> with a vape. Um, and uh, and uh, and I do like it. And it, and it fucking scratches the itch. So now for somebody who has not been a big smoker in the past, could I use this product to start smoking? Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you're if you're looking for um, but you don't want to do that. You want a healthy alternative. You just grab yourself some Lucy gum or some Lucy pouches and enjoy that. Yeah, I think you'll find that you never want a cigarette because the Lucy nope. is just so satisfying. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a gateway drug because I like 
Well, no, we can't you help you there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm I all really sorry. We, we cannot talk about gateway drugs. <laughs> it's not a gateway drug. Stop saying that. <laughs> it's a gateway to Alabama in prison. <laughs> that marijuana is a gateway drug. It'll get you right into an Alabama prison. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, uh, like, how big the like anti-smoking stuff was in the nineties and the Huge. early thousands where like every single cartoon show, no matter what it was, it would like find a way to shoehorn in some like character smoking. And then like everyone in like the recess schoolyard or whatever would be like, Ew, Randall's smoking. What a fucking loser. I'm never going to smoke. Cause Randall's a snitch and he sucks. And he's always telling the teacher when we're trying to, you know, do recess schools out things. And so let's see if they were going to hear about that anymore. If they were smarter, they would have made like the total nerds smoke. Like the, the people know, mm. not the cool kid. Like, hey, you don't want to be cool like this guy. He's just, hey, guys, what's <laughs> on with a cigarette? Like, oh, fuck, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Did it that work? Taylor, do you think the old anti smoking ads and movement to, to, to reduce I smoking? Think, I think it was, I don't know if it actually reduced like statistically smoking, but I think <laughs> that they did the same thing they didn't dare. Whereas like in middle school dare or high school dare, whatever it was, I remember like they hammered home the weed stuff so hard that it became like an unbelievable thing because it'd be like, wait, I don't, you know, I didn't smoke weed in high school. And I was like, I know people on my hockey team that smoke weed. I know people at school who smoke weed and this, wait, you're saying they're going to like hurt each other. They're going to hmm. like, they're, they're going to be harmed. They're going to die. They, they get like, like weed laced it, with cocaine and heroin was a common problem. Exactly. That's a perfect way to put it. They'd be like, and you never know what's in there. Lots of drug dealers like to lace less expensive drugs with more expensive drugs. <laughs> and it's like, why would you do this? <laughs> Where? Yeah. In a new problem, they're putting pieces of gold in Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you, you missed the plot. <laughs> and so like, that's like, I thought of it like that, like that just getting hammered in the head. And I'm sure Kyle's the same. Brandon, oh, I'm not sure. It was so it was over the like, top. There's no way people are dying of heroin overdoses by smoking weed. That just, and that, and that made me think like, this isn't even, it made me go too far for a while where it's like, this isn't even a drug. This isn't even anything. They're just trying to spook us. Yeah. You're yeah. like, no oh, way. <laughs> Nancy Reagan's a lying bitch. Yep. <laughs> you whore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she is a lying bitch. She does, she's not telling us that her husband is fuck can't remember where his fucking slippers are. She's the one running the fucking free world for like three years. That's like the second time that happened, too. Who was that other uh, president? Joseph Biden, I believe. Yeah. That was <laughs> okay. Third time this has happened. There's somebody yeah. else. No, it was still the second one because oh, it was George W. Biden's Bush. The his third. His his husband uh, Dick Cheney was running the pre the the world for a while. Who are you yeah. thinking of, Taylor? Is it a real old one or a recent one? It was a real old one. Like oh, before they could get away with that. Oh, was it FDR? I think FDR. Maybe you're right. FDR I, like, was having a hard time there at the very end. Yeah, Eleanor ran the country for a bit. That's what oh, I'm. Yeah, thinking. I have heard that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and it, hey, it worked out. Look. Yeah, we, we got social security and all sorts of you know great stuff. And we won World War Two. We got uh or no that was. That was 1913, the Fed, right? That was the real bad thing. I would love it if it actually came to be that bombing the Japanese with was, Eleanor? was Eleanor. Well, was, was, well, well, he already died by then, so it was... Um, oh, shit. Yeah, never mind. I just Truman? Yeah, it was the American. Truman, American I believe. Country. That's awesome. Yeah, it was Truman. Yeah, um, it, it, that was all Truman. FDR probably wouldn't have dropped the bomb. 
Although, you know, like that's a fascinating piece of history that I, that I find it really is. interesting. Like, like we, we studied that pretty extensively in, uh, in high school about whether or not, you know, the ramifications of it, why uh, it was done and whether or not it was a, it was the right thing to do or not. Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to all those questions, but it was pretty fucking cool to see. Yeah. I, I, America was kind of bad guys, right? Like, Really? In what regard? So, okay. so 9-11, they killed civilians, and we act like that was the most over-the-top civilian killing event that ever happened. Those guys oh, didn't dear. deserve that, which is true. I get it, I get it, I get it. We killed civilians, too. We killed civilians indiscriminately in cities with nuclear bombs. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had been killing civilians. Both sides had been killing civilians indiscriminately throughout the entire war with bombs and the nuclear bombs were some of the least effective at doing that. The firebombing that we done that we did in Hamburg and Germany was outrageous. The firebombings that we had are the reason they picked Hiroshima and Nagasaki for one thing, it was because of wind conditions that day. But the main reason was there weren't a whole lot of cities left to bomb anymore because we had firebombed them all. They would, we had these like weaponized meteorology teams who would like look at air currents and be like, ah, ah, Next Thursday, there is a hundred percent chance of a firebombing, boys, because this is going <laughs> fucking low pressure zone over Hanoi. Like, like this is the time to fucking drop them. Man, and like, it's like dry. It's so dry. It's, it's so like, dry like, and windy it. on Thursday. They would, they, Man, they, what a what an oh, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> But some the, guy who like like steps in a puddle and just god damn it looks up god approaching just like, oh. but no that oh. was but what, Kyle you're that right was how but that you're also was, like proving my point like in the middle of a war yeah like, like we didn't lead okay. off with a, was, a city attack necessarily and it was commonplace in the war and also like part of it was these were industrial um, cities. These were cities that 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 were creating the weapons of war, right? These were the ammunition de- uh, creating cities, the 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 airplane creating cities, the fuel depots, etc. Yeah, I was just going to go there. I, that, that's what I thought it was, like some sort of production facility that they chose it, not because it's like, hey, you know where there's a fuckload of civilians, Hiroshima. You know, it's like. I- they- they had looked, I don't know. So it just seems they like had looked at what it would cost. Bomb a city to take out an airplane well, they, manufacturing plant, right? They didn't know what the nuclear bomb was going to do. So they, they dropped those bombs as demonstration to, to show the emperor what we had. Because the, the goal was to make the emperor surrender. And they weren't quite getting Now, whether or not the emperor was about to surrender or not, they were sort of mid-negotiation. But it was almost like that guy who was quasi-resisting in his car. That's how the emperor was being during negotiations. <laughs> he wasn't full on saying to the death, no matter what. But he also wasn't like, like hands up 10 out of 10. Like, yeah, I think we're heading toward peace. Like, like it was somewhere in the middle. So they were really trying to break his resolve because he, the people were going to fight to the last man. And they were, there were these, um, you know, they, the, the, they had done these analyzations to like figure out how, what's it going to cost to invade the main Island of Japan? Like, like, and, and men and resources and the, the calculations ranged somewhere between like a quarter million U S deaths and a million. I, it I, was like, it was outrageous numbers. I've heard this before and it makes a lot of sense. I'm not even saying what we did was the worst case. I, I'm just saying 
if they decided, hey, you know what? The best way to get them to surrender is to bomb a city with a nuclear weapon, kill tons of civilians and give them cancer and all that fun stuff, then you kind of give up your virginity with regards to how pure you think your tactics are. I disagree. I think we, I don't think, um, for one thing, they didn't know a whole lot about what those nuclear weapons were going to do, especially as far they as thought, the they thought it was a taser probably. So well, yeah. they really, I, I mean, it was a brand they yelled new taser good. before they dropped it. I need to know <laughs> that, you know, it's a brand new piece of technology. We'd only detonated one of them before. And like, even then we had us troops in like uh foxholes, like, within radiation range, you know, like, like, like watching the thing go down. We didn't know exactly what was going to happen. There were scientists um, who, were, who were saying we shouldn't do it at all because it could ignite the atmosphere of the planet and the entire planet could be consumed in a fireball. They didn't know what a nuclear that weapon was going to do. one thing that has always fucked with me. It's like, okay, theoretically speaking, how the fuck did we not know that splitting one atom wouldn't split all the atoms around it and then just like basically nuke all of existence? It's like, you were real fucking confident that that was <laughs> that, that chain reaction would stop yeah it would settle brand new it, you know it was all theoretical it was all theoretical until they just made it practical but uh but like if bombing cities makes us lose some sort of moral high ground then that had been lost long long before the the two nuclear weapons because okay. you know i mean there was the bat bomb that i talked about where they they had like the capsules full of bats with thermite charges on, tied to their legs <laughs> that they would release over japan at nighttime and then they would go roost as in the homes as the sun was coming up as bats will do and then the timed thermite charges would explode well bam well, uh, well uh <laughs> japanese civilians homes are primarily made of bamboo so like the whole city what the idea was like we'll burn all the people's homes to the ground you know it was and you got to keep in mind the japanese were at the very least equal in evilness to the germans like like if you look at like some of the programs yeah. they had with the vivisection and the human experiments it's like sector it's 852 or some shit section, like section 81 or something yeah. like like it's it's horrific like like don't get me wrong like like I, we joke about the holocaust a lot i know the fucking holocaust happened and it was horrific but like they did things that are worse than rounding up a bunch of people and gassing them to exterminate them and I, I say I don't say that lightly. Like rounding up a whole race of people and gassing them in gas chambers is incredible. Hard to evil. top. It's hard they, to top. They were but doing. They managed it somehow. And if you don't believe me, you can just just read the horrific stuff that they did. It's 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 just as evil as when I talk about Warhammer 40k lore. This where where someone sat down and just tried to make up the most horrific stuff you can do to a person. The Japanese were doing it in the 40s, like like freezing like freezing people to death and like shattering their arms off and and burning people alive and just injecting with all sorts of horrible horrific chemicals giving them every disease imaginable they had created so much it, maybe it was botulism or something like that they had so much like they had enough botulism to, like kill the whole planet like so much evil was going on not to mention what they did in nanking when they invaded china it, the, the event is referred to as the rape of nanking like that's where you see those still shots of Japanese soldiers with Chinese babies on bayonets being flung into fires alive and, and women and children being buried alive by bulldozers. Yeah. There, there, I mean, some of the, 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 the details of the shit that they did there was like, they were cutting people open, like 
using their organs as like a host to like basically use the human as a battery to keep bacteria alive that they could one day turn into like a bio weapon against the US or some shit. Like they did some fucking terrible shit. And I'm really glad I came on this podcast. This is a wonderful conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, look, I don't think there, I think that world war two is one of the uh, very few examples of where you've got a good team and a bad team versus each other. And I think the only ambiguity to be found is in the Soviets. Um, But, but as far as like, why the U.S. was in that war? Um, I, I think that you can really. I think that, that we were the good guys there. I don't think that that has been the case since, uh, for the most part. I think there's almost always been some sort of, uh, yeah, but we also wanted this and that, and yeah, but it, it was a good idea to to put our foot in the door of this and that and let them know that we won't put up with this on this parallel of the fucking planet. But uh, but but there was one where you had evil people trying to conquer the world like something out of a science fiction movie in Hitler, Mussolini and uh, Hirohito. And you had a bunch of people who were like stand in nations that were standing up to them for the betterment of mankind. And I think like, if, if you're still like eh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, like imagine like how the planet would have, where we'd be right now. If the other, t- if the Axis powers had won, you know, like, like I don't think it, you would have cool preferred that reality. Shit. Flying cars. <laughs> Flying cars. No, no, it's all good. They continued their work with, you know, NASA and a bunch of other cool yeah. places. So it's all good. I'm not saying tech would have been w- w- t- the technology would have yeah. been just the, just about the same. You look at your Nvidia card were, and think it sucks if the there, Nazis. Had I, won. I, I think that if you weren't, if you didn't look like the four of us, you'd have had a hard time um, uh, on most of the planet. But that's where the fun stuff happens is when white people fight because then maps get redrawn, technology goes forward ten years. <laughs> I gotta take a piss. It's just a matter of, you know, the cost. <laughs> all, those, yeah. all those lives, you know. Yeah. Details, Taylor. Details. Yeah. yeah. Irrelevant. Nonsensical. Well, damn it, now I have to I have to buy a blazer for the show. <laughs> <laughs> if we're you know, we should put that in like when we have guests on, be like, uh, blazer preferred. <laughs> uh, I only have yeah. the one blazer. You might see this again. I was gonna show up with a whole tuxedo. I was like, I'm gonna fucking alpha Kyle and wear tux on the show. <laughs> Kyle has been showing up super well dressed, looking amazing with his blazers for two weeks in a row. So I drug out this old thing. I don't know if uh, if this will do next time. No, well, if the workout stuff's going really well for you, next time you super out alpha everybody and just show up shirtless. But I don't yeah, think that'll work. <laughs> Make sure your lighting's all good and perfect ahead of time. You know, right? I uh, the work I hit a new low. I'm down 28 really? pounds now. Tremendous, Fuck, dude. Yeah, That's and huge. I put on a couple pounds of muscle, so I like to think I've lost you know over 30 pounds 30. of fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's tremendous. Yeah, you've been on a, a great grind. So is what it do you do? Like uh, cut? Or like you're trying to bulk or, or what? Mostly I just wanted to look better. And I don't even need to be in shape. I just want to look in shape. Like look like – like if you were to chase me, you'd probably catch me. But if I took my shirt off, you'd be like, not bad for pushing 50. <laughs> not bad for what I'm about to catch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for really. So uh, I started with a big calorie deficit. And I've cut back on that. I've lost five pounds since then. So there's still a deficit, just not as fast. And uh, I lift five or six days a week. And that's what I do. So oh, Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. What I've, do you do to stay in shape, Brandon? Uh, so most for the most part, I'm a lazy piece of shit. Uh, but I've, I've realized that I, I cannot get up and go to a gym. So I've built, uh, I've got 
in my house now I've got a master and two like smaller bedrooms. So one I've turned in my office here and then the other one, I built like a small little home gym. So like I've got like a pull up bar, like a dip bar, uh, like a little bench where I've got like free weights from like 25 pounds up to like 45 or something. So like I've got the basics because if it's not right there in front of me, I'm never fucking going to do it. That gets you pretty yeah. far. Like uh, I like calisthenics, the, the pull ups and the dips. Yeah, that gets you really far. I, and I, I just enjoy it. I was talking to a, I had a trainer come today. He's actually uh, George Foreman, the baby we watch. Uh, her father is a person, a certified personal trainer, parkour instructor. He did all the mocap for Fortnite. You know, whenever you mantle something mm -hmm. or whatever, that's him. And uh, uh, he was helping me get my squats right because I my form sucks. And uh, uh, I don't know how I got on that topic, but anyway, yeah, I was doing squats today. He helped me a ton. Like, oh, calisthenics. I was, yeah. I like, like if I, I do, I think I'm at three sets of 15 pull-ups now, something like that. And uh, I feel like that's a number people can relate to and it's something you can brag about. If that's I said right. my yeah. overhead press was 135 or I, I don't even think it's that, I think it's less, then it's like, oh, I, who even knows what they can overhead press? Like that's not a, a tr that's not a number that means anything to, to most people. Right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you know what's cool? Handstand push-ups. And it was like, oh, if I could do those, that would look cool. Are you I, sure that you can't? Because the only thing stopping me from that is not being able to do a handstand. <laughs> <laughs> he does it against a wall. He, and he just busted out a couple handstand push-ups and, and showed me uh, like the progression that people take. He's like, start with a pillow there. It lowers your range of motion. And you might come crashing down on your first attempt. <laughs> you know? So you put like a pillow there, try a handstand push-up and, and see where you are. And I was like, ah, I'm going to try it. I'm going to see where so I kind of like working. I'm, I'm, it's I've basically an upside down hand. overhead press, right? Kind oh, of. You're going that vertical. I was thinking like you'd have to come out a bit and it'd be more like a, like an inclined bench of your body weight. No, I'd be like, upside down. that's not totally upside down. Okay. Cause like, otherwise it's just like, that seems like a really easy way to get hurt. It's just a party trick, right? It's a prison workout is what it is. It's a, it's a workout for people who have no weight system whatsoever. If you look at like uh what they do in prison when they're actually locked down and they don't even have a yard. It's uh it's, they do squats with another inmate on their back. They do uh, upside down push-ups, regular push-ups, sit-ups, all sorts of one handed uh, push-ups and variants stuff. Like Is that. it upside down push-up where you lay on your back and just put your hands in the air? Cause I think I could do thousands of them. Well, I'm talking about your handstand pushups. <laughs> 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 Oh, I think it's high humidity or something. <laughs> Atmosphere, exactly. What's the barometric pressure? Okay, I can only do a thousand of those in the low humidity environment. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So, a handstand push up. I don't know if I can do one or not. I didn't attempt one. I was embarrassed I to try to it in that. front of him. See, the so you're going to hurt yourself with that. Like, Why is like, it different like, than an overhead press? If people don't know an overhead press is a barbell, you go like this. That's overhead press. Because of the stabilization, right? Like, like you're you're going from a really stable platform, your feet, and a really controlled atmosphere, a cage, and like a really even distribution of weight, a barbell, to now we're in a position we've never really been in before, and we're trying to like so so balance, right? Like like if you're not perfectly balanced. Maybe your right arm's doing a little more on your left, and you're overcompensating, and there's a little bit of wiggle, and all of a sudden you tear like something in your shoulder or your wrist or something like. It's also seems like it's putting a lot of pressure on 
on your wrist. Look, I, I'm sure there's some like 20 year old like gymnast out there. It's like, no, those, I do them all the time. It's no big deal. But you know, not to be shitty, but we always talk about these are workouts for a 48 year old man, right? And and like like you're like, yeah, I think I'll just do a lot of body weight dips instead of weighted dips. Because again, I'm a 40 year old man, 48 year old man. We don't want to tear something in my elbow. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't want to like go hard and then have to take three months off for fit for yeah. like rehab. And uh, like, you know, like the goal is for a year from now, you'll be this version of Woody, right? And I just think that upside down or whatever you handstand push ups aren't going to could potentially lead to a, a you a year from now with like a click in your shoulder and you're like, I wish I hadn't done this fucking you're probably right but what you're not considering is i want to fair enough fucking do them but i mean you've got you've got all the equipment the barbell the plates everything just set up perfectly for just continuing to do overhead (laughs) i do you know you know when you go to the gym and you see that huge section where everybody's doing handstand push-ups no you don't (laughs) no everybody's doing overhead presses when they're working on their shoulder yeah i i'm not doing handstand push-ups because i'm not working out in prison I have a home gym in my basement. I'm, yeah, a fair I'm taking, point. Advantage, taking advantage of the barbell. That and I like working out in places where like I, there's nobody else around because I don't really like people all that much. Not like you know my friends are, are one thing, but like people I really don't fucking know. Like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like being. I don't like working out in that environment. It's not cool. Plus I like I'll fucking take my shirt off in my gym and I'll feel like I'm being a douchebag and I'll just like listen to my own fucking music without headphones. Like I think that's kind of cool. Does anyone so, like, ever impress anybody? Do you know what the mm-hmm. McGill three are? It's a back. Okay. The McGill three, there's three exercises. It's good for your lower back. I was finding that my lower back hurt a little bit. Dick Masterson told me about it. He works out and he's like, it's magic. It fixes you. You do the McGill three every day. A week later, your back stops hurting and it never hurts again. I did it and it worked. So really? I stopped oh. doing it. And then, <laughs> oh no! And then I start lifting, and my back hurts. I'm like, "What was that called again?" So now that is my warm up. I literally do it seven days a week, and uh, it's a little gay, you know. There's some like '80s aerobics, like touch your knee and your elbow, and then straighten your leg. It like the bird mm-hmm. dog, if you know this thing. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little gay, right? See, well, the bird dog. I just I'm not looking at that and thinking that it's that helpful, but it must be. Oh, over in front of your personal trainer. (laughs) Anyway, you mentioned uh, a home gym where no one's there to judge you. You get to do it by yourself. Yeah, that's like I wasn't I used to just do a different warm up every day. Sometimes I warm up really long time, like 20 minutes more and and, like wasting time. Now, that's the warm up. I do the McGill three. And instead of crunches, I do hanging knee raises because it gets a little upper body into it. And it works your lats, your biceps, your brachii and, and. I just prefer that. So. The McGill three. I'm gonna have to write that down because, like, genetically, my lower back is just shit. Like, oh. I, I wear like dress shoes or something for a whole uh-huh. day. My lower back is fucked. I'm drinking myself to sleep. Like, I it's awful. You should definitely follow my advice. I'm practically a doctor. I hear that. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole way. <laughs> <bridge. laughs> but uh, I have had great success with it, and so has Dick Masterson. So maybe it'd be good for you. I thought uh, it could do fellow, any harm. A fellow Herrera. Okay, got it. Hmm? Isn't that his Dick Masterson? It, yeah. Does he have another name? He probably does. No, Kylie, you muted. I might be completely ridiculous. I wasn't talking though. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what I saw. Mistakes were made. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, 
Anyway, I forgot how we got on that topic. But yeah, so I'm still working out. Um, leg day. Because my knee is hurt, and it's almost better now. But I think I hurt my knee doing squats with bad form. That's why he was helping me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you take quads out of leg day, it's not much work at all. Do a little hamstring, calf work, some abs. 30 minutes, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, leg day is... The quads are such a huge part of leg day. They are. You take quads out of leg day, it's practically rest day. All right, no squats. Uh, all right, we'll hit it tomorrow, I guess. You know, <laughs> no squats, no Bulgarian split squats, no, no this, no that. Those are the ones that kill me. Bulgarian split squats, my God. Like, I could do... I felt like so. I I skip like day a lot. I that's just I fucking do it. I'm not. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking lie about it. Uh, like if I will go back after not doing leg day for like three weeks or something like that and do like one set of just heavy Bulgarian split squats. Like oh yeah, I could do that. And I do like eight reps. I'm like fuck. I can't walk down the stairs. <laughs> I Bulgarian split squats are, were one of my favorites back when I was doing. I just I felt like I got a real good work out of it, and I don't have like I just have my own body weight mostly. I think I put. 20s in each hand or something like that i forget but uh i didn't feel like i was in any injury danger because right. you're not working so heavy i like them for that reason but whatever That's probably where i was fucking up because i'm using like 40s and i never do them so maybe uh, i was overworking the shit out of them like oh yeah okay lift like a man and then just totally hurting myself like a bit maybe a lot <laughs> yeah that seems like a ton but yeah i i like like i i skipped rest day today and i did push instead or something like that taylor are you muted he's muted he's muted he might not know he's muted but he's i think um i think he's having a technical difficulty yeah i think he's going to tell me not to skip rest day but i have an explanation uh the explanation is steroids <laughs> the explanation yeah. i'm buying a new motorcycle tomorrow and oh, there's I'm getting a DRZ 400. It's not one that would really impress the internet, but it's basically a street legal dirt bike. And right. uh, it should be a lot of fun. That's why I'm getting it. But uh, so because tomorrow with six hours of driving and whatever it takes to go to the DMV and all that crap is going to be a rest day. I just shifted the workout by a day. Yeah, I had a VTX uh, 1800, a Honda VTX 1800 back in North Carolina. I just recently moved to Texas from Fayetteville. Uh, so I uh, I picked up I was gonna ship my bike and then I just got lazy and I bought one here. I had like a VTX uh, 1300 that I bought. I, like I was I was drawn to the same kind of fucking bike. I was like, oh, I like that. That looks cool. And it's like almost the exact same one, like one year later than the one that I had in Fayetteville. So it's a I just cool like, looking I, bike. And then you went with the thir- yes, yes. You're here. You went with okay. the 1300 next time. Yeah, I kind of missed the 1800 to be honest. Uh, the 1300 <laughs> doesn't run as well in my opinion i i haven't driven a bike with that kind of displacement before like it it could, it's not as different as you think because it has so much more weight like the 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 uh, street bike kind of thing like the rice rocket look like it's it's so so much lighter that you get more power behind it so like the big number's scary you know okay i drove a 1200 gs and that was interesting like it just had it made fast seem slow. Like, I, I don't know how quickly I went on it. Not super fast, but call it like 110. And uh, 110 on my, well, my bike only goes 105. But hypothetically, 110 on my bike would feel sketchy. You know, it, it, right. on this thing, yeah, I felt like I could cruise at that all day comfortably. 
and yeah exa- exactly it well so one, one thing i have noticed about 1300 that i don't like at all <laughs> is because it's significantly lighter uh than the 18 and i i was worried because i hadn't i just got the bike bug again like in the last few months like uh-huh. i had six years and so like i got the 1800 i'm like i'm gonna kill myself on this but i it's so much easier to ride because of the weight and i noticed on the 1300 like san antonio highways have a lot of wind so i get a bad crosswind mm. that bike moves and that does not feel good. Mine does too. Yeah. My, I have a GS and I have like a top case on the back behind. A 650 GS. It's a small one. Mm-hmm. BMW 650 GS. Anyway, uh, crosswinds blow me all over the place. And it's a little sketch. It's a little Your sketch. bike looks great. I, I, I saw all yeah. the photos. It looks really, really cool. I, I, was, I, I was blown away by the fucking floors. Man, those floors look good. Don't like, they? Like, I, I was serious. I feel I feel like I'm getting old because I'm just I'm looking at your floors and I'm just like, that looks like a quality floor, Bobby. Right there. <laughs> That's yeah, a quality you know, floor. You, you get. You, I, I'm just thinking like, yeah, maybe if you got a car parked on that and you get underneath, the light's gonna bounce. You're gonna have like nice illumination from under there. That looks like it's gonna clean up real good. Like I like I like the color. You know, the speckle stuff that you throw down. It's all like evenly spaced. Like, mm-hmm. look good to me. I liked it a lot. Was it like epoxy flooring? Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'm showing everybody what it looks like right now. Looks uh, looks good, and your bike looks looks very Mad Max. I I, I like the seat cover. Whole, <laughs> not everybody does, but but I like the seat cover too. Well, they're uh, not riding the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Some people think it looks totally gay. I think it looks Mad Max. Uh, you know, you could be the judge. Well, you see I, where the, I would, we do I, see where the. All right, we're back. A little tech hiccup. up. I don't think we lost any content, but we just <laughs> took a minute break. Thank God. Yeah, it's always yeah. like, but like, like, and I, I told the guys this, uh, you know, when we were in our little break there for like two minutes, it was like every now and then, I, and again, I had, I, 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 this a second ago, twice ever or something like that. Yeah, I'm sensitive to where, this idea that it's like, yeah, and that's month. why I'm doing it because, because yeah. like, I, I don't, I'm not putting any onus on Woody. Like, 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 I'm not, I'm not trying to be shitty, but like twice ever in the, in, in like a thousand episodes or something that we've done. Like we'll be like an hour, two hours in, and we'll be like, "We're not recording," and and Taylor and I are just like, "Oh, <laughs> it's so it's so devastating." But it not just because like now our nights are going to be extra long, um, and we've got to be on for like an, another four hours, even though we've kind of been giving it our all for two. But mm. also because like it's impossible to replicate that magic. Uh, I'm not trying to sound like full of myself or anything, but, but like we can't go back to the well again and tell the same jokes or whatever that we don't write this show or anything. It's all off, you know, the seat of our pants. So like stuff happens organically. So when there's that moment where like somebody says something funny, it just happened that way. And it might not happen that way the second time. It's very upsetting. Yeah. But luckily I don't think we lost anything here. So we're solid. Good, good, good to go. Yeah, I just, as a, a, a viewer turned, I guess, guest, uh, you know, I'm still a content creator. So, like, it's not that crazy, but like the three hour time slot. I'm now I'm getting it. I'm like, now I know why you guys are like four hours. Fuck, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, you know, we get four hours. You're like, man, I've been talking a long time and not really about anything. I kind of want to be quiet for a while. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, we usually plan. Like, 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 we always have something to do after this. There's no way you can just like hit, put your head on a pillow after, after you're done sure. doing this. Cause like, I'm, I'm just drinking coffee. Like the whole fucking time we're doing this. My, one of my favorite coffee cups, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, and like, I, so I'm wired after this. I got to do stuff. I got to, I'm going out tonight. Like, 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 like there's no way I could just like chill here at home or do something boring. Like I'm going to go out and have some fun tonight. Like I, I almost mm-hmm. do every time after PKA because I'm fucking wired. 
I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm on right now. Like, like there's no hit it, put your head on a pillow. So when that shit happens and it's like, oh, so I guess we're sitting here until one in the morning tonight. It's like, fuck, because there's no way at, at 1.30 in the morning I can put my head on a pillow either. Like I'm still yeah. going to be fucking You're just wired. all-nighter territory now. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. neither here nor we're there because everything worked out. <clears throat> oh, thank God. Throw it up to all the gods for that one. So uh, the dark ones. All, yeah, only the dark ones. We know who watches. You know? <laughs> if, you, if you could pick one of the fictional uh, theologies to be legit, like, like like get rid of the Judeo-Christian God, and you get to pick any of the others from science fiction, um, um, fantasy, or the uh, other actual established world religions, which one would you go with? Probably Greek. I was bouncing yeah, around the whole between, Greek pantheon, like, either, like the Greek pantheon. I was I was thinking either Greek or Egyptian. They're both pretty because they're they're both ooh. really cool. But I think I'm gonna go Greek. I like that aesthetic more. I do too. I don't know. They're always coming down raping people though. <laughs> yeah, but the Egyptian gods are pretty shitty too. Like all of them were about like like coming entire rivers and things like that, and like raping animals to get daughters and sons, and then like raping sons to get. Well, I guess you don't get anything this from that. This is what you want to be real. <laughs> you become a den leader in the Boy Scouts. Yeah, you become a den leader. You become I, the troop leader. If you're like the Greek gods are real, you just have like a moderately hot wife. You don't have the hottest woman in the land because that's just asking for trouble. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, that's true. Thinking about the gods that would be actually nice if they were real, it seems like Game of Thrones comes pretty close. Lord of Light shit? Yeah, they bring like, people back to bad. life. They, What badness did they ever do? No, but like there was a whole like, like the last guess, season, quote unquote pantheon of like, like the the faceless gods seemed pretty evil. There were some evil gods in there, also, there? right? Maybe you know it better than me, and, and I just recall the good yeah, there ones. was some evil. The, and the, there was the, that. The, I mean, yeah. didn't didn't the Lord of Light wasn't he the one who wanted people burned alive at the stake for him? He did have a thing for oh, that. Yeah, they did burn that little girl. That was pretty not cash money. Yeah, that was because yeah. of the Lord of Light. Did uh, they have yeah. to do that, or did half you... of her looked flame retardant? That like fucked up side. <laughs> Yeah, fucked up side. Yeah, that that was just laying there when they were done, like 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 a phantom of the opera mask. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of rendered bacon, little girl cheek bacon. On the, yeah, yeah. On the um, <laughs> you know, I'm tempted to agree with you, and here's why: because like, if the Greek pantheon is legit, then that means we're gonna have like some half gods walking among us, like Hercules, and I think that would be a cool world to live in. That's mm. literally like that 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 exists within the Marvel universe, FYI. Like the Greek pantheon, that's part of the established lore. Like Hercules is a thing. He has like, Zeus like and the whole gang. Zeus and all the whole gang are, are like part of the uh, the no Marvel shit. movies. Is the way. Oh no no no! It's DC. It's DC. It's yeah, DC. I was thinking, like that's news to me. I thought I was yeah. not all this Marvel. Yeah, shit. it's it's DC because like I've seen cartoons where like um, there was this one uh, uh, Superman movie where Superman um, he's got this formula that'll give Lois Lane his powers for twenty four hours. And so he gives it to her so she can be a super like woman and be his equal for a day. And uh, they're like in the underworld or something like fighting some some demons or some shit. And I don't remember the two entities it was. It was like Hercules and like some other like Greek god type character. And like they are they got the super hots for Lois because now not only is she like hot, but she's like super strong. Mm -hmm. And they're wanting to like arm wrestle Superman for the right to be with her. And like, like he like double arm wrestles them like with such strength. There's an explosion like when he beats him. It's, it's it's good. Now that um, got really dumb. Pretty it did. Quickly. It, it did. Of course it did. Oh, it's that was the part I liked. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he double arm wrestles Hercules and fucking Satan. I don't know what uh, double arm like wrestling is. Okay. Like 
him versus both of them simultaneously in an arm wrestling okay, match. Okay, that's like, a like, little dumb. All right. Do yeah. they, do they <laughs> gods make an appearance in the DC universe? Like, do they have to fight Hades or? I want to say that, like, uh, in the extended Snyder cut, cool. when they they're, they're like, yeah, long ago, Darkseid came to Earth, and and the the old gods plus the Atlanteans and the and the Amazonians all teamed together to fight him off. And like when they say the old gods, that's who they're referring to. So I think Zeus was there, like slinging lightning bolts. I think mm. that was part of that scene. Yeah, Greek would be cool. You know, Norse would be neat too. You Ooh. know what? I'm redoing my stack ranking: Greek first, Norse second, Egyptian third. Then you get Thor. We're now we're in the Marvel universe. Yeah, well, I knew uh, that was part of the Marvel universe. Uh, uh, who's Thor's father? Odin is Odin part Ooh. of the Marvel universe? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anthony Hopkins, I think, in the movies. It's Anthony Hopkins. Does he do any fighting? I mean, he's a god, so he gets to uh, just a tiny old. bit in flashbacks. But you know, he's pretty old by the time we, you know, get into the Marvel movies. But yeah, I guess they would do, have to do is flashbacks. It flashbacks? I want to say in the Thor when he's fighting the Ice King, Thor's not doing well. Odin comes and fixes shit. Is that a flashback? He kind of just shows up and by his his appearance alone, he's just like, hey, everybody's just like, and the, like like the the ice elves are just like, hey, your kid's here showing his ass, and and Odin's like. Shh. You know how fucking kids are. This is literally the scene. He's like, you know how kids can be, and like the the ice elf who's like enormous and omnipresent and powerful is just like, yeah, I know how it is. <laughs> like, like they literally have like a dad, two dads whose son got into a scuffle, kind of a discussion where where they're not into like ha restarting what was this World War Two for the gods like mm -hmm. long ago again over fucking Thor showing up and showing his ass on the ice elf planet. What movie's that? That that sounds like that's like the first Thor movie, I think. Maybe I think so too. I'm not sure. Yeah. Loki tricks Thor into like going to that planet and like showing his ass. It's a whole thing. Thor gets his whole gang together and they go and they get in trouble. People have said that like to jump into the Marvel universe, Thor is a good one to start with. The, the I think so. Thor, Thor or Iron Man. I think Iron Man Iron Man was the first and it's it's one of the more relatable ones. It's very grounded, especially at mm -hmm. the beginning. And you get to see Tony yeah. Stark make his uh his change from real douchey billionaire playboy to like, you know, a nice guy. I would definitely start with like Iron Man and then move into like Thor and Captain America. And then when you have like a, a base understanding of the characters, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. And then you see Avengers, you're like, oh fuck, he's the guy from that movie's with the guy from that movie. They go That's together. Cool. Like it, dude, Marvel gave us what we wanted. It's like the, all the people. I really wanted all the people. I can't believe you got all of them. They're like, yeah, we have a half billion dollar budget. We can get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, nobody really turns us down. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. That's the thing about Marvel. I feel like you could be the most like I'm about the art of acting. It is an art form to me, a craft that I live, bleed and sweat. And they're like, Daniel Day -Lewis. you want to be in Thor 37? You're going to play Guku, the fucking Squirrel King. And, and Daniel Day-Lewis is like, I would love to be Goku the Squirrel King. <laughs> because I know you're going to pay me $30 million. Well, yeah. We're four days into filming and Mr. Lewis is vomiting because he refuses to eat anything but acorns from... <laughs> <laughs> He's hoarding them in his trailer. He's hoarding acorns. Because his cheeks are all puffed out at the uh, fucking craft services table. If the squirrels can eat them, I can. <laughs> yeah. I remember like, like watching, or I remember like in my head thinking, like squirrels, nature's treat, or not squirrels, acorns, nature's treats, like when I was like five, like, man, 
you know, you can just eat things out in the wild. You know, I think a friend of mine told me this. He must have watched Steve Irwin or something because I remember we went out back in his yard and we ate a couple leaves. And he was like, you won't get hurt. I've been eating these leaves <laughs> for, for a while. I was like, OK. And uh, then he ate a couple bugs in front of me. What the fuck? Is your friend uh, retarded? No, I think I really think he must have seen some survival show on like Discovery Channel or something. And he was out there. He had like tied a willow branch around his head like a marine. Like he was out there like foraging. And he like he like like very grimacingly ate an acorn in front of me and was like, they're perfectly fine. And I, <laughs> and I ate an acorn and it was it's it's awful. Is it bad? They are, they taste I mean, you can eat you them, but you don't eat them raw. You can make you can use acorns to make flour. You can yeah. grind up acorns and like, the raw. inside of an acorn and make flour, are, and you can make like acorn pancakes. Are pecans True. good raw? Or what? Pecans, pecans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're very, they're delicious. Yeah. I I was at a restaurant with my friend. He's Australian, and you have to know him. He has the deepest, most magnificent voice that you've ever heard, and it sounds regal almost. And with an Australian accent, it pairs super well. So we're at Waffle House, and he orders pecan waffles in the way that he does. And the waiter's like, "Pecan waffle? You got pecan? You got me saying it. This is the South. Pecan waffles." And he's like, "Oh, you think you're from the South?" I am from Australia, and I find you adorable. <laughs> and it worked. Everyone loved it, even the waiter. So he sure. that Thor thing going on, like, this drink, I like it. Another. <laughs> yeah, he could do that. Dude, this, every story this guy, I've been in, he's a paramotor pilot. He'll, there'll be 15 guys from a fly-in at a restaurant, all captivated by him talking about kittens or something like that. Just every time he speaks, he becomes the center of attention and they hang on his stories. They're well-paced. They're well done. He's got it going on. Well, good for him. And he's got good taste in pancakes. Those are very good. They're so fucking good. Mm. Yeah. Pecan pancakes. Yeah. I, I say, uh, I, I always change pecan for pecan, depending on who I'm talking to. Yeah. I'll give you yeah. what you want to hear. Yeah, and my pecan. grandma's, it's pecan. Like, how, else, pecan. how do you say it? I'm like, I don't know. It's like the aunt-aunt thing. I'm like, I don't know how I say it. I think it depends on who I'm talking to. Because nope. I don't. Vase and vase, too. I've never said aunt in my life. No one, I... I say it to black people. Do they say aunt? Yeah. Oh, I've they, ever... say, they say auntie. Oh, okay. Well, I've never said that either. Aunt. Everybody I know says aunt. So, I thought that was the bit for a moment. You're like, yeah, it's just like the way when you're talking to black people, you say, ask, ask a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you something. It's, cultural, it's a cultural thing. <laughs> Dude, it's like, like I used to like, you got to keep, keep in mind, like, like, you got to keep in mind, I am the blackest person here. <laughs> I spent years working with 95% black people. I live in Atlanta. I literally I have don't an have end pass. I don't have a single white neighbor. I was given an in pass in jail. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's you understand? I bow down. All right, you win. I was dropping the in bomb left and right. I ain't got no fucking jail. A platinum pass is when you have a jail in pass. I had a jail in pass. Now, prison, now that's different than a prison in pass. Nobody's got that. They'll just, they'll. I don't know what they would have done. But you know what they, they probably would have done? They probably would have would have been. They probably would have made fun of you. <laughs> I would have prayed that they would just be a, they a would bit have of light. They would have embarrassed you. They would have probably pantsed you and tripped you. 
and everybody would have laughed in the whole block and you would have been so embarrassed i almost caught an ass beating for changing the fucking tv channel taylor can you imagine what would have happened if i'd called that man the n-word you wouldn't it'd be a two-host show it'd be a two-host <laughs> show it, you'd have brought wings in by this point <laughs> like, like, like i would not fucking be here boys like, like that that man was so serious about watching the fucking local news in the morning on all four available channels he was ready to fight you can't call him the n-word he'd no. been there for like half over a decade over a decade violent shit. yeah well oh so he was one of the people that got moved in from he's still there now so fuck him he's still there he's still there yeah he was like he was one of those black guys like you look at him and you think he's 30 and he's 52 like just tremendous shape prison workouts all day yeah like he he was in charge of the laundry he ran the laundry he got to choose who worked in the laundry and like it's the cushiest job you like you get up at 4 30 a.m work for two hours and then you're like free the rest of the day it's like like he was he and I did not get along very well at first. No, it doesn't seem like it. In any case. Um yeah, I used to work with like it was it was all black people and just me. So all of my friends were black. And and still to this day, like I don't have a white neighbor at all. There's no white people here. Well, yeah, you're in Atlanta. You're a minority. I am a minority. Ooh, I absolutely am. You like, should like, be like, getting stuff. Right. Hmm? That's true. I don't know what stuff you should get, but it seems like you should get things. I think you should would, be able to go to college for cheap. <laughs> yeah you should get, get in for being around black people is that is that what this is no because he, he's beaten because i'm a minority being a minority oh, white person in atlanta well in that case I, I grew up in fayetteville north carolina Where, where's my uh free college vietnam oh. that's vietnam they call it fayetteville oh, what an unflattering oh, i live in st oh. louis actually who cares <laughs> because like well there's also an army base there like fort bragg ah, so okay. it's, it's vietnam but it's also vietnam as in like you don't fucking go into town after 10 o'clock in the afternoon vietnam i don't think the army people are allowed to go to like a bunch of places in fayetteville they're not they're not <laughs> i'm like you're the united states army you can't go to walmart at night no, so no, no. After no. the third stabbing of a prostitute, <laughs> no, no, you're not. I, uh, I, I, it just seems like we're the army. We should be able to win these confrontations. I, I, I oh, know you know, they win them very well. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then what's the problem? <laughs> I don't personally. <laughs> yeah, you don't see it. I don't see it. Hey, so, so Biden did the five or six executive actions. Most of them being about gun restrictions, gun study. What did he do? So there was, uh, I think it was six executive actions. Um, one of them was, uh, well, actually, I think two of them were pretty much just lip service. It was like, hey, ATF, you make this report every year about firearms trafficking that they already do. So okay. I was really confused by that one. I'm like, okay, cool. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. The other one was like it was an inner city violence uh, intervention kind of thing. They were just going to put like a little bit of funding toward uh, preemptive measures in uh, in urban environments and stuff like that. One of them was about the arm brace thing. It was like saying like it, within 30 days or 60 days, uh, the DOJ is going to make a ruling about the pistol braces. Which I'm like, OK, well, that's cool because like they've already done that like four times. So they haven't. All right. So one, I thought that one was over and it was. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't like these. Let's say that he successfully bans arm braces. Sure. I don't like it. 
But I see it as a parallel to like the bump stocks, which I didn't like either. You know, same. Yeah, that, that's one of those like no matter what side you're on. Like I, I didn't, I didn't like that bit at all. We, we actually just got that overturned. I think the Firearm Policy Coalition uh, just won a lawsuit in federal court about the bump stock ban. Oh, so you can have them again? I, I'm not an attorney. I dropped out of law school, so I have uh, no fucking clue. Well, you made it further than me. So. I made it. I made it three semesters. I know someone who melted dozens of them. <laughs> maybe for the best you know somebody, <laughs> somebody um, wasn't me <laughs> but uh but yeah i i didn't like that they banned bump stocks i kind of sort of like mentioning that he banned bump stocks because yeah <laughs> but uh but i didn't like that he actually did it um yeah. And I don't like that he's banning the arm braces. It doesn't impact me. I don't have one. I didn't really desire one, but any ban, I just check. I'm like, do I have anything? <laughs> <laughs> so what else did he do? There's the arm brace study thing. The arm brace thing, and then there's uh, they're also making a determination about ghost guns, which is basically just 80 percent that you finish at home or making your own firearm. Even the 3D printing community, stuff like that. Like basically just guns without a serial number, which from the beginning of the country has always been legal to do. Um, they're just trying to, I guess, make a ruling about that, which, again, they've already done. Like any 80 percent firearm, like an 80 percent ghost gun that gets shipped to you uh, usually comes with a letter from the ATF that they photocopied like, hey, we sent this into the ATF asking if this was okay and legal to do according to the law. And they said, yes. And so it's really interesting that he's going back and basically just like, Hey, ATF on these two issues, re-roll the dice until we get the answer we want, which is, I don't really like that. Always been legal, but, and, and I'm not correcting you. I'm telling the audience, they have to fit all the same rules that other guns do. So you can't make right. like a short barrel rifle or something like that. It, you're you're hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't make a machine gun at home and be like, well, I made it myself. You're like, good for you. You're going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. But so long as it fits the other rules, if you finish it at home or make it at home, it's fine. So, all right. So that's four of them. Maybe you're doing pretty well at this. What else uh, was there? Do you remember? I may have mi I, I'm probably missing one along the way, but the other one was uh, the new ATF director. And I purposely saved this for last because that's an interesting can of worms. Uh, David Chipman, I believe, uh -huh. uh, who is like a professional, uh, currently a professional anti-gun activist, but he's been at the ATF for like 25 years. Dude's got the most punchable face you can possibly <laughs> uh, What's his name again? I'll show his picture. David Chipman. And uh, he was one of the ATF agents at Waco and has like a selfie with a rifle in front of a bunch of burning kids. And like, just like the dude is like the most cartoonish villain of the ATF you could possibly have that he just was appointed uh, that Biden couldn't even pronounce the name of the organization correctly. He's, he said twice is uh, uh, promoting him to the head of the AFT. Oh, yeah. Twice he called it the AFT. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a big deal, but it fits the narrative of the whole senile. Right. You know, right. It, it's, like, I don't think it's the biggest. Well, it would if one once is easy to write off. And then as soon as he did it a second time, I'm like, OK, I get it. Yeah. Um, That one, too. So as you mentioned, he's an anti-gun guy now in charge of the ATF. And right. I don't like it. I'm pro gun. If you don't know, yeah, I guess you watch the show. I'm a, a little bluer than the other two hosts, but pro gun. And uh, I'm like, so I don't like this move. I see it as a parallel to the um, Cole guy who they put in charge of the um, 
EPA. The EPA. Yeah. 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 When, when they, they guy well, was, who would know polluting best? He, yeah. he he had several <laughs> active lawsuits against the EPA, and he, like you said, he was a coal producer or coal owner, something like that. And now he's in charge of the environment, and you're just like, oh my god, the fox is guarding the hen house. Well, now I am a coal man. <laughs> so this now this on HW <laughs> guy's in charge of the e, of the ATF and or AFT, some call it. <laughs> yeah, some, some, some. <laughs> people are saying, yeah, we're having the FIB look into it. But... <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's an interesting debacle. It's one of those things yeah. where I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? They'll probably tie him up at the Senate for a minute on his confirmation because you know, as it turns out, um, while it's not a career defeating move, uh, taking selfies in front of a bunch of burning children is not a career ender, uh, but it's not good for your career. Burning children, yeah. literally. At Waco, like oh, it was Waco. The, Waco, uh, the Waco debacle, where I think it was like seventy-three or seventy-eight. You know, men, women, children died, like burned mm -hmm. to death from the ATF. He took a selfie, and they identified like in the background. There's like, yeah, that's one of the like Uncle Ben style skeletons uh, in in the back there. It's really, really kind of fucked up. Yeah, what a what a ghoul. I just looked it up because it sounds over the top. It's just a ghoulish ghoulish picture. He's standing there like he just like valiantly won a hard fought battle, and it's like. No, this is Waco. Like, there, there weren't, you know, centurions marching out to meet you in the battle. Like, no, there was a massacre. Yeah, and it's like... Yeah, you're a big David Koresh fan, right, Taylor? Hugh, the biggest! I know <laughs> yeah. so many things about him, such as, you know, lots of people died at Waco. That well, I know you've got that tattoo. <laughs> that, that's supposed to be a secret. That full back piece you've got. <laughs> well, I'm adding a full chest connection. Ah. <laughs> now we've got a good David Koresh. No, he's saying it's a Far Cry tattoo. Yeah, I'm get that picture of him looking crazy with the whites of his eyes showing above his pupils. Yeah, that yeah, that was was that's not great. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, even if you agree like that, those guys were a little crazy. Which you know, if you have a religious cult, you know, hey, you know, fair enough. I see why people would say that. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a pretty big miscalculation, even just from optics on the FBI's part. Oh, scorched earth on it, which like, is yeah. You're going after like one dude for technically what's, I mean, just barely a felony. Yeah, yeah that that one clip of the FBI agent, I'm sorry, FIB agent up on like the, <laughs> he's on like the eve of the roof and uh, through the second floor wall, you see machine gun fire coming through at him and he just like rolls off the roof. It's like, God, they were not fucking around in there. Some of them though, like I saw some of the, the breakdowns afterward, they were like some of the agents that were killed, I think were like friendly fire. Cause like you yeah. had agents that went in and then you have agents later get to the roof, didn't see it. And they're spraying MP fives through the window of where their buddy just went in. It's like, Ooh, fuck buddy. Like, no, yeah. Agent K must've had a sale that week because every one of those <laughs> fucking feds has an MP five, just fucking going to work in there. Yeah, that was a wild situation. It definitely shaped the way they handle things like that permanently I yeah think. that was terrible optics Yo. and then it wasn't all that long after that you had the uh alien gonzalez thing where you had atf with the gun with the M maybe i think it was an mp5 yeah. again maybe pointed at the yeah. child's head finger off the trigger i believe but it's been a while since oh. i've seen the image he's in the cabinet and you're like got that whole thing that going was on. clinton right am i crazy or is that Bush? yeah I want to say Clinton. It's a '90s photo. This was yeah. all during Clinton. This was all like from like it's it's Janet Reno. That's the that, that yeah. that's who was catching all the heat. So Clinton was so good about that. Like 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 <laughs> uh, for for whatever reason, I blame Janet Reno for all of this and not 
Clinton, who was the president of the United States. Like, like you don't see that now. Yeah. That, well, I mean, but after that was the Ruby Ridge thing. Like, he was like back to back to back. Well, what was so, Ruby Ridge? Ruby Ridge was where the guy, uh, they had basically entrapped the guy into making an SBS, which is a short barrel shotgun, uh, because they wanted him to inform on like somebody who knew who was part of like this white supremacist biker group or some shit like that in Idaho. And they're like, so they entrapped him. They're like, hey, man, could you take this shotgun for me and like cut the barrel? Like, ah, I'd be super cool, man. I just appreciate it. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then he did it. And he's like, you've just committed a felony. You're going to report on these people. And he didn't want to do it. He's like, no, dude, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And so they went and like surrounded his house and everything. I ended up like they used an MP5 and like, I don't want to get too graphic or anything, but like they shot a dog. Oh, they, they shot it. They shot the, a dog while like the, the father and son were out hunting. I think Randy Weaver. Huh. Uh, and then the kid goes crazy because like two agents pop out of the bush and like light up his fucking dog. So he starts firing at the agents. They chew off uh, the kid's arm with an MP5. Like he's like a seven, seven year old child. Right. And then uh, like chase him back up. And then one of the FBI snipers takes a shot through the door, kills like his pregnant wife. Like it's, it's a whole fucked up situation. Eh, I haven't determined if this is bad yet. Did the seven year old <laughs> resist was, a little? Was he asking for it? Is yeah. This- did, yeah. Did the cop yell taser? <laughs> he may have Good with an MP5. It has to be like taser, 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 taser. Yeah, that's fucked up. I never, I didn't know all those details about. God, if I were still making videos, I would make that video where I'm shooting machine guns, going taser. Less forgiving of that stuff these days. Yeah, we just like two strikes we had two strikes going on at once and if we didn't get one of them removed i would have had three in a row wow so had our channel removed like what, were the, they, what, what they hit you for yeah what they fuss about a couple different videos one of them that really pissed me off was german machine guns of world war ii which is one of our most popular videos it's like right. a million or something but like it, it they, they they claimed it for hate speech i'm like i went to drive tanks which is just a firearms museum basically we didn't talk politics i didn't say anything you're not supposed to say i was just like hey let's shoot all these german machine guns of world war ii because there's a bunch that i think are really cool and they they flagged it for hate speech and they they, it was our second strike like that's really confusing that's outrageous wow yeah it's not like you were there like and this is a tremendous german machine if it had been a little better might have brought the third reich to victory now on (laughs) to the shooting portion of it's like you weren't there was no swastikas. There was no heiling in the middle of the video. Like we, well, the only thing we used like German music, but we were even careful to not use the period music, like anything referring to Reich or whatever. We used like things that were close that didn't have any crazy lyrics. Like we, we even translated the lyrics to make sure there was nothing. <laughs> now we were wearing clan hoods, of course. You translate the music. It's like marching through Poland, killing the Juden. Is that the Russian victory music in COD 4? My favorite part is like, like I think the original like, national anthem of germany like deutschland deutschland uber alles is referring to all these places like it's basically like ours like you know from these mountains to this ocean yeah. just like it's from a the lakes of minnesota yeah but like when you realize like wait a minute hold on you pull up a map you're like these aren't places in germany Mm-mm. <laughs> they're, they're referring to like from the people that used to normal, it's like 
fun. <laughs> just go take like a World War One song. Nobody's mad about World War One. As it yeah, turns nobody out, cares about the Kaiser anymore. Yeah, they had the spiky hats. That was a good look. They shouldn't have gone away from it. I love the spiky hats. Yeah, that you can attack. Well, I don't think they were made for attack. It was more for aesthetics. But you could. I, I think they were made for attack. And in my head, obviously, you'd use it to like bash someone yeah. when you take it off and hit them with it. But I like to imagine that one German private <laughs> who just like full on went rhino mode with it and was just discharged in. I like to imagine yeah. that Taylor Look in particular was a boss <laughs> character in World War One with the <laughs> extra long spike and extra thick helmet. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want any body armor or anything. Give me 45 spiked helmets. And I'm <laughs> a, like a Russian. Have you seen those Russian bear hunting? suits what no be like that yeah look up a russian bear hunting oh suit. god it's, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's like a, a power big, suit it's a big suit covers the whole body and it's got nothing but like nails protruding like six inch nails the entire body arms it would make hand. an awesome youtube video to recreate it i don't think anybody's done it because like Good even god. then the way they test it is like hilarious shit it, it looks seen. like outtakes from a marvel video a marvel movie like there's one part where they have like that log that swings from ropes like and they just like let it go and it swings into the guy's chest and sends him flying and then he's just like i'm okay i'm That's great okay what the fuck mm-hmm. this is like hellraiser yeah it's crazy like hellraiser. it's pretty cool yeah I, I you know i wouldn't feel totally safe but i'd feel safer definitely i feel like if i fell and tried to catch myself on my arm like i'd die no, the other spikes would protect you. <laughs> no, you just have a wounded arm and chest. It's like dividing by a negative. Of course, got it. I would have changed the entire plot to the Revenant. Oh, is this what you're talking about, Kyle? Project Grizzly testing the different inter- iterations of the suit, and it's oh, yeah? kind of like in in football gear, just getting abused. Trying yeah, it's, to- I think the suit is white. There's multiple suits. I haven't seen it in years. Different iterations. Yeah. That's for yeah. Fun. <laughs> this is such a stupid idea. <laughs> I've been in a bike suit before. That was pretty sick. Like, like, like that thing really does provide a ton of protection. But oh my god, this is so absurd. The, the one <laughs> at 15 seconds is outrageous. It is. It looks so protective. And then at 20, keep watching. At 25 seconds, they just start beating him with bats to see if he. If can... anyone wants to watch this, it's called Project Grizzly testing the different iterations of the suit. Good God, it's HD video quality. <laughs> I oh yeah he Thank does look kind of badass though right he does look cool he looks he's as big as a house <laughs> then he gets caught at 40 is it just seconds. me or have they built in fake biceps that may just <laughs> i thought so too but it looks like it might just be a sheer amount of padding because they were hitting him in the arm with two by fours with full force see if you see like if you took this idea and then you like mounted um like little guns on the forearm pointed forward and you had like a squeeze grip to activate them so you could point the arms and <laughs> That they push him down a cliff at one minute, twice, and he is falling in a dangerous looking way. This is yeah. reminding me of like the Iron Man 2 scene where they're showing like the other people's attempts at building the fucking uh-huh. armor. It's exactly that. They yeah, dude, car dude this it. hill they throw him down, it's ridiculously dangerous looking. <laughs> dude, the thing at like a minute 25 when they hit him with a car, he goes like 20 yards back. <laughs> Fuck! No way that this. Guy oh my god! They hit him so hard with this car. <laughs> All right, so they take like an old like pickup truck, like a like a like a late eighties, early nineties pickup truck, and they put like a big 
chunk of wood on the front, like a wall, like it's dry. It's a driving wooden wall. And they hit him going no less than 25 miles an hour. <laughs> what a stupid project. So fun. I'd watch them do it. I'm oh, surprised yeah. like some like B movie didn't like buy the suit from them just to make it their like hero or something. Yeah. Or this like, is like the beginning of like a hokey, like real person becomes semi-hero movie. Uh-huh. Like they, they start making an anti-bear suit and they realize they can stop anyone. Yeah. And then like like one night, like his family gets attacked and, and he like he's looking around for what to do when he sees the suit. And then the next scene you see him walking out. Doof, doof, doof. I like uh, that. Yeah, plaster man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I'm Captain Daredevil. Yeah, that's an absurd fucking suit. What was that? Was for bears? Yeah. Yeah. The, like, no bears in the test. Do you have to like be like, oh, there's bears outside? Get your suits on, boys. Or is it like you're just going to like be in that suit, like fly <laughs> fishing? <laughs> yeah. You're just going to be fishing and like walking through the woods hotly. Like, just sweating, so uncomfortable. I mean, there's no way, at no point when he was being attacked, did it seem like he knew when an attack was coming. So there's no mm -hmm. visibility in this thing. You're just kind of in a cocoon of hockey pads and sheet metal. Are you trying to, like, bore the bear to death? Or just, like, it just tries to maul you for, like, half an hour, it gets exhausted, then you take off the suit and shoot it? That might be it. You know what? They need, they need a gun in the arm. It needs a gun. Yeah. There's no, there's no offense here. That bear is not going to get, you know, bored. He's going to, he knows there's meat on the inside. He's just going to wait. Right. Yeah. Like I'd rather get it. I'd rather wear that suit and be attacked by a gang of four humans with bats than a grizzly bear who could just like, like how powerful is the swipe of a bear paw? Like enough to knock that silly ass helmet right off his head. I don't think so. You don't think so. I think he's put, the, I mean, he got hit by a truck there. He fell down that mountain. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> okay, the truck. <laughs> I think it's a really good good point. Okay. Yeah, it's almost as hard as Francis and Ganu hits. Almost. <laughs> almost. And you know they're just like, all right, oh, stay so the fight and the fight is this weekend. It, it is time for uh, Jake Paul to fight um ben, um Askren. ben Askren. It is finally upon us. I believe it's Saturday night. Um <sighs> I believe you and I have five bucks. I never got paid for my death pool, but you and I have five bucks Ooh, on true. um ten bucks on, or five? Uh, on the fight. I think I've got five I've got five on Ben, you've got five on Paul. Um, anyone else mm -hmm. want to jump in on this little little betting endeavor? Chael Sonnen is making me feel like I chose the wrong guy. He's making me feel pretty good about myself. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Chael doesn't know shit. Chael, That's Chael, true. Chael knows how to get a lot of views on YouTube. You see how many Jake Paul videos he's made? Like yes, seven. <laughs> yes. On top he even of that, admitted it. He's a homer, right? A homer is a sports term for people that don't know. It means you root for the home team. Chael is a wrestler. Loves even through MMA, like. Uh, wrestling. I don't know what else to call it. Like this is the real sort of collegiate Olympic wrestling. His passion and Ben Askren is from that same world. This is like asking me, you know, whatever. If I think my own family is gonna win something, yes, that's who. That's who I'm calling. That's who I'm telling you. I think is gonna win. Uh, still, it's got. He's introduced doubt into me. I'm looking forward know. to it. I actually. Have, how much does it cost though? Because I'm gonna be hard pressed to like pay more than zero dollars for this well that might you can just <laughs> go with that option <laughs> yeah uh, i think i'm gonna go with the whole i i, I think i found um, 50 that, bucks fuck you <laughs> <laughs> they should have charged 15 or something that you might have paid for it 
yeah, if it was 15, I'd pay that. But uh, but no, I'm not spending $50. That's real pay-per-view type money. That's what that's what we paid for Tyson versus Lewis in like 2000 or whatever. Let's look like, at the no. rest of the card. You got uh, Regis Progaius versus Ivan Redcock. Oh, Mr. Redcock, huge <laughs> fan. So are these, uh, are these cards on the up? Are these all real fighters? And Jake Paul's the only one who's like a, you know, Exhibitionist Jake fighter. Jake Paul, the undefeated professional boxer. Well, regardless, is he the only YouTube man? Or is everybody else like a real fighter? Like a, that's their profession yes, on the I way up? I think so. I okay. think so. Yeah, yeah. Frank Mir is on the card. Uh-huh. What? Isn't he 100? Uh, 41. He's fighting oh. a 44 year old. Oh. Yeah, this is a. Uh... This is a fine, uh, watch it for free kind of. <laughs> There's the first, the first fight. Rykon is on the card. His professional fighting record is zero, zero, and zero. And he's up against a guy who's never lost eight, eight wins and no <laughs> losses. What the fuck? Why is he Dude, up against an eight no pro fight? I- Frank, Frank Mir has been getting the shit kicked out of him since 2011. Like I thought, I, in my head, I remember like when UFC got really big, like 2009, 2010. Like one of my champion. buddies was really into it, and he was like, so in my head, I was like, Frank Mir, he was one of the, he beat up Brock Lesnar, he was so so good. He did, and now it's just, oh, dude, the the end of some of these guys' careers is depressing. He got the shit kicked out of him by Roy the Big Country Nelson in 2019. Well, that's <laughs> that guy, yeah, but like that guy's been struggling too. It looks like, right? Yeah, he's lost wow. his last five. Yikes, dude. I'm looking oh, at no, Frank Mir's record. Frank, only win, sorry. He has what three wins in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In his last eleven fights, that's rough. Yeah. Um, Chael said he thought this would do a million buys. I think he's out of his fucking gourd. I What's think he's pimping it for Ben Askren, like as I a. I think so too. Um, yeah. No way. No way. Buys ever. Um, so like a million buys to give you some perspective is like insane. It's it's insane. Like 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 I don't know how many things have ever done a million buys, but like if we started naming them, it wouldn't take us all that long. Like like, like maybe the, the maybe last ten things, fifteen things ever. The last McGregor fight. What was that? That was probably a million buys. Yeah. Like like, like like that's what it's got to be. It's got to be like when Anderson like like Chael even mentioned it when I when he fought Anderson Silva. Who it, it was? It was this massive thing, that was barely a million buys. I think maybe he said. And when Conor McGregor fights, obviously the the biggest guy in all of mixed martial arts, that's when you get a million buys. But like when John Jones fights, you're getting half a million buys if you're lucky. Like 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 it when uh when Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather, I think that approached a million buys. Another another like gargantuan thing that was like had a world tour where they're going around promoting it two of the biggest from their sports like it had so much like casual fan appeal like that's when you get a million buys it's, it's funny you, you you mentioned john jones i'm actually i'm apparently going on an alligator hunt with him next week oh shit damn why don't you open with that yeah that's <laughs> awesome don't tell him all the shit i've talked that's between <laughs> us <laughs> no, no no i got a list woody <laughs> so there's a guy named woodworth up in uh, north carolina yeah <laughs> i we're we're going on a gator hunt, and uh, at, I'm kind of not sure I, because of his record. I'm like, we're using I think we're using six five Creedmoor bolt guns, uh, and I'm using a, a gun that I built. 
and I'm like, can he, this guy like own a gun? Yeah. I, yeah, Cause yeah. I, I just know like some of the stuff that even just you guys have talked about. I'm like, this guy can pass a fucking background check. Yeah. 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 He can. Um, cause he, he does a lot of like, um, tactical stuff on his Instagram. A lot of like, uh, CQB oh, stuff with, uh, with, you know, transitioning from like sub guns to, to handguns and doing, doing a lot of, uh, that, the sort of stuff you see John wick do like three gun stuff, it, sort right, of like right. John wick style, like really good on Instagram like training stuff real real high impact stuff it's fun to watch no. so yeah and i always see he's wearing like a full rig and he's it looks like he's got a tricked out uh glock or something like that he seemed to know what he was doing i mean that makes it was fun feel, to watch makes me feel a lot better <laughs> so i'm like i oh, mean he's already like a man with a gun on a boat that's good yeah, he, he doesn't need the gun how'd you, how'd you <laughs> set up for you like that's an awesome thing to be able to do I was a friend of mine invited me. I think it's something that Smith and Wesson is doing or something. It's like the romp in the swamp or something down in Florida. And like my, my parents live in Florida. So I was going to like go down and, and visit them while I was there. But um, it, it was a neat thing. We, we were told last minute, like, Oh yeah, John Jones is going to be on your team. Or like, like that. Okay, cool. I fuck. Does he need a gun or is he just going to beat the shit out of an alligator in front of us? Like cool <laughs> to do. That'll be fun. That'll be a bunch of fun. I'm open, yeah. so I'm gonna get some new boots out of it with any luck. Nice. Well, you get more than that. <laughs> a story uh, last a lifetime. I might get John Jones to punch me in the liver. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah. You. What if like, like you know, four hours into the day, the 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 you know the starstruck bit is kind of worn off, and he is just costing you the competition like he's that bad he's missing gators like, how do you like yeah you know those difficult to hit gators those little fellas like how how do you even broach that are you like oh, john i mean tremendous you scared him right he, he'll be back he'll be back i'm positive you know you, you spooked him mr jones i believe that alligator is running out of adrenaline we'll get him in no time yeah that's the sort of backhanded compliment we would do to people when we were bird hunting we'd be like dove hunting or something like that and like Somebody would miss one. I'd be like, oh, good shot, buddy. You scared the fuck out of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is scared. Look at him go. <laughs> yeah, but you can't say that to John Jones. What if he tosses you into the, the swamp? Into the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he, wouldn't let you, he just keep forehead pushing you back. In. Please, Mr. Mr. Jones, let me back into the boat. Promise you're like a pregnant woman, John. You'll hit her every time. <laughs> you can't miss those. Ooh, give that this, give that line a go and report back. This is where like, <laughs> yeah, he did not take it. Pregnant, what? You wow. tell John Jones, I'll fight him anywhere, anytime. I don't Palm, give a fuck. Palm Beach Hospital? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd wake up gurgling at the bottom of the swamp. <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome. That's that's a small world because Kyle loves John Jones because of his ethics. <laughs> I do. I do. He, he it's, never it's, has it's, cheated. Not I, once. I do like John Jones, man. I, I I like winners. I like winners, and I don't care how they get there. Man's got a good record. I, either. I, I like the idea of having a steroids only UFC. Me too. I love the fucking idea. I would pay. I would pay more money for that. Welcome to Roid. Welcome to Roid Rage High Impact Combat. Fuck yeah! People would die all the fucking time. You have like. It, you know that it's one of those things where people are like, "Well, that's not fair to the sport because you know they're 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 naturally they're they're enhanced athletes and blah blah." I'm like, you think the average fucking person in a street fight can afford these sh sh crazy diets, personal chefs, personal trainers, huge million dollar home gyms? I'm like, no, they're already enhanced the most they possibly can 
without having fucking testosterone. Yeah, that's very true. It's the same way that like Mac from Always Sunny was like, it's easy to get in the kind of shape I'm in. You just, you know, have a full time job that supports it entirely, paying you a lot of money. And then you have your chef give you your meals every three hours. And then you go to your personal trainer and your personal gym. And if everyone would just do this, we could get rid of obesity. Like he said something <laughs> like that, like pointing out like, yeah, it's a, it's outrageous to expect like the average workaday Joe to be able to attain that. I like to watch the YouTube videos where the guys are super lean and they're like, trust me, life is rough at 4% body fat. I'm cold all the time. I'm grumpy. <laughs> you know, I have a hard time with this, that. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm not cutting more because I'm afraid of that. But I don't want to get cranky. <laughs> <laughs> you would like me when I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, I could relate to your skin. Skin, thin, thin skin problems. I don't know. I that's not my problem. What but would you say your your body fat percentage is now? I don't know. It's not bad. I've gone from um, my abs used to just be like bumps through the fat, and now they're like squares where you can sort of see them. So maybe fourteen percent, fifteen percent, fourteen or fifteen. Okay. It's pretty very good. Something like that. Making some serious. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't like those. Like, so I've got like one of the home Bluetooth little like fucking uh, body fat measurement scales. That's like $40 mm -hmm. on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'll do really good for like fucking three months at a time. Like I have visible abs showing and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And I'd get on that thing. And it's like, yeah, you're at 19 and a half percent. I'm like, fuck you, man. Come on. I was feeling good. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is all work. Those things don't work. One, they don't work. Two, I think you might start to, like, the abs start to protrude at 19%, maybe. And if Top the things, abs are there, who you gives say a no, fuck Kyle? You don't think so? I don't think so. No. Um, I, if you want an accurate scan, you got to do a DEXA or a water submersion if you yeah. really want 100% accuracy. You get a DEXA done for like $75, $100. You're only that much? Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. I'm like kind of curious, but like I'm almost worried I'm going to be embarrassed when I get it done. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it was totally right. I'm a fat fuck. I'm really, I'm really okay in my head thinking that it's inaccurate scale. I guess it depends how generous you are when you say abs start to show. I mean, this guy's got a two pack at 15 to 19. That's not necessarily yeah. 19 what? either, though. Yeah. Guy, uh, guy number two looks pretty built, and you can see his abs. The 10 to 14 guy. He's not flexing right. Yeah, he looks like he just ate a lot. He this isn't, this, see, this isn't much of a scale, though. So, so like, five to nine, there's a <laughs> massive difference between five and nine. All right, Greg Doucette is about nine or ten. Five percent is, like, on the stage at Mr. Olympia looking like they're about to, like, shred apart. Like, like, like there's just such a massive difference between those two things. Like, like... And also, it's it's these it's these guys' bodies build, right? It's their bone structure and like their their muscle wells. Like, there's so much vari variability going on. Yeah, some guys at 14 are going to look absolutely shredded. Some are going to look like they barely work out. This yeah, guy, 35 to 38% looks even worse than 35 to 39 percent because of their body type. Yeah, if you have a shitload of muscle mass going on, like if you're at fucking nineteen percent, you're looking pretty decent. But like a lot of these guys, like even if you're down to like fifteen percent, but you have like no muscle development, like you're not gonna look as good. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The guy there, the fifteen to nineteen guy, is like super skinny. Like he doesn't have a lot of muscle on his frame. 
Yeah, he. I would say he doesn't even lift, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like it. <laughs> what a loser. You think that 15 to 19 guy is super skinny? Yeah. Not super skinny, like lean wise, but just like right. he, doesn't he just doesn't have, have any muscle on his frame. I, I feel Compared like his to... muscles are better than the 20 to 24 guy. I was looking at his bicep, like by the elbow. Well, the 2024 guys, and I don't know. I, I think I, I see Adonis lines on 20 to 24, and, True. and like, True. like, like, like I think his biceps are are, are are a little bit better, and his his delts are a little more rounded, and his forearms look look better. I, I think the 2024 guy looks totally stronger. missing delts. Their delts are <laughs> shit on the top two right guys. Yeah, 25 to 29, dude. I think could get in shape pretty easy. Like his biceps and triceps look pretty decent. The 25 to 29, dude. Yeah, I believe he could get in shape easier almost. Like, he could get in, like, movie shape easier than 20 to 24 guy. Oh, for sure. Because, I mean, huh. 25 to 29 guy looks like he could shave down a lot and still be kind of big. Like, at least his shoulder and arm – well, shoulder not great, but his arm looks pretty big. 20 to 24 guy is just kind of like an average-looking dude, average Joe. Stave puff, marshmallow kind of build. But I mean, I like, know. one from that 15 to 19 down to the 10 to 14, it's like – and the five to nine, it's like, well, the the only two people on here that obviously are lifting all the time are the top two on the left. Like, yeah, and so ten to fourteen percent, like that guy, he totally looks like a different species than you know twenty to twenty four. You, but like, do you agree that thirty five to thirty nine looks? I mean, they both look awful, but he looks better than thirty to thirty four. Yeah, look, again, it's body type. Like, yeah. like, like it's it's just body type. It's yeah. like how they're holding in the weight, like. Man, 30 to 34 has some real imbalances going on there. 30 to 34 would look better if he could just fill out under his boobs with more fat. Yeah, he needs to <laughs> add some fat between his tits and his love handles. Dude, if you could bulk up a little, like, like, like maybe add a few yeah, thousand right? calories a week, uh -huh. you, you could fill that region out. Stop mm. it with all the soy. You're getting all that estrogen, filling out the titties nice and good. <laughs> right. Perfect. Switch to some cheeseburgers, soy. like 35 man over here. He knows how to plump. <laughs> yeah. 35 what? guy. Yeah, I mean... Uh, forty percent or more guy just looks terrific. <laughs> That's the goal. That's I, if I see Brad Pitt from Fight Club, it's bottom right. Yeah, just going full on, just lifting, eating everything you want, bloat max <laughs> <laughs> with less lifting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy eat whatever you want. Cut out that lifting nonsense. <laughs> you know how many calories you burn when you lift? Just fucking eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen what's going on today with uh? dogecoin yeah is it hit 19 at one point it's up to what is it at now let's see it was at 25 cents or 20 yeah it was at a quarter what? earlier jeez what the fuck so I, I, I it's at 31 it's almost 32 cents right now fuck me i threw i threw that in my buddy's face earlier today because he had a, a a rifle trade somebody offered him the equivalent in cash he was asking it was like 1400 bucks 1500 bucks something like that in dogecoin two weeks ago and i'm like hey dude you probably should have done that because you could buy a fucking car right now oh damn that yeah. sucks i mean it was just like a, it was what two days ago three days ago it was at like seven cents how did seven you get point something like months ago it was at less than a penny i think i'll look at yeah. it yeah, yeah, it was. It was like a total joke thing for years and years. And then it like got some push from people online, like memeing it into reality. And I think it got up to like like nine cents or something. And then it plummeted and went back down for a long time. And then in the last day, it's exploded. Do you guys know why it exploded today? 
not maybe Elon Musk talked about it. That's my first thought because that's what started <laughs> like uh, Bitcoin and even like accentuated, I guess, the the GameStop thing. But like, I yeah. didn't see anything today that that would have caused it. All right, since we started talking about it, it's gone up. It's gone up three quarters of a cent. All right, I'm buying now, boys. How much do people have? My buddy has some um, Dogecoin, and he's always excited about it. But I, I guess it's part of crypto culture. Not to tell you how you said which ones you have, but they don't even hint how much. They, like mm-hmm. they just. And I want to know, like, when something goes a five thousand percent gain, did you turn that into five grand or five hundred grand? Like, what? Where are you on this spectrum? I imagine most people with Dogecoin are turning it into like five grand because like even like other cryptos are like, yeah, Bitcoin's going to be around forever. Like Ethereum, like all these established ones they are going to be around. Even like a couple months ago, it was like Dogecoin. Like, yeah, okay, I guess like everybody it's been because it was an established meme for years. And so I think there was a bit more hesitancy for people to throw in all the way. But smart people did, I'm sure, because always way smarter investors. Is it somebody manipulating the market or... I, I, what, where's the why? Why is a this bunch going of people up? People want it because it, a bunch of people want it because it's going up and it's going up because a bunch of people want it. Well, so to let you know, there's a, there's a thing from six hours ago at Investor Place says, why you should buy $500 in Doge as Doge, Dogecoin prices rocket to 17 cents. <laughs> wow. Like, well, that person was right. They nailed it. Now For it's now, 32 cents. It's at 32 now? It was at 28 when I just pulled it up. Yeah, on my app it says thirty-two cents, thirty-two point one cents. <laughs> this is so funny. Dogecoin. Who would who would have thunk it? I I don't know. I just because it was selling for two tenths of a penny, it seems like a natural amount to buy would be some large amount. Like you put ten dollars into it. How much is that at two cents? Or like, let's say you put twenty dollars into it to simplify the math. If a penny is ten of them. Then, 20,000? Did you do it? All right. I, I'm, I'm guessing. I <laughs> failed math, dude. What the fuck? I got thrown. It's incalculable, but it must be a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and now that it's, you know, whatever, a quarter a share, like, good God, it's it must add up to some, I guess in that case, yeah. if it's 20 grand, it's only five grand. It's not like retirement money. Yeah. Well, everybody... You know, I based on the internet, people seem to want to hold until a dollar. But if it ever hits a dollar, it'll be hold until five dollars. Like that's, that's how it always goes that, in the it, online communities. With Bitcoin, it's like, can you imagine hitting ten? Can now they're all wanting it to hit a hundred. How is mm-hmm. Bitcoin doing? Is it still going up? It's over sixty, right? I think I know it, it is. Went over Crypto's 60. so cool. I wish I understood it. Sixty three. Is it bad that I was monitoring uh, what Bitcoin was at for a while because of the price in Tarkov? <laughs> no. You play Tarkov as well. I just got into it. This is my first wipe. I just oh, got into okay. it about three months ago, and I've got really hard into it. I'm like, I, I, I didn't know this was here. This is wonderful. Dude, It. I'm not playing it lately, but it. I do understand the addiction, how deep it goes, how much it takes to learn. It, it's... It takes a while just to know the maps, just to know where the extracts are. How so much do you, money do you have? Uh, 13 million rubles. You're doing fine. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I, I, I grinded it because I wanted to fucking learn it, right? Like, I was, after a while, I was like, ooh, I get this. Like, I, I get why people are addicted to this. And uh, I kind of no-lifed it for three months because I, like, first time I played it, played it was in, like, 
don't know, it was January this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm like level 45, 46. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I like this fucking game. Yeah, dude. I, uh, I, I love that game so much. I, I've gotten away from it. It's, it's an unhealthy obsession, frankly. Um, yeah. but, but, but like, uh, I played one or two wipes super fucking hard and I, I just, um, I just kept like saving my money and buying keys until I had like all the shoreline keys. And then like during the day I would run shoreline like 15, 20 fucking times hitting the keys. And then by the nighttime I'd found enough lead X's to like fund my like fully kitted, like going in with a full squad with all my buddies, like runs. Yeah, you'd make I'd make five million a day sometimes just running those keys, and then yeah, I can just blow this five million tonight if I want to. I like by the end of one wipe, I was just running nothing but the thermal goggles. I had so many. I I did like they did um, a Twitch event and they were giving away some thermal goggles occasionally. So the the price dipped from like I don't remember what it was, but they they dipped from like ten million a pair to like five million a pair. So I bought like 10 fucking pairs of them or something like that, thinking that they were going to bounce back up and I was going to double them. And they never did. So I just had like a box full of thermal goggles. And by the end, I was just running them all the time. It's a fun game. It's addictive. It is. And that, but there's like such a skill disparity because I'm like, I'm already like, I would skull fuck me three months ago. It's not even close. Like it is just absurd. And then I go over to like, so like San Antonio area now has like a, a bunch of the streamers here, like, uh, Willers is here, Clean is here, like a bunch of dudes like that. And so I'm like, okay, I'll go over to like Will's house and then I'll just watch him play this fucking game. And I think he's playing the Punisher tournament right now. Dude. And like, he's just like, I'm just watching him play. I'm like, that's not even a fucking option for me. Like, you're not even playing the same game I am. Willers in particular, the way he jumps, good. Like, what? You can get up there? He gets up there first try, bouncing around in places and, and like, when there's a bat, when he's someone else to attack, I'm like, all right, you know, I need to get like first mover's advantage, come around, aim for the head, whatever. He's like, I need to do some fucking weird trapeze shit, drop it on top of, of uh, shipping crates on customs that no one else knows you can get to. And he's laughing at the guy as he jumps on his head. And I'm like, of course he didn't know you can't get up there. It's unusual so though, like, cause he's just like, he'll just drop down and like jump out a window plop you from the second story on the way down with a fucking five, seven in the head, kill you. Just pump GG's good. good, Nice man. All right, cool. I'm just like, that's just fucking disrespectful. dude. (laughs) That's one of the differences, but like, so I was a competent player. I played three wipes, Uh, the third wipe, not so deep, but I got levels 30 something, whatever. And, uh, you know, I was, I knew the maps. I knew how to play. I was a competent player, but, um, the way that these guys handle the movement and a customs battle, right? How do they handle a customs battle? Oh, well, obviously you get on the roof from the third floor thing, jump from there to the stairwell on the second floor and surprise them. What? How do you even do that? That's outrageous. I break my legs, but they don't. My thing is I pop through the fucking doorway. I wait till I see a silhouette of a person and I shoot at that person as much <laughs> as I can until they die. The closest I ever came to doing stuff like that is like on... um um what's the map called is it countdowners what's the map where um you've got the uh man it's been so long oh. since i played it's the big air base reserve reserve, yeah. reserve. yeah like just pop a bunch of they're, they're coming up the stairs and i'm on the roof and reserve and just pop all my fucking stems and just jump off the goddamn roof because i know i can survive it and i'm healing so fast and then just start crouch walking up behind them and kill them but you're talking about some acrobatics that i oh had, 
like I have a hard time making that jump on customs where you just jump off the car onto the porta potty sometimes. Like yeah. when you just want when you want to jump over the uh, the wall there with the barbed wire on it. I'm trying to remember what's wrong with me. The car to right. the oh 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 I know right by uh, new gas. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um yeah that, yeah great that, game super fucking in depth. In depth. That, That's a great description of it. Yeah, just the, understanding how to like what even you like in a gun and what's expensive and what oh my god just knowing what to bring back to your economy (laughs) oh i love that i like those are the things that like even even if i'm not so great on the mouse and keyboard like these are skills i can acquire with my time and like whatever memorization skills that i have i'm really good at memorizing things so like just watching enough content i'm like instantly knowing the value of items on the flea market and it's just in my head somebody's like oh what do i bring do i bring these this or that or this or that i'm like wow that's thirty-seven thousand right now you want that pick that up oh no no, no. those just dropped to eight thousand rubles throw those away you, you just know yeah that's super cool and to me like just and i, I know like I, i'm sure kyle you sympathize and woody to a, to a degree taylor I, I think you would if you played the game probably True. but like just the real world gun stuff behind it where you're like oh well, these ammo types actually matter because one of these is you have like full metal jacket. The one is like a crazy AP. The other one's like an AP that's kind of good, but it's a tracer. So it's not as good. And just like all sorts of crazy shit. Even the gun modification where it's like, well, no, you can't put a fucking red dot on your AK, you retard. But if you put an Ultimac on it, then yes, yes, you can. Because now you have Picatinny on it. And it's like shit like that is so in-depth. It is so autistic for the average person. I'm sure like it's just a huge turnoff. But like for guys like me, it's fucking wonderful. They've said I, I know for a fact that that game has gotten people into guns and like one and like they're like, man, I, I I've been building guns as my hobby online for like six months now. I, I figured, but fuck, I might as well go to the gun store and and I know exactly what I want now. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. I want high ergo. You have yeah. a you have a gun. You have a, a combination of guns and accessories that you really like in real in the game. You want to get a copy of it in real life. Mm-hmm. It it happens. Uh, very cool. We I don't want to play it again. <laughs> yeah. It's an unhealthy obsession. It really is. Um, but but I do love games. Like I, I had the same issue with Rust. I don't know if you ever played Rust, but Rust no. is. I've heard you talk about it, and I know I know what has happened with me in Tarkov, and that's why I'm never gonna fucking download Rust. Yeah, we'll see. Like Rust is, in my opinion, healthier than Tarkov to some extent because Tarkov you have a full wipe that you have to commit to, right? Like, like, or, or at least to some extent you have to commit to. Whereas Rust, right. you can be like, you know, I do have next week off. I, next week can be Rust week. Like you don't have to do a week too you know, because it's, it, it's a one week cycle game. Whereas Tarkov has those big cycles, three months, six months, a year. So it's like a sprint like versus a marathon in it's, a way. Yeah, yeah, but it's a long sprint. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, you, you have to grind the fuck out of that game but just for seven days whereas tarkov like days eight nine and ten you're still grinding away you're like you're like oh i can't really afford a meta uh, m4 yet but i'm gonna get there i'm gonna keep running these cheap ak's till i can but in in rust by like day three that's your like we got everything we've grinded so hard for three days we're a, we're a step ahead and now we get to raid tonight and it's uh, it's super addictive to like take things from people the other thing is like in Tarkov, unless you're like just happening to get in the same servers with the same people over and over, you probably rarely recognize people's names. It would happen occasionally like, oh, I remember that guy. I've bumped into him before. But right. in Rust, you're in a server with these guys and 
not only do you know their names, but you've probably talked shit back and forth in Come chat. Rivals. They've probably they've they've used voiceover like like to like talk shit to your face in the game to your virtual <laughs> face. Right. And like rivalries build and it's not as if you can just pick up base and move without a, a good deal of expense in that game. So like you know where they live. They're right over that ridge, three squares to the left. They're three kilometers away. We know where they live. We could be there in five minutes if we wanted to. We can go fuck with them. But then we start some sort of a like proxy war with, with their neighbors, and now we've got all sorts of problems. Like If someone wants to ruin your day in that game, it's really easy to do it. They can just come naked with no armor and a double-barreled shotgun and just hide outside your door and just be a complete cunt to you. Every time you walk outside, you're like, <laughs> like, like worried someone's going to one-tap you, steal all your valuables, and disappear into the night. It's right. uh it's a brutal game, but it's very addictive. It's also unhealthy. Yeah, that's why I haven't downloaded it. I, I just I've heard the way you've talked about it, and I've heard like other people, like just uh, other Twitch streamers play it. I'm just like, yeah, I actually that looks like it fucks. I'm not gonna touch it. <laughs> yeah, and uh recoil control is the heart like like Tarkov's kinda hard, like I'm sure you know, but this recoil control is a whole other animal. It's it's right. you 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 would have you have to spend hours and hours and on like training servers to like actually get decent. I like that about a game though. Like I like because like Call of Duty and shit, you're just like, oh, it raises this much and then you lower down and you're good. Like in real life, it's not like that. Like it, it, you are you are being donkey kicked in the fucking shoulder over and over again for thirty fucking rounds, and you need to just kind of like walk it in, but you're still like, even though you can get dialed, you won't get perfect. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's how Rust is. Like the best in the world it looks like they're cheating and the worst in the world, they might as well not even pick the gun up. It like, like the, the difference is that much. Like, like we would get to the point in the game where we had AKs when I was new and I'd be like, I don't want one. Like, it's wasted on me because I can't control it well enough to, ha to, to even use it in a fight. I should use the cheap gun that's semi-auto that you just shoot, pull down, shoot, pull down and repeat. Like, like I'll just pick at people. Does it Whereas, make like, you rely on tactics because of that? Yeah, you gotta be be sneakier, be more of a play, like much more of a bitch. Like like people who are good with the AK can play like complete chads, just running straight into people, like because they'll turn on them. Like like it's a game where like someone will start shooting you in the back, and their time to kill might be three seconds, and a great player's time to kill is le is way less than a second. It's almost instantaneous because it's like two headshots and a body shot is a kill, I think maybe with an AK at at, at close ish range and they'll do that within the first five shots it's just and you're dead and then they'll just be like what, what the fuck happened i've never died that fast before ever like gunfights usually take a good amount of time but you'll just melt when you run into either a cheater or a good player i've ran into both and so it's it's hard to tell that's the, the thing that I've been, I've been lucky about i think in tarkov is i've i don't think i've run into cheaters before rarely yeah, because it's normally like normally I can just kind of accept like, oh, that guy either like it was a server issue or that guy was just better than me because Tarkov mm -hmm. dies so fucking quickly. It's just like, oh, head eyes from across the map. Cool. Welcome to Tarkov, bitch. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and as a bad player in a, or as a new player, it's kind of nice that you can head eye somebody and just like, whew, I one tap that guy all the way across the reserve there. It's right. Let's go get his shit before somebody else does. Sometimes it's the, the luck element to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, like I, I played a lot of reserve and a lot of shoreline. Um, those were my two favorite maps, but mostly brave reserve. Man. Brave, brave man. I, I, I play a lot of woods, but I like, well, sometimes factory, if I need like to do some like 
just PvP shit. Factories. Yeah, I, those are my two least favorite maps. I really like Shoreline. I like like doing that big rush to get to the goodies and then just yeah. like creeping around inside those rooms and stuff. Interchange was good for that. That was that was fun for me. Uh, Shoreline. A lot of the guys I play with play Shoreline, and so like because of that, I know like Resort and all that. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't like going there alone. I love going there alone. Really? Because like, then I then I don't have to worry about everybody complaining because I'm moving so slow. I like to be just like really creep around in there and, uh, and, and try to kill geared players. And, but mostly I wanted to hit my keys. Uh, like I re- I always liked games like, like Skyrim and oblivion and fallout give you this illusion that you're a treasure hunter, but you always, you never find anything good. Really. It's just like, Oh, it's more bottle caps. It's more, it's more soda. It's more of this. I guess like, I, if I open enough chests, then I'll have a lot of caps and then I can go buy something. But you're never really finding like, oh, look, it's a magic bottle cap. But in in uh, in Tarkov, you do find some magic bottle caps every now and then. The way the flea market works, you find that Ledex and you're just like, I have to get out of here now. Yeah, you're like, Ledex, graphics card, shove it in my asshole. Let's get the extract right now. Yeah, if, if, if when I would play all alone and I would have, I, I've, I've found two Ledexes before by myself, maybe three, but definitely two on multiple occasions. And it, it, when you hear someone coming up the stairs or like you hear like a, a squad, like like over in the uh, that central building, like like the, uh, the office building, it's like, we have to creep the fuck out of here and get to extract. We've got two and a half million rubles that we just found plus all of our gear. Like I'm carrying way too many valuables right now. It's fun. Yeah. It's a very addictive game. It's good I feel like I'm fulfilling a Reddit prophecy here with just talking too much Tarkov right off the bat. <laughs> like, they're gonna bitch about this later who knows it's been a while since tarkov has been discussed. yeah we haven't talked tarkov in like a year it's been months and months well it's yeah a real long time <laughs> rust was a bigger fad more recently for kyle in particular and woody you haven't played you've been on motorcycle and fitness mode for way too long to that's about right there. yeah yeah uh, that's what i've been into lately flying too but i don't talk about it much yeah yeah, I'm looking forward to your motorcycle trip. I'm excited for you. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so looking forward to it. I oh, spent I all ready. day obsessing about it. My friend sent me pictures of his new boots that he's going to wear on his trip with me. Hell yeah. Where are you going? June 4th. Very nice. What kind of snacks are you going to bring? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just interested to see how in-depth he actually has thought about this because he's been talking about he's obsessing. I bought them already. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> um, the mini RX protein bars, they're actually not the best in terms of like macros and such, but um, they hold up really well to like abuse. You know, you can't squish yeah. them. You can't melt them. You can't. Uh, do you That's know what I'm talking about, Kyle? The, they have like yeah, yeah, plain yeah, packaging the, and a f- very few ingredients. Yeah, the pure protein ones, like the 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 those are the best for macros. You're getting like 20 grams of protein for like somewhere between 170 and 200 calories, depending on which those flavor things, you uh, get. They do mush, so like for what oh, they'll you- mush. Yeah, for yeah. sure they'll mush. But that, but I'm saying like like he got the right thing. Is if he doesn't want jerky, which he says he doesn't, because they make like those turkey bars that are. Uh, like 17 grams of protein for like 190 calories or something like that. And you can't mush that shit. It's yeah. fucking turkey bar. Yeah, um, jerky would be a good slim. He doesn't like jerky though. Yeah, that's true. I got but it would this, make you feel like a frontiersman. <laughs> I got this variety pack. People know these. They put the ingredients right on the front. 
Three egg whites, six almonds, four cashews, two dates, no bullshit. Now, it says yeah. coconut chocolate, and there's no coconut in that list of ingredients. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe a, a dash of bullshit? <laughs> there's, there's some, there's some, uh, I'll, I won't say bullshit. I'll say there's a bit of tomfoolery. <laughs> maybe a level below. Uh a little right. bit of maybe a little bit of mischief. <laughs> yeah, these are gonna be fun because you want plenty of carbs. You want calories because yeah. you're you're gonna be fu- that riding that motorcycle is physically demanding. It's not nothing. It's a little stressful. I wonder how how much exercise is it? It depends on the day, of course, right? If you're wrestling it up a rocky mountainside, super demanding. If you're just on gravel, maybe like walking. In terms of like just walking for four hours that day, strap on one of these, strap on a Fitbit or something, like like track your, it'll you know put it on other oh, yeah. workout and like it'll See, tell you. That'd be interesting. Because I've, I've always wondered, like, because I, I assume there's some core strength going on as far as like keeping it balanced and everything, and of course you got your forearm muscles working with the with the throttle and all. His back is always fucking tensed up. Yeah, probably squeezing his ass cheeks, hoping okay, the wind doesn't blow him off the highway. <laughs> Uh, all, all puckered up in fear <laughs> where his buddy's gonna like lose control and side swipe him into a guardrail. I like my buddy's adventure at least as much as mine. He can barely ride. He's yeah, having you trouble. You keep your distance from him. You know you are. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't shift that well yet. Um, he just got his helmet I think today or yesterday. He has it. And his boots came in today and uh so he's going to be riding this weekend and where the practice will start in earnest. So he's like real green. Yeah, no Super license or license anything. Yet. He needs to get his license. He's got that <laughs> schedule. He's going to get like fatigued like uh, two days into this and just like mm-hmm. want to go home. Uh, he better bring a lot of fucking Tylenol. It's going to hurt. <laughs> he has two months to whip himself self into, well, a month and a half to whip himself into riding shape. And I expect him to. Yeah, he needs like, to be going on daily rides. Like, start off with like some whatever whatever feels comfortable, and then the next day try to push a little further and keep going until he's consistently is able to like knock out three or four hours without. Because like, look, I've never done it, but I've like spent an afternoon on an ATV or a snowmobile before, and when you get off, it's like, ah, oh, ooh, my back is fucked up. I need somebody to walk on it back at the lodge because it's gonna crack like fucking hell. Stuff, yeah, that's that's perfect. Um, so, but he's he's hitting it though. So his gear came in today. I forget one of them came in today, right? So we won't judge him for not riding much before his gear. Yeah. Tomorrow, his uh, his daughter's like home, not homeschooling, uh, online schooling because of the pandemic. He's going out. He owns a piece of land that he uses for flying and uh, riding his motorcycle, ATVs, and shit on. So. Uh, He's doing his daughter on a telephone hotspot to attend her online school while he trains on his motorcycle at the field. If that goes well enough, he's going with me to a national park and we're going to do a little more hardcore trip and see how that goes. Work on the mountains and the trails. Uh, He's hitting it. He's going at it. Good. He better be because that would be a really awful like first day of the trip to be like, I can't do this anymore. Like, you just... (laughs) Like even for, for me, like in, at like two hours of riding, it's just like kind of like I'm I'm over it. I'm like I'm ready to stop for like a burger and a beer, man. Like I, I that's how I would feel as well. Like like, like two hours of do like like I I've I've ridden horses a good bit. I've done a lot of ATVs. I've done a little bit of snowmobile and uh, and jet skis and and all of those things do the same thing to me because you're like maintaining a position. And, and just like locked in on something and and especially when you're like focused on something like i can do it gaming 
I can be like playing super seriously gaming and be hunched over my fucking PC for three hours and then realize it all of a sudden be like, wait, have I even turned my neck and oh, oh, my neck's, my neck's fused. Like, 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 like literally just if you don't, if you get in the zone doing anything, you can really fuck yourself up. Like, yeah, for sure. So, I'm curious if you've experienced this because I just experienced it for the first time yesterday. Uh, where I was doing like uh, like forearm exercises, right? Where I was doing like, I, I don't know what you call those reverse curls or whatever, like heavy weights, mm-hmm. like where it's very intense on this muscle, on the mm-hmm. thumb particularly. And then you go and like sit at a stoplight on a bike and have to hold that. <laughs> You're just like, oh, oh, oh fuck, no. <laughs> no, I have had that during the curl though, like where it's like, man, it almost seems like my, Grip is my weak link on this thing sometimes. Like, right. I'm wanting to, like, this isn't how you curl. I sound like <laughs> a bitch, but sometimes I feel like my bone. Like, sometimes my bone just doesn't feel like it wants to go. I don't know if I need to drink more or what. How much weight are you using? Uh, like, doing that, like, I don't know, like, like 30s or something like that. And you just, like, I feel like like my bone is almost like, no, it's not like I'm worried about it. it's going to fucking snap or anything, but it's just kind of like, I think my bone hurts. That's not supposed to happen. Is it on like the outside, like here? No, it's usually right in the meat. So like I've I've also got like a wrist injury from a few years ago. So like my mm-hmm. like rotation on my right wrist is kind of fucked. Even like shooting some handguns, it's not really a pleasure to do. Yeah. Because of my grip angle. Like if I have to angle down like that, it automatically just hurts my fucking wrist. Yep. Yeah. Huh. That sucks. Cause that's you know, shooting's a big part of what you do. Yeah, it's, I deserve it. I was being a fucking retard, though. I was I was riding a mechanical bull in Texas a few years back at NRAM, and uh, somebody told me like, "No, this is Dallas, buddy. You you ride it. You you ride a bull overhand like that." And uh, apparently that is what they do. But my uh, my other buddy paid the dude five bucks to throw me off at like Mach three, Jeez. and uh, that was not a good combo because apparently I just completely shredded that fucking ligament. Oh, and, uh, that yeah. sucks. I didn't know that Dallas had their own style of mechanical bullying. I think it was talking about real bull riding, not, <laughs> yeah. not mechanical bulls. I'm, I'm yeah. I, I know, but I figure like if everywhere but Dallas was doing that underhand grip, I trust everywhere else over Dallas. I me. only care what Taylor's grandpa thinks about this matter because he is a bull riding aficionado. He is, and he would probably uh, defer to whoever the top like five ranked people were. And the I do believe the Brazilians go that lower traditional underhanded grip, and so do the good American. My my grandpa is absolutely obsessed with bull riding. Like it's like he finishes like dinner sometimes, and like he just wants to go into like silent grandpa mode, and like he's almost like shuffles, like gets in there and like gets all set up on his comfy couch, and then just like sits there and like it's it's a treat to see him enjoy something so much where it's like damn. It sucks. I'm from a generation that like I need so much stimulation at any given time that like even just sitting and watching like a sport I really enjoy is like, well, but I need to know what's going on with this. Well, what about what about this? What's another thing? And so like, yeah, that, yeah. that's a trait I'm jealous of. And I've thought about in older generations where like like you'll, so you'll look at like an old picture. Does anybody else think like this? Or, like you look at an old picture of people from like 1904 and it's like, damn, what they do the rest of the day? Like. <laughs> What did you you went home and like read a book and like if you read too much like your parents are probably like you're rotting your brain with those goddamn <laughs> books. I always like, get get, I get stuck on the hygiene. I see an old picture, especially like very early, 
like, hey, this is New York in the 1918s, mm. you know, and, and there's like a couple cars moving around, a couple horses occupying the same space. Yeah. Maybe I might have this right. And women dressed in like head to toe dresses and guys wearing hats and jackets. And I'm like, it's not like it was a lot colder. You know, they, like they're all sweaty. And there's no AC in this unit. Nowhere in New York City is there any air conditioning. They're just well, sweating, and they go from one sweaty hot place to another. It's yeah. probably hotter indoors with the lack of circulation. I it, bet every fucking air. It just smelled like dirty pussy all the fucking time. <laughs> you know it did. Everybody's always talking. When everybody's somebody, someone's like, "What time would you go back to?" I'm like, "Fucking yesterday, fucking <laughs> yesterday," because that's the best fucking time ever to live. Except for you know what? Right fucking now. Nah, right go way fucking back. now. Go Jurassic. Yeah. See something new. <laughs> you just get devoured. You know? Yeah, probably some, some sort of bacteria that we're, that that doesn't exist anymore would just immediately infect you. You'd be you'd have right. a fever and die in three days. Pre polio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God only fucking knows. Like, like I don't have a polio vaccine. None of us do. Maybe they. Uh, maybe you would have the more powerful pathogens from being from the future, and you are the reason there are no dinosaurs. I don't think my pathogens is what infected dinosaur, but I'm just saying you go back in time to like <laughs> the Wild West or some Look, shit. Anytime I mean, where women wore petticoats, that is some smelly ass. At, at it's not like they shaved their ass cracks either. There's a bunch of women with some hairy ass cracks who shit in an outhouse and wiped with corn cobs, and now there's just like <laughs> corn cob butthole crumbs everywhere <laughs> dripping into their pussies that are in this like growing yeast down there like a fucking bread meal and everything stinks Without like bo and pussy and and corn cob butt crumbs <laughs> everything smells like that Taylor uh going back to the Jurassic era and like oh hey Mr. T-Rex here's a smallpox blanket please don't eat me <laughs> well no I would get eaten and then he would have all my diseases ah I see that's how it would go I wonder if Taylor's <laughs> brain is bigger than a T-Rex. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, so. it is a big animal. No, but they were notoriously, uh, I mean, am I mistaking the dinosaurs? Or weren't they that like the even big more, one? The biggest even meat eater, more, right? Like, even amongst dinosaurs, didn't they have like a laughably small brain? Like every, ah. all the other dinosaurs would make fun of them because they couldn't read dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was the size of two or three walnuts. We all have larger brains than... What an idiot. Speak for yourself. Well, I don't think Taylor's brain's bigger than our brain, just to be clear. It might be because my head's bigger. Wait, I, I don't think that's... My cranial capacity, maybe my the CCs. Like if you I, were think, take... I, I think it's the same brain. It's just sloshing around in a lot of extra stuff. Why would we have the same si different size heads and the exact same size brain? How big do you think your brain is? Bigger than yours. I just, there's no way there's no way you have an extra large brain he does oh, oh, feel, I can, oh I can you move. think he just has more cranial fluid i uh, think it's I you think he has a thicker homer simpson first of all skull? i don't think his head is actually all that bigger than ours all right now we're gonna oh. have oh kyle you're just adorable thinking that <laughs> do you have a tape measure handy kyle can you move small objects with your mind <laughs> You move an object with your mind, I'll buy it. Do you have a tape measure handy? Pieces of paper in a windy room. In a windy room. Now you need to get like CAT scans. Somewhere around here. Cubic centimeters of your fucking brain. I have a tape measure I can go get if you have one. I know I have one of those measuring things, but I don't know where it is. Fair enough, fair enough. Another day. 
I've used it on my my phrenology stream, so and I'm, I can't find my caliper either. I made a mistake on T Rex size, but it still holds. Uh, it averaged about half the size of an adult human brain. Okay. All so, right. What are some other the size of Taylor's? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Precisely. All right. Call it a wrap. Yep. Yeah. Brandon, we really appreciate you coming on, especially on such short notice. I'm glad I was able to get a hold of you. Had a great time. Glad you came on, man. No, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's really awesome. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah. Right. Got to get you on again soon. Uh, where can everybody find you? Um, uh, please don't. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Smartest guest we've ever Smart, had. man. Yeah. This is, this is brilliant. I love that. All right. Well, your links will be in the description, like it or not. PKA yeah. 539. They all link to Hickok's channel. Ha, 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 ha.